Mr. Powers, my job is to acclimatize you to the 90s. You know, a lot's changed since 1967. No doubt, no, but as long as people are still having promiscuous sex with many anonymous partners without protection, while at the same time experimenting with mind-expanding drugs in a consequence-free environment, I'll be sound as a pound. Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think what it says in the tin, it's best film ever. My name is Richie Cunningham. My name's uh, Austin Powers. <laughs> my, my name's a lot of vagina. And I'm Georgia. Oh, it's Oprah. <laughs> Oprah was the missing one. <laughs> All right, and we are here. Okay, my name's Ian, and we are here to uh, talk yeah, about uh, talk about Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, a film that when I like I put this on the on the schedule a long time ago, a long, and I thought time it was because I was sitting there going, "Well, twenty years." I'm like, I guess a little more than twenty years, but there's no way it's twenty five. No, it's totally twenty five years. You've been having this on the docket for 25 years. No, no, but it's 25 years. Wow. That's the reason why it's on the docket. because wow. it's the 25th year anniversary. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, is is a film. I think already from going around the, uh, the table, uh, I think George is not very good at holding her cards close to the, to, to, to the vest, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I've got a, an, an inference that I have made. We'll see if it's right. Okay. But I've got an inference. So... Uh, let's talk about, uh, you tell me, he's an international man of mystery. We're an international podcast of mystery. So this Ooh. week we charted in America, in Britain, in Canada, Ta-da. in Australia, in South Korea, in Norway, in the, in, in the Denmark, sure, why not? In the Denmark, <laughs> in the Netherlands, in the Switzerland, in the Qatar, also in number 48 in Nigeria, number oh. 16 in Ghana, and number five, hey. thanks for leaving the lights on. In Sierra Leone. Woo! There we are. Uh, quick promos this week. Last week, we did Return of the Jedi. We did. Yeah. How's that performing? All right. All yeah. right. I think the market gets flooded with a lot of stuff on uh, Star Wars. It's where our Star Wars releases have never been like huge, like week one or day one no. sort of things. I think because we're not alone, really, in, in sort of putting stuff out there. But it's, it's done well. It could be a top 10. Mm-hmm. We released a day late for May the 4th. Mm-hmm. So it might, it might. It's 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 a little bit behind what Spider Man and Harry Potter did, but only slightly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's it's all right. Okay, so that was good. Um, and so uh, we've have decided in case people have missed it, our real roundtable will be on Bruce Willis. Bruce, Bruce yeah. Willis. So get your Bruce Willis films in your head. BFE top five. I'm going to try and tweet something out. If not tonight, today or tomorrow. So yeah. And if Hudson Hawk is not in there. Never seen it. We're going to have words. Never seen it. We're going to have words. So such is, such is. I almost went and saw the unbearable weight of immense talent by myself yesterday and then went, it's not, oh. it's not really fun, is it? Uh, no. <laughs> so you don't really go see a buddy movie by yourself. <laughs> Just as a thought. Um, True. So yeah, such is. Uh, first and foremost, before we get any further, our, our thanks, our first and foremost thanks goes to our fantastic Patreon backers, our friends of the podcast, if you will. Yeah. And those would be Reverend Bruce, Julene Hermes, Lena Oberholzer, Katie McRae, Ensign Ian Davies, Chris Peterson, Randall, what's your handle, Silva, Dwayne Smith. Hi, Dwayne Smith. The Yeatmeister, Nate the Great, and Cheesy... With a fish on a bike. (laughs) So, uh, thank you very much, uh, one and all, for helping keep the lights on here at the Studio of Awesomeness. Reflections and corrections. I thought Return of a Jedi was a lot of fun. 
It was. Oh, Listen, it was a lot of fun. Listening back, I thought it was a good time. It was. So, yeah. Um, I always enjoy ones where we can sort of make fun of them. Because, am I wrong? I mean, what we do here is we, we deal with a lot of great films because of, of the nature of what we do. Yep. Um, but it is nice to find ones that can be a bit divisive. Yeah. And sort of play around with that. You think about some of the most fun ones we've had. I mean, The Rock. Yeah, that was good. Was a, was, oh, yeah. was, was a fun episode. Yeah. Um, uh, both Return of a Jedi and uh, Empire. Empire. Were both really fun. Um, and so sort of, you know, as much fun as it is to do like a Dark Knight and just gush and go, wasn't this brilliant? Wasn't this brilliant? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't this brilliant? But we all just go, yeah. 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 <laughs> did, did you just say that everyone agreed that the Dark Knight was brilliant? Everyone who mattered, yeah. <laughs> but it was nice to do something like this, and uh, uh, I enjoyed it. And Liam, I know you and I shared some messages the next day. Going, we did. I felt pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I felt like a good one. I did. Uh, and we had some listeners get a hold of us, so we'll share those in due course. Uh, I really wish I had my phone on me. Can you hand me my phone right over there, buddy? This is this is the li- this is the live and uncensored experience that we Ooh. offer a few times. Uh, we have decided on what our live and uncensored will be. We'll sort of keep that in the can for a little bit. Maybe we'll say what week it'll be in a couple of weeks. We'll announce what week it'll be. It'll be, it'll be in July, so people have got some time. But by people, I don't mean the people <laughs> looking at me right now. I mean the people who are who are out Listening. there in uh in in the BFE universe, wherever they are. Um, to say kind of what's going on. I'm just trying to remember why I put my phone out. Oh, I do know now because it's part of reflections and corrections and I'm hoping I can hit this here. That is excellent. So I feel it's important to go. There's a mistake I think I made. I have an update on the gold bikini. Oh. oh. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. Um, this is directly from uh, Carrie Fisher's uh, memoir that oh, she released. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's been called like the princess diary or something like that, oh, That's cool. which is, which is great, that. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking to see if it had the actual title of it. I don't actually have it here. It's a shame, but I think it was that. And, uh, so direct quote comes from here. It was like, where am I in all of this? I have to stay with the slug with the big tongue, nearly <laughs> naked, which is not a style choice for me. It wasn't my choice. When George showed me the outfit, I thought he was kidding, and it made me very nervous. I had to sit very straight because you couldn't have lines on my sides like little creases. No creases were allowed, so I had to sit very, very rigid straight. What redeems it is I get to kill him, which was so enjoyable. I sawed his neck off of that chain that I killed him with. I really relished that because I hated wearing that outfit, and I sit in there rigid straight, and I couldn't wait to kill him. So that was interesting because we oh, had okay. seen in the research that I had first come up with yeah. that this was a choice that she wanted to show off more of her femininity, yeah. shall I say. And it's sort of in sort of I tried to get a conversation about can you sexualize yourself? Can you find empowerment in the objectification of oneself, mm-hmm. so to speak? Yeah. And then to find out, no, <laughs> it was pretty misogynistic. Here's a... Jab is really lucky he had that laying around. <laughs> in her like, what are the odds? <laughs> yeah, do we have just just go in the back. We'll find it out. For, for the, Stanley Tucci's back there. He'll find your <laughs> he'll find your size. Oh, and I, love come. Tucci. I love Stanley Tucci as yeah. well. Uh, they should have just said Stanley Tucci played Jabba. He could have done it. He could have done it. Stanley Tucci can play anything. anything. Stanley Tucci's the kind of guy I wish I could do a real roundtable about, but he's not high profile. He's just that guy in a bunch of movies. 
He's yeah, never like the main yeah, yeah. guy. Never the main he's guy. Always, he's, always, he's always the memorable one. You always like him though, don't you? He's really good. Even if he's a yeah. slimy whatever, he's still likable. He's 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 always his performance is always outstanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He so, was one of my favorite parts of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can't. Yeah. I, I'll never. I'll never smack talk uh, some Stanley Tucci. Nope. But I did want to bring up that because we did talk about the Global King last week and thought yeah, it was really? worth. Uh, I'm just so, enjoying that my reading of the of the statement given last week was right. Yeah, no, you can totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I pushed the old button. I totally claim. Yeah. Like I did research, so it wasn't me making a mistake yeah, out yeah, of yeah. whatever. But yeah, it's just interesting that your reading of it was that because she'd complained about it, then that was her choice. And my reading of it was she's complained, and now they're making it worse, but the opposite direction. Yeah. So, so, but what I do want to do is go. It's the, I could have let it slide, but I wanted to go. No, I got it wrong, Thanks. and there's nothing wrong with kind of going. Got it wrong. Yeah, nothing wrong with it at all. So life, oh, a little. The more you know. <laughs> kind of fitting that we're talking about Carrie Fisher this episode. Yeah, it is. But let's put a yeah. put a lid on that. We still haven't. Uh, no. We'll, 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 we'll I'll explain later, buddy. Um, yeah. So, uh, Ensign Ian said, I love this is in regards to uh, actually our Moon Knight coverage. Uh, it's referring to me saying, Ian, I love how much how you missed everything that Ethan pointed out in the ward scene. So did I. At which point I went, I think Ethan's done some research on this. Uh, and I think he has. <laughs> oh, there was, a li- there was a little bit. I, when yeah. I was going back, I was like, oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, Twitter but, is a beautiful thing. But yeah. Um, Ray from Bean Bookish shared a story that said all the way in 1983, she and her sister got kicked out of a cinema watching Return of a Jedi. Her sister was so traumatized because they were quote killing the teddy bears that the officers ah. asked them to leave oh no <laughs> oh no that's brilliant i like that killing the teddy Poor bears teddy i bears. like it oh lily what i mean like there's being traumatized and then there's being like so traumatized that the usher asks you to leave the cinema I'm, i saw because uh, i cried quite heavily in cinemas and stuff but like not I think ushers used to be more present in cinemas. Okay. Like, I've sat with some pretty anti-social behavior going on in cinemas over the years. And nothing's ever been done to the point where, like, I know I had a friend who at once went at the intermission. Because the movie she went had an intermission. Imagine that. Wow. And so the guy beside me is making the movie unbearable. Can you do something about it? Um, But really, where we are, I've never seen anybody. Not that bad. No. No. Um, sorry, I thought someone was going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something before George said something, but then I forgot what I was going to oh, say. Oh, okay, that's what it was then. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Paul Laurie the podcast, Dwayne Smith. Hi, Dwayne Smith. Said, Ethan was so good in this episode. This is referring to Aww. Return of a Jedi. I loved him trying to explain all the various plot holes in law and either ended up confusing himself or just proving everyone else right. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars is stupid as hell. Star Wars is goofy as I, hell, but even I, was, I tried explaining I was, it. You dumb. say how when, Liam, when you listen to it, you talk back to it. I was still yelling at Ethan while I was driving my car. Yeah. Especially the bit where he's like, no, no, I'm not making excuses. I'm like, yes, you yeah. are. Yes, you are. No, I was saying I'm not defending no, 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 it. No, no. I'm explaining no, but you it. were. You'd be like, I'm just going to say what they're thinking. Yeah. You've said it four times. I know what they're saying of it is yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no it was it was, it was entertaining uh, he said he was but he, uh, uh, Dwayne does continue and says he was also very knowledgeable to great listening mm-hmm. uh, Russell the Posty you, says uh, just finished listening don't know why I was thought of as an Osmonds fan in this episode I do know the song Crazy Horse that Liam mentioned Crazy Horse is that Liam mentioned mm-hmm. but I've no idea about the finger movements of a scene Return of the Jedi you mentioned in connection to it I don't know what it is I just sort of saw this parallel but a few times when you've mentioned stuff yeah. that I haven't gotten, yeah. that like Russell the Posty chimes in the next week going, oh, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so I just assume you two are like kindred spirits or oh, something like that. But we're nearly there. Well, he was trying to distance himself. I don't know what the deal was. Oh, well. But there, there well, we go. Well, no, because um, mm. in the music video, um, they have these like electric things on their fingers, which goes, um, uh, it goes, yeah, they've got these like light things on their fingers. And that's what made it go, when they go crazy horses, and they brew with these fingers. And that's what that reminded me of with the the uh, uh, Sith Lord. There you go, Russell. There we are. That's what it was. Um, and Check some out the video. Yeah, yes. And some shout outs. Shout outs. First of the chance, Whitmore, who continues <laughs> to. Uh, I, I throw my sheet down with the first shout out. So if you're hearing Georgia cackle, it's because I said shout outs. And I looked down at this piece of paper on the floor that I'd uh, thrown down there. Took a it's look and came back to the mic. Almost <laughs> as if you don't throw your paper on the floor every episode. I looked at, I looked at the one I had and I went. <laughs> I picked up my sheet of paper after it said shout outs and I went, that's not the one I was thinking about. <laughs> oh, oh no. Yeah. Side note, uh, this one uh, came up this week. It, it was The Rock's birthday this week. Oh, was it? Was it? Um, anybody have a favorite Dwayne Johnson performance? Because someone said Real Roundtable. I said, for what? Everything's the same. Yeah. But of the one of the movies you've seen, a favorite? Either performance or movie overall? I really enjoy him in Jumanji. He's really funny in Jumanji. He is, but he's just playing The Rock. Yeah. He is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for a few seconds he's playing, you know, nerdy guy trapped in the rock's body, and then he just embraces and he it and goes full rock. Yeah. <laughs> I liked him in that thing with Ryan Reynolds on Netflix, Red Note or something. Oh, the one with the egg. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it, but I've heard of oh, it. Oh, that was that was all right. All right. They worked well together. Yeah, yeah, two big, you know, forces of nature coming together. That's quite quite funny. No, it's true. Actually, is you know, Ryan Reynolds actually hold his own with The Rock, yep. and The Rock actually hold his. Oh, own. Oh, sorry, Ryan Reynolds. I had Ryan Gosling in my head. Ryan yeah, Reynolds no, makes Ryan more Reynolds. sense. Yeah, 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 it makes more sense. I was, like, I was like, Ryan Gosling is this giant force in nature. I'm like, really? I'm like, I guess he can work out, but he's in good shape in a few movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Gal Gadot's in the movie. Is Gal Gadot in the movie? Yes, she is. There we go. Yes. She doesn't. That's really, why I've not watched it. She doesn't really hold her own in that either. She doesn't hold her own in anything. No. no. Say it ain't so. <laughs> Georgia, do you have a favorite Dwayne Johnson performance? I mean, I've seen Moana. Moana? Good that in that. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen the second Jumanji, but never the first Jumanji. So you haven't seen the first Jumanji? No. Oh, it's good. We don't have it on DVD at work, so I've only seen the second oh, one because we have that DVD. I think it's on one of the streaming services now. Oh, okay, my yeah. uh Ethan, did you name one or no? Yeah, I always said Jumanji. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with Be Cool. I like Be Cool a lot. Not seen it. He plays against types, so he's this. Um, this is a follow up to the other De Palma movie. Get Shorty. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, he plays he plays this bodyguard that Vince Vaughn has. Yeah, uh, but he's gay, oh, and he's okay. like a cowboy. Gay <laughs> cowboy. <laughs> and he like goes for like auditions, but rather than do like a monologue from like a guy's perspective, yeah, he'll do like a scene from Bring It On where he's playing like three different roles. Oh my and he's, god. Like, uh-huh. Oh, I want to see this. <laughs> and so over the course of the movie, they sort of trained him to be basically more like The Rock. Oh, okay. But he's just a side character, but he plays it. He's like this simmering tank that Vince Vaughn like abuses, and then yeah. he gets his back up, and then Vince Vaughn's got to bring him back down, and eventually you know he's he's really good in it. Oh, I'll tell you what other film I liked it is. Faster. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I haven't seen it. Oh, that was good. No. Uh, also, shout to... I, I, had, I thought Jumanji was a lot of fun. So I yeah, Jumanji was he in The Other Guys? Yep. Was that him and Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, him and Samuel L. Jackson against, yeah. uh, well, the other guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is there no one he's ever worked with? Like, has he worked with everybody in Hollywood? <laughs> <sighs> Pretty much. At least people who are around now. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're going to see, like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. 
Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> oh, I, I love that. Wait, no, is it? Is Judy? Is 18, Judy Dench the one 18, who's in the Fast and Furious movies? Uh, uh, I don't no, know. That's Helen Mirren. Eighteen oh one can only come around once a millennium. <laughs> <laughs> San Andreas shit film. Good performance. Sure. I'm pretty sure that was him. Yeah, yeah it was I him. It was, yeah. it was Skyscraper. Him. Skyscraper. Oh, Skyscraper's yeah. die hard, but with an amputee. It's so. fun. Um, Debbie sent a message to us. Hey, Debbie. Hey. Uh, hey. Asking if uh, we are, not we are in the, BB, uh, is in the BFE, but we as in the film industry as a whole. Are we running out of movie stars? Is there another, will we ever have another Tom Hanks, for instance? I think was the genesis of the BBC article she was quoting. Oh, okay. Uh, I kind of went, uh, I think you're right. Because we don't have that. We just have people who do Marvel franchises. Yeah. Yeah. Georgia. You take the funding out of the schools. You take the actors out of the business. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think that's anything to do with it because you'd be looking at the problem on a global scale. Mm. No, nah, I don't think so. It is though. Funding for arts is being cut all over the world. No. I mean, that's, 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 that's no, the problem fact. is, no, okay, you're not wrong, but the problem isn't that. The problem is what kind of movies do we go and see now? And the kind of movies we go see now are about franchises of existing intellectual property. So back in the day, it was, hey, the new Tom Hanks movie's out. You want to go see mm-hmm. it? We don't have those things anymore. We have Haven New Marvel films out. Do you want to go see it? So we've we've had a complete paradigm shift where it used to be a star-driven business, and now it's a property-driven business. Okay, yeah. That's why we reboot everything because it's 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 financially safe. Yeah. Whereas the financially safe bit used to be put Tom Hanks in your movie, Adam Sandler in your movie. I hate Adam Sandler, but he was a movie star, Tom Cruise. Yeah. When this generation goes, that's the end of it. Benedict Cumberbatch on name alone isn't going to get you in the cinema anymore. No. It'd get me in the cinema. I like Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, but, you, but, you, but you're an exception. It's the idea about going, when you're going, because these movies have to go up against whatever Marvel, DC, um, yeah, yeah, existing yeah. properties been put out that week. Yeah. The people who went and saw Uncharted, I don't know how well it did, but I'm guessing they went on, they didn't go because they liked the Uncharted games. I think they were like, oh, Tom Holland. I like Tom Holland. I think it, va- mm. I think it, I think it varies. I think we're... Right, I but hang on, though. If it, was, if it was random Tom Holland adventure movie, it wouldn't have gotten greenlit. The fact that it... The fact... Not if it wasn't one direct to Netflix or, Am- or Amazon or Disney+. That's Plus. What I'm saying. I'm thinking. The fact that it went to cinemas, if it was just un- untitled adventure movie, that doesn't get made. The fact that it's Uncharted, it gets made. Mm. Yeah, you make you make a lot of sense. True, I never thought of that. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm always right. The world, the world of cinema is changing <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I'm not saying some people do, but uh, no. It's just this idea that I think, unfortunately, in our lifetime, Liam, yeah, we have seen the move from when blockbusters were a thing, and it was you know Independence Day. Yeah, would Independence Day would that get greenlit today? <sighs> As, as an original idea no probably not probably it's not risk, not it? by roland emmerich anyway no. if it was there's a few exceptions if it, if it was nolan movie. yeah if it was tarantino yeah if it was one of these big name directors maybe yeah james cameron this is why we need more people like jay salahi because he's doing the good man's work and doing original stuff i hear you and i fully agree and what was the outlet that jay salahi has available to him thank god that he has it yeah but it's amazon prime yeah it's streaming services isn't it yeah cinema is shifting though that is that unfortunately uh, whether for good or for bad that is what is happening but digital nature of cinema was supposed to open the world up and make it more equitable mm-hmm. because we can all film now we i have a dslr i have sony vegas i can make a movie mm-hmm. let's do this i can upload it <laughs> i can i can email it i don't have to make up reels i can email a digital file yeah to someone and say please carry my movie yet somehow you would think that would get us into cinemas 
but now actually it's been it's harder than ever to get into a cinema yeah unless you're one of the big five studios you got it yeah 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 but then there's the argument of why do you want to be in a cinema if you can be globally accessible from people's homes because if you look at the financials of it the cinema's still like yeah. you Incredible. ask jay would you rather have a wide cinema release or a, or a deal he's got with amazon prime and i'm sure he's glad he's got a deal with amazon prime but you take the wide cinema release yeah of course because you're kind of the pie so much more and the idea of it, cinema still remains, pie. and it might be changing. <laughs> the Northwood Pie, very nice. It might be changing, but um, that still seems to be that a idea. That's where you go to see movies. It, it's mm. an event. Let's go to the movies. Yeah. Yeah. There are times where I used to go, let's go to the movies. I know it was playing. Oh, we'll, we'll find something there. Yeah, yeah. I don't I know st- if that's the case anymore. I still do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I like that unknown. The last film I went to see like that was... Um, Oh, three billboards. That was, that was one of the last movies that I... Uh, that was that was like three, four years ago, dude. Yeah, I know, but we ain't been to Yeah, yeah, yeah we I know, I'm just saying, like, it's been a while, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting, because like, the, the generation, I think, below me, so the people that I'm kind of teaching at the moment, yeah. we were talking about the, like, the new Doctor Strange and those sorts of things, and all of them are like, yeah, I'll just wait until it comes on streaming. Because they're not... To, to them, cinema isn't an event anymore. Like, it doesn't really matter whether you see it in the cinema or you wait a couple of months because that is all it is now interestingly brought up doctor like, strange only for a couple of reasons number one we're doing a doctor strange see it or skip it yeah the time this drops it should be time this drops it should be out already so go check that out <laughs> yeah i think the reason why you go see this if anything this one, one thing that's left is is because of twitter and because of social media that's the only reason i made sure i saw it opening day go see it so you don't get spoiled yeah that's the only reason i that's the drive because if you're not gonna I see mean, it, if you're not gonna see it in the first week yeah. You're probably not going to see it in theaters. No. The film got leaked before it even came out, so you can even kiss that goodbye at this point. Yeah, but I mean, like, as far as that public consciousness... Um, I know that's what I'm saying. Twitter was already talking about, like, spoilers days before it came out. Okay, I mean, I'm on Twitter. I'll say this, Ethan. I'm not trying to be belligerent. Yeah. I'm on Twitter promoting the pod daily. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't stumble upon it. I think that's because I, the, I use Twitter to talk about, like, the actual, like, the entertainment stuff, so the fandom stuff. So because of that, my recommended ends up being, hey, would you like to see spoiler from spoiler? Then you say And no. I go, no, well, no, I don't want I, to, I, but it's too late. I now. will say that we're promoting the stuff. Like the algorithm knows I like movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I see Doctor Strange on the side. I just don't click it. Exactly. <laughs> well, no, it pops up in my feed. Uh-huh. Well, I don't have I'm not actively searching for it. It pops up in my feed. Okay, moving on. Um, Dwayne Smith says, oh, that was Dwayne Smith. Oh, Dwayne Smith. So we messed up with his week's timings due to the late release of Return of the Jedi. In England, we had a holiday on Monday. Aww. So he had a hard enough time thinking that Tuesday felt like Monday, but then he said, <laughs> it feels like Tuesday. But then hang on, no, Wednesday felt like Tuesday because we delayed our release by we a day. So Sorry. There we go. If anything, I'm at a short week before you had your next BFE fix. So there yeah. we go. Yeah, this next week's going to feel long. Uh, TA2 Squid Podcast for the love. Juline for the love. Always. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a chance to... Uh, Juline did a speaking engagement and sent a link out, and I got to... Uh, Watch Julene's first ever speaking engagement, which was nice to sort of have, have a watch. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's about uh, sometimes you got to swerve, sometimes you got to move. A little bit away. Little it's, it's kind of the idea that life sometimes ain't, ain't fair. And sometimes you, you got to stop judging yourself by old standards if your circumstances change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, fair shout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair shout. So, for instance, I you guess this around, would be an example would be I used to run a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And then I did my ankle in. Mm-hmm savage injury on the basketball court 100% not my fault <laughs> I mean that 100% not my fault no we know we know someone ran into me from behind 
bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and so now I've gained weight as a result. And if I were to go out and run again, I need to make sure I don't compare my running times now versus what my times were then. Because I was in, I, I was running, I was running quick. You were, you were doing and, well. and now I'm not. And so, uh, but I need to be kind and go. That's not that I can only, do, I can only control what I can do now. Yeah. Sometimes you got to swerve. Sometimes you got to move. Absolutely. Uh, we've got science fiction remnant for the love. Thanks, guys. Uh, shoot the flick for the love. So wizard for the love. Josh, from your next favorite movie. If you want a quick little bite-sized snippet into why people love the films they do, uh, go check out your next favorite movie. The episodes run like 20 minutes long. So That's cool. You've been on it. Uh, and you can, I was going to uh, say, you, people listening can listen to us. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's we've cool. all been on it. But sometimes you do want to just, you know, sometimes you want that um, engagement, what we do with like two, three hours. Yep. And sometimes you just want that quick snippet of, of of listening. Yep. And 20 minutes, 25 minutes is great. And and, and especially because most of his guests kind of come from a podcasty kind of background, you can sort of sample some, some other podcasts. Yeah. If you if you so wish. If, if you so wish. If you had if you had time in your listening schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um we've got, of course, Charlton Guy three sixteen for the love, who said the BFE is the only film podcast in the multiverse you need to listen to. Wow. Oh. That's a recommendation. I think Charlton Guy three sixteen is from the uh, post wrestling group. Really? I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh a little, a, little, wow. a little a little crossover from my time as a yeah, yeah. as a consumer. Yeah, yeah. And oh I was the defending. I should be the two time defending. Christmas jingle champion. <laughs> I think politics got in the way there. They said, we, don't, we, we don't want to give because they shortlisted and went. We, I like I like Ian's, and then like they got in for a vote and it was like all of a sudden Ian's vote went like like yeah Ian's was all right. I'm like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. you were like <laughs> Ian's was really good, yeah. and then he went away and went Ian's all right. I'm like this is totally just politics. This is Eurovision all over. Calling calling <laughs> you out, John and Way, uh, Hermes and the Scuttlebutt podcast. Calling them out all the time. What a quality show they do. They get the uh, they get Ian's seal of approval. That was not mine. The seal. That was George's seal. I guess George is going to do the sound effect. George's going to do. I don't need need the thing. Okay, George. Liam's just made a mistake. Go. There's a mistake. <laughs> Liam. Liam I don't, I'm not going to sing for you. George, George is even wearing a yellow jumper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. One of my children at work always punches me in the arm there and oh. has a permanent bruise and you just got it. Oh. We've got a message. Don't repeat this one oh. from Wayne Smith. Wayne Smith. Wayne Smith. Who oh. <laughs> says, Dwayne Smith's unavailable today as he's off helping the Rebel Alliance triumph over the Galactic Empire. This is his evil brother Wayne listening. Ooh. Hi, Wayne. <laughs> hey, Wayne. Uh, gifts of the week, which was Lightstick. Lightstick. Uh, the short list includes Juline, who's something with a sheep, Ian Davies, Big Bang Theory, meets Star Wars, Josh, Conan the Barbarian, Arnold, with some light sticks added in, Russell had Alex Ovechkin doing some stick tricks, Cheesy, some sort of club scene featuring Terry Crews, I think, <laughs> Dwayne Smith, Dwayne Smith, with a Homer light stick karate type thing, and Nate the Broken, Cats and Lightsabers. People felt that Nate the Broken should win for Cats and Lightsabers. People are wrong. The winner is <laughs> Cheesy, not Cheesy. Sorry, I just got cheesy way too excited. <laughs> Russell the Posty for Alex Ovechkin with hockey sticks. Hey, well, there man. we are. You can never go wrong. Steer it into my ice hockey. <laughs> Love if it's the right person. Yeah, Alex Ovechkin's my boy. Russell gets the win on that one. Gift of the week. And if you want to play along with gift of the week, just listen up for our random word at the end of a deep dive and then find a gif and hit us up on the Twitter with it. Uh, that's at best film ever pod on the Twitter. Twitter. 
Uh, so, like Julian said, sometimes you got to move, sometimes you got to swerve. Let's do that now as we move and swerve into our deep dive. On the way, though, if you want to leave us a review on Apple or Spotify, go ahead. Five is our magic number. Five is the magic number so why are we doing this we talked about this already it's the 25th anniversary of austin powers international man of mystery it is. when this came out liam i was 18 i was 17 let me rephrase this when this came out i was 17 <laughs> wow yeah crazy. Wow, 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 wow crazy yeah just left school we're going out into the world yeah seeing wow crazy that's mad um when you said 25 years i even i said to my dad today i went dad Austin Powers, 25 years. He went, is it? I was like, oh, I know. God, yeah. I feel old. He went, welcome to my world. <laughs> exactly. Uh, directed by Jay Roach. This is only his second film. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he also would do um, Austin Powers 2, Austin Powers 3. He wrote and directed Meet the Parents and Meet the Fockers. Yeah. Oh. I like, I like Meet, Meet the Fockers a lot. I like Meet the Parents a fair bit. He wrote and directed The Campaign. With Will Ferrell and Ugh. Zach Galifianakis. Oh, yeah. I didn't mind that one. And he directed Mystery Alaska. Oh, that's the thingy one with the with the ice hockey. The ice hockey with Russell Crowe. Yeah, and Mike Myers in a supporting little small role. Oh, you've not seen that? Oh, it's good. We uh, that sounds good. I, I remember we talked about it on our real roundtable for best sports movies. Yeah, that's the only reason I watched it because I had seen like two sports films. It's a, it's a nice. Like, it's a nice. It's a nice little movie. Yeah, it's all right. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've got no heart today. All I can keep seeing is this awful still of Mike Myers with his fucking penis hair, chest hair on his, <laughs> just on your screen. And that's why I'm leaning back is so that I, so that Liam's head blocks it. He's like saluting kind of. <laughs> but it's awful. Uh, what else we got here? Screenplay by Mike Myers, uh, who also wrote Wayne's World 1, Wayne's World 2, Austin Powers 2, Austin Powers 3, and The Love Guru, a film I've never seen. No, I haven't either. It is a film that came out like yesterday. And I don't really want to watch it. Sorry, what was that, Ethan? He's got a new series on Netflix, something that came out like today or yesterday. So this is really good timing for us. Okay. Oh. Um, cinematography by Peter Deming, who did, I mean, this is quite the uh, collection here. Uh, Evil Dead 2, My wow. Cousin Vinny. Oh. oh, great movie. Son-in-law. Not seeing that. Oh, really? No. Oh, what's his name? Polly Shore. Oh, really? This no, girl I... comes home and she's married Polly Shore. Oh, I love Polly Shore. And it's like a really straight laced conservative family, and he's, you know, playing Polly Shore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, look, it's the family. <laughs> <laughs> do the weasel. <laughs> we have to do like a Cino Man at some point. George is giving me a look like, what, do you, what, what the hell are you doing? We've got the Biodome. I've never seen that. Oh, no, no. The best Polly Shore movie is, is either Jury Duty. Or Encino Man. I've not seen that either. Oh, really? Isn't there a film out there called Who Killed Paulie Shaw? Maybe. Don't know. I think so, yeah. Um, He also did the cinematography for Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream 4. Wow. Not Scream 1. Uh, Mystery Alaska, Cabin in the Woods, and Now You See Me. Oh, Oh, no. Now You See Me one's fine. Yes, good. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, Thank you for your... (laughs) No, it's just not my... No, no. Thank you for your utterance-based film review. Uh, 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 <laughs> ooh, uh. Uh. <laughs> um, that's, that's a different podcast music yes it is <laughs> subscribe i'm not even gonna do the joke <laughs> music by george s clinton not to be confused with george clinton the the the, the funk musician yeah, not the yeah, same yeah. guy who also he did all three in the austin powers uh he did beverly hills ninja the santa claus 2 great oh. film that's the mrs claus terrible film, great <laughs> film. Or, or as ethan would go 
Uh, uh, no, that was an uh, A. And, re- a uh. and ready. To, okay, let's stop with the utterances. And ready to rumble. I which was a one. wrestling-based movie. Oh, okay. Uh, the, like David Arquette and oh, what's the guy's name? David Arquette. Oliver Oliver Platt. Oh, I remember. Oh, no. That's like a major. Like he was like David Arquette's like the nerdy fan. Yeah. Oliver Platt was supposed to be like the old washed-up wrestler. No way. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no way. Like, and he's cast opposite real wrestlers. That like Macho been, Man Randy Savage, Goldberg, and terrible. Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And then the, the, the wrestling company was looking to like cash in on all this promotion, and they made David Arquette their world champion for reals. Really? For reals. Is that like wow. with Mickey Rourke and the wrestler? Uh except for mickey rourke had a credibility about him all like yeah, like he yeah. could like he was like a golden gloves like boxer and stuff like this yeah and, whereas like david arquette was just like this fluky like um like oh i'll do a tag match with diamond dallas page and whoever ends up pinning the titles on the line and so he ends up it's like falling oh whoa <laughs> like lands <laughs> on him and wins the belt and then he turns heel the next week uh, it's like I knew it all along. I was planning on like this is. T- he even told them like this is not. A- He's a wrestling fan. He went. This is not a good idea. No, don't put the belt. <laughs> don't put the belt on me. No. <laughs> so there we go. Good old deputy. But let's talk about because uh, George is itching to talk about <laughs> Austin Powers, international man of mystery. <laughs> so um, the British television series Adam Adamant Lives was a strong influence behind Austin Powers. Adam Adamant Lives was about an Edwardian adventurer who was revived in nineteen. 19- 66 after being frozen by his evil arch nemesis the face adam is bewildered by swinging 60s london and fights evil with help from the beautiful granddaughter of his sidekick who helps him to adapt to life in swinging swinging 60s london nice sounds like there's some familiar similarities here uh, yeah mike myers chose to do this rather than a third uh, wayne's world film because uh, he wanted to focus on develop a secret agent comedy which was going to be a parody of a james bond movies which became this film and he created the character of austin powers for the faux 1960s rock band ming t that myers starred with matthew sweet and Susanna hoffs following his time on saturday night live Myers said that the movie and character were inspired by British films, music, and comedy of the 60s and 70s his father had introduced to him as a child. Direct quote, after my dad died in 1991, I was taking stock of his influence on me as a person and his influence on me with comedy in general. So Austin Powers is a tribute to my father, who introduced me to James Bond, Peter Sellers, The Beatles, The Goodies, Peter Cook, and Dudley Moore. Yeah. like Peter Cook and Dudley Moore. And Myers estimated uh, Dudley Moore, of course, would be Arthur and Arthur Two on the he Rocks, would, yeah. Santa Claus the movie. That's how American audiences would know them. I don't know if American audiences really know who Peter Cook is. Nah, they no, they wouldn't. No. Uh, Mike Myers estimated that thirty to forty percent of the film was improvised. <laughs> Nothing yeah, wrong that with that. Surprise. I mean, no. Austin, uh, Mike Myers has his, uh, his career, his background in Saturday Night Live, sketch comedy. Yeah, that's yeah, got yeah. its roots in improv. Oh yeah, definitely. So yeah. Uh, so that is about it. Let's do the deep dive. Uh, we start off with a Capella International title card. I thought it was New Line Cinema. Now, that being said, the version yeah. we watched here was very different from the version I watched. I thought George Lucas was back this week making all sorts of changes. <laughs> oh, no, this is the version I know. Yeah, this is not the version I know. This is the British version. It says it's the non-US version I found out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I will argue... The version I'm be- I'm more familiar with is a better movie. Really? Are there like major changes? There or? are. We'll talk about them as we, oh, as we, as we go through. I've not seen that then. 
Uh, so I can't compare. Yeah, you can't. You can't. And now, whether mine's just because it's the one I'm familiar with, mm. I think these extra bits slow down the pacing. Oh, okay. So, interesting. Um, and we get that Dr. Evil, that bow down 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 uh, and that's the Dr. Evil theme. And we meet Dr. Evil kind of. We don't see his face. See the back of his head. Uh, and we see his cat, Mr. Bigglesworth. Uh, more on him later. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's yelling at his greatest assassins because they cannot kill secret agent Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he has this button that then causes all the chairs to flip back and drop its inhabitants into flame. Yeah, into some sort of a uh, basementy flamey thing. But yeah. wouldn't that be unsteady? Would, would you? You'd see that there's a flippy bit, wouldn't you? You wouldn't sit there, would you? Well, I think the idea is that everybody knows it could happen. He doesn't exactly hide the button panel, does he? No, and everybody who's there has probably <laughs> seen him do it before this. Why? Why? Is I think it's it- just part of a deal. I think. I guess he must pay well. They must pay. He well. must pay well. Yeah, I think if you get into evil, it's got to be for the money. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's all about the money, money, money. That's right. Uh, and then we meet uh, Austin Powers, and we meet him uh, in swinging sixties London to the soul bossa nova song by Quincy Jones. Cool. Quincy Jones is an American. I think, yeah, he's American. producer, producer, and musician in general. Musician but he has a lot more producing. At the time that we were watching this in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Quincy Jones was a huge name. Quincy Jones is the father of Ann Perkins or Karen Fifilipelli, whichever one you want to consider it, from The Office slash Parks and Rec. No way. Oh. Rashida Jones is Quincy Jones's daughter. Wow. Yeah. That blows my Isn't mind. Isn't her mom like really famous as well? I'm going to say yes, but I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. I yeah, know for was, a fact that her dad. She was on a list of celebrities that was like, here's some celebrities that are self-made and here's some that have famous parents. Yeah. And she was on like that in my She went to Harvard. List. I found this out this weekend. Yeah. Wow. She was on Whoa. the famous parents list. <laughs> they were doing uh, an interview section. It was really great. They were both hooked up to lie detectors. Her and uh, Amy, Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer, yeah. And they were all like hooked up and they were asking each other questions about kind of uh, stuff. And they got, she went to Harvard, right? Yeah. Do you think you're better than me? and she said no and it was true uh bless her yeah um yeah she 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 got the wrong end of a deal with jim there her only her only crime was not being pam yeah yep uh meet austin powers played by mike myers mike myers revealed in in interviews that the austin powers character was created on a couple of instances involving his family we mentioned earlier his father loved watching british comedies of actors like peter sellers and sir alec guinness so Myers oh. always wanted to play an English character in a comedy. He said that coming home one night uh, from hockey practice, he started flirting with his wife in an English accent. His wife laughed and told him to write the routine down so he could do it again. Writing the routine down led to this script. Hmm. You can see part of the influence in this film in an early sketch Myers did for Saturday Night Live in which several of James Bond's nemeses complain about his invulnerability and how much easier it should be to kill him. <laughs> Austin's glasses are modeled after the ones worn by Michael Caine's character, Harry Palmer, Harry from Palmer. the Ipcris file. Yeah. Because of this, Michael Caine, when he in the third one plays Austin's father, wears the original glasses That's from the cool. Ipcris file. I thought that. According to Elizabeth Hurley, Austin Powers was also modeled on British television and radio personality Simon D. That's D E E, Simon D. Yeah. That, what, that's, I, that's relieving. I, I looked him up. I looked him up. Um, he was a very short-lived. I'll tell you what, it looks like Austin Powers' costume. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, like the whole like fluffy bit in the oh, center yeah, and yeah. the leather jacket. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. 1,000%. Why is it 
why are you relieved, Ethan? No, because I thought you were going to say a different um, British DJ who's like who was notorious for being sort of like a sex crazed individual. Okay, nope. Uh, Penelope Spheris said in an interview that Mike Myers was a nightmare to work with when she directed him in Wayne's World, and that she, quote, hated that bastard for years. <laughs> but when she saw him in Austin Powers, she was impressed. She thought, I forgive you, Mike. You can be moody. You can be a jerk. You can be things that others of us can't be because you are so profoundly talented, and I forgive you. There is something about that. Really? What? Well, I'll tell you what. After right now, Bill Murray's movie got shut down. Oh, I heard about this. Oh, yeah. what's up? Bill Murray is doing a movie, and apparently something he did uh, that he thought was a joke. Now, I don't know if that means it was sexual in nature, if it means it was bullying in nature. I don't know what it means. But um, something he said it caused the film to be shut down. Now, the film is being directed by Aziz Ansari, who's got his own fair share oh, of controversy. Oh, shit, yeah. So he can't be seen to do... So I think he's got to be on the slightest bit of complaints. He's got to shut it down for his own Oh, okay. his oh own yeah, thing. like proper damage control. Um, now, there was rumors at the end of Charlie's Angels, oh, yes. not one or two. Lucy Liu Lucy said Lou, that yeah. Bill Murray was profoundly mean to her mm-hmm. for whatever that is that's just scuttlebutt hey hermes that's come out <laughs> of like that over the years yeah I'll does it that. does it mean that it's right no it just means that she said it yeah 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 it doesn't mean that she's wrong yeah it just means she said it and i think especially even now with the amber heard trial everybody's got an opinion and i was like <laughs> yeah i don't know amber heard i don't know johnny Depp. no and i think i'm willing to and some people it seems like really can't divorce the idea of it johnny depp is not captain jack sparrow no he's not. yeah they're like oh he's so he he made me realize it was okay to dream i'm like that's captain jack sparrow you're talking about there <laughs> the uh, drinker and thief my i i don't have a dog in the race at all uh do i think that uh do i think that i don't think one of them was unilaterally the problem in any of this I, yeah. I think they're, they're, they're both damaged people. Uh, but I, I don't, don't think th- she's more damaged than him, though. <sighs> yeah, but I've I, seen a little bit of the trial. And I, I don't, so have I. I mean, but I don't know enough about any of them. No, I don't. I, I'm just I'm getting things third, fourth hand like everybody else is. There's a judge there. Hopefully they do their job right. Mm. And uh, that's that. Uh, yeah, I don't think. But, that, but, but it's, it's just a strange time we live in it as is. far as these sorts of things go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a whole opening sequence. Let's go to a happier thing. This opening sequence, <laughs> Georgia, you've been very quiet, and I have a feeling I know where your, where your sort of thoughts in the film are going overall. What did you think of this opening sequence of, of Austin in swinging 60s London? Dancing it's away. Very well done. Okay, good. It's, it's really it's very, fun. very well done. There's, I mean, it was a lot of fussy dancing, which is 20s, and I guess that I most came back in the 60s, I guess. I think it's just but the a idea lot of, of what uh, they're doing is, is very 20s movement. There's a stylized cool, so. opening to number two as well, a big mm-hmm. dance number. Number three goes more for a Hollywood movie thing. Yeah. But no, one and two both have these two goes. Like, if you thought if you liked one, two is great then. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's like five times bigger. It's yeah. great choreography, yeah. Um, I mean, I liked it as well because I did a 60s music video shoot, so it was quite reminiscent of that. Oh, in, in Liverpool? That. In Liverpool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was, that was cool to kind of go, <laughs> I did something like that. Like even some, I recognised some of the costuming, like because so, some of us were wearing, well, yep. we're all in 60s garb, but it all kind of had that kind of vibe to it. So that was cool to watch. My favourite visual joke of this is he's got what's supposed to be like a life magazine. Yeah, they're all reading. Yeah. It says fab, but it's 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 life is yeah, what it yeah, is, yeah. right? 
and, head on it. and the first two drop their heads and it's just regular people who go running off because Austin's over to the left or right but then the third one drops and it's, it's Austin making the same face as he <laughs> drops it that's my favorite visual joke but then there's the bit where he gets he's chased around a corner oh, and then you wait so two good. seconds and he's leading the parade back the like back the way he came it's very reminiscent of the Beatles it, it's very Beatlemania. Oh, very, it is, I was going to say, it's very like, was it Hard yeah. Day's Night, I think? Hard Day's Night's black and white, but yeah, you'd say my idea. It's yeah. very reminiscent of that. Um, where am I at here? Um, oh, there's so many Union Jacks. And I sat there for a moment. <laughs> I sat there for a moment. And went, it's really, I've said this before on the pod. I think it's really yep. sad how the far right have hijacked the flag. Yep. And how everybody else has gone, you have the flag. And we're now going to call the flag a racist thing. And I'm like, that's a, you know what? The rest of the world, okay, rest of the world's a bad claim because I imagine if, if I lived in an area where there was British colonialism, maybe I don't love that flag so much. Yeah. That being said, like if you're America, if you're Canada, if you're those sorts of nations, you go, no, but you also have the British flag and go, that's a great looking flag. It is a great looking flag. Like people like, like buy shirts and stuff with Union Jack on it in Canada and the US as like a fashion statement because it's a great looking flag. It does make me laugh. It's literally just a combination of three of our flags layered on top of yeah. each other. Yeah, but you know, it's, yeah. Like, it's not imaginative but, in the slightest. But now, if like, you had hey, your hero with the, with the British flag on it, you'd be like, oh. No, but you know what, right? Because that's coming to the Queen's Jubilee. Jubilee, yeah. Platinum, Diamond Jubilee? Plat- 70. Platinum, platinum. 70 years. Platinum, yeah. yeah you know, the, we'll see a lot more British flags. Platinum Jubilee. You kind of get away with it with the Queen, which is great. You know, and I love to see the British flag out. You know, I'd love right? to see in a world post Brexit. That maybe the flag can go back to just being a symbol for a nation rather than all these ideologies. I think yeah. that's what happened was that because Brexit happened and people who wanted to leave took the flag as a as like this symbol of we're leaving, we're our own yeah. thing with this, that and the other, that everyone else kind of went, can't we be both? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It turned into like what, yeah. major foreign yeah, nationalism. Yeah. Like America, imagine if, like, I don't know, you had some sort of big vote on something. Not the vote you had this week. No. Imagine you had oh, some. No. Imagine you had some big vote on something, and uh, and one sort of side sort of took the flag and went. This is about America first. America first. And those words, something first, generally mean uh, at the exclusion of all others. Yeah. And turns to it kind of becomes can, we're better than. And it often is associated yeah. with, with white nationalism. Yeah. But if you had that sort of a thing, and then all of a sudden it was like the flag becomes tainted. That's kind of what's happened in Britain. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying, but it, it, it is what, what, what's happened. I I kid you not. I, we, we produce for the schools I'm at these like end of year music videos that we do. Yep. And we were put on the news every year except for one. And the one was we did an elongated session where I was playing my electric guitar. And I bought my electric guitar in Canada. It was the, it was the Noel Gallagher edition Union yes. Jack guitar. Yeah. When I bought that, it's just Oasis in 97, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And now this British flag, as I'm playing it, it looks like I'm like making some sort of statement, some sort of leave Brexit statement. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, it's just, no. no. I was a Canadian kid trying to stay yeah. my British roots going Noel Gallagher Oasis. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I wish I'd bought the Sky Man City blue one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell White you what. Man City. Flag-wise, I, I don't understand. I know we're not as, we're not as patriotic here, and especially like as you get younger through the generations i think less and less so but like what is with the standing and pledging allegiance to a flag every single day at school what is that about is it just like a 
you, is it just like a school rule obedience thing, or does it have? I more? never pledged allegiance to the flag. No, no, it's school. an American thing. No, an American oh, okay. thing. That's what I mean. Like, so America, I don't know. Americans, hit, hit us up because uh, I don't know if you do I'm the national anthem. Interested in it? Yeah, they do all pledge allegiance to the flag, the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, indivisible, under God, with liberty and justice for all. Let me know if I got that right, Americans. Um, that's one. Now, if you're from Texas, you then turn and you and you pledge to the to the Texas flag as well. Wow. That just seems really really silly. Like, that's I mean, extra. Our, our counties. Have have flags, but like pledging allegiance to the Texas flag kind of feels like it goes against that indivisible part. Yeah. Of the one. <laughs> one nation, indivisible, except for the one giant star on the Texas flag. Although and Texas also, is the state, Texas is the only state that can leave anytime it wants, according to the Constitution. Really? Yeah. Uh, as long as they they could have like a like a referendum, they can uh, leave. Okay. All the other That's states. <laughs> I think it's called a civil war. They're just kind of like you ain't going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine they would. Though. Which is so. I think it's strange to us as well, though, because obviously, like our country, our entire country, even our entire well, your you, nation of nations, yeah, yeah, is smaller than some of the states. Like, yeah. So for the fact that they're stuck in that kind of like, like, Brit- Britain, smaller than Texas and Alaska, I would guess. Yeah, like I don't in, know. I hear New Zealand's pretty big. <laughs> but That's like, Australia, especially with what is going on, Ethan's in with his geography report. <laughs> Ethan, his geography report, but especially with what is going on at the moment in America with the vote they're having and those sorts of things at yeah. the moment. The idea that you're stuck with those laws that might be applicable a hundred miles away, a thousand miles away, but then yeah, it just seems so you, odd to to me. I would argue you're, you're mis- America's a bit unique in the sense that America is a country that I. De- ideally to them, yeah. was built around the concept of a smaller central government, but much yeah, higher yeah. state government. So the amount of laws that actually come from a federal level are very, very, very small. The yeah, one this yeah, week yeah. is one of them, yeah. but most of the laws are made by the individual states themselves. Yeah, no, I get that. But the fact that, Didn't know that. some of them are this important, and it's yeah, I, this one's getting to me, but it, that's a different conversation. It is a much different conversation. Yeah. Uh, Back to Austin Powers and his uh, oh, real have to. To. oh, I will say in Canada, <laughs> we we stand for O Canada every day. Really, a recording really? a recording of O Canada will play. They try to mix it up with three or four different ones. Usually, one's just um, instrumental. Usually, one is sung in just in English. One is bilingual. Sometimes <laughs> you get the only French version. But that's very rare. Usually, oh, it's I only thought- only the middle third. Do you ever get it in Braille? No. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was in like different slam, genres. Like slam you have a poetry one, all of a sudden. A synth one, like a rocky one. No. I really thought that's where you were going. No, it's, no, no. It's just so strange. So I think the only times we hear our national anthem are at football matches and like rugby matches. So sports It's games. interesting. The I Olympics mean, and if the Queen is stepping out onto a balcony. Yeah. Every, 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 will be soon. every major be soon. sporting event, you'll play national anthems before. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, whether, you know whether i mean th- this all started during like i believe it's the second world war uh people started playing sense. anthems to honor the troops yeah and when they came home it's really hard to go so should we stop honoring the troops now because after it's gone <laughs> for a while you really so either when the war's over you should have stopped right away yeah. <laughs> because now the minute you take it away it's a huge thing and there's yeah. a whole second degree of stuff that happens. And we look yeah. at what the American football players were doing with taking a knee during the yeah. anthem and people who had issues with that and going, well, I would have thought the rights and freedoms, one of those rights and freedoms is the right to not stand. Yeah. Definitely. Um, however, you know, as teachers, you'd expect all the students to stand up. But my issue is when I was learning, training to be a teacher, I'd be in the staff room for some of these because I wouldn't have a homeroom class or a form class, yeah. they might say here. And you'd see the teachers just sitting down, marking. And I'm like, oh, oh, I would always just stand by myself. Because I'm a big believer. I don't tend to ask the kids to do things I won't do myself. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. With, with like certain exceptions, like I got to have a coffee. Why? Because I'm the adult who gets paid to be here. Yes. <laughs> We're different in that regard. Yeah. But like we have a no phones rule at my school. And uh, if, I'm, if I'm in my office, I'll take a look at my phone, da, 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 da. But if I'm walking the corridors or something like that, I won't get my phone out ever. Because okay, I think yeah. that's just, that's just yeah, a respectful yeah, yeah. thing, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm not, I will say this, like, not, not, not everybody I work with does that. No. <laughs> so uh, there is a shame on that. Mm. But we're way off from this here. I've been trying to distract us. It's the, nice to see the British flag and in a good sense of humor in movie. So it's nice. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. Because again, it's not that American rah, rah, rah. There's nothing wrong with the American rah, rah, rah. Oh, look, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going off into a segue. Yeah. <laughs> when I was driving over once from, I think it was Windsor, Ontario, Canada to D- D- Detroit. I went across and you can see it totally like you've got very like Victorian architecture on the Canadian side mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. these like normal sized Canadian flags. You've got like 50 meters into the States. A, it's all like straight level concrete, like yeah. very not Victorian at all, like very sort of typically American corporate. And then like flags the size of football fields, <laughs> and then, like, like like two car dealerships across the road from each other, both with like the biggest flag in a ball. Because we don't want we don't want you thinking the people at Ford are more American. The people at Chevy can't be having that. Buy a car, the most American car law in town. <laughs> Whereas, like, it, like this is the kind of the one thing they have got right here is that if we use the Union Jack, it's usually on like men's underwear. Like that is a joke. It's a bit that of is a quite. Thing. It is a comical yeah. reoccurring See, thing in England. I think Canada's a halfway point between Britain and the states. In yeah, this. Yeah, I think yeah. we've got a, a like a medium sized level of patriotism. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's okay. I think there's nothing wrong with being being proud of where you're from, as long as it doesn't turn into jingoism, where like we're better than everybody yeah, else. Exactly. Yeah, and it's okay when you're at the Olympics going, yeah, we're a number. Like, that, that's different. I still get Sports patriotic and, about sure, stuff. Why not? You know, and I love this country. Recently, I've 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 visited somewhere where a flag, which I got to touch, was on the same boat that Horatio Nelson was on. That's cool. How cool Whoa. is that? So cool. all those years ago, 200 years ago, I want to say. Sure. About that, yeah, I think. Yeah. I think so. Don't know enough about that. Um, how cool was that? that? That was part of the Battle of Trafalgar, and this flag that was off that boat was where I went to see and visit and touched. It was amazing. Well, That's an incredible piece t- of history. Tell you what else was amazing. Austin Powers. But that was, that was a British. That was an English yeah. flag, not a British flag. Okay. Well, Austin Powers was a forward somersault into... A British flag that happens to also be a car. That is an amazing car. That's a cool I car. love this car. I want to know where this car is now. Is this is this the Shaguar? Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, I think it is. Was that one Shaguar? Yeah. Uh, and so he lands perfectly, and off they drive, and we meet Mrs. Kensington, played by Mimi Rogers. Yeah. Who uh, she was all right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and we have a little like, and we get <laughs> I love listening to that. Basil Expedition, played by Michael York. Um, since the 1960s had a big influence on his childhood, Myers cast Michael York. Uh, the popularity of his film revived Michael York's career. Yeah, I can imagine. Huh. Myers referred to York as the classiest guy I know. I can see that. Yeah. He's a very classy guy. Uh, we found Dr. Evil's planned a trap for you at the Electric Psychedelic Pussycat Swingers Club. It's <laughs> a mouthful of it. I had to go and look it up. <laughs> uh, and so he goes, it's very Robin Hood in like the Disney film. There's a trap where... Well, 
Well, I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Um, so they go to the psychedelic, the electric psychedelic Pussycat Swingers Club, and Austin, they're looking for Dr. Evil, and then he punches this waitress out of nowhere. And yeah. Mrs. Kenson's like, what's that? He goes, that's not sure. That's not a waitress. It's not a woman. It's a man, man. man. And in a sense of this was a man in costume, undercover, a henchman, an assassin in drag to kill Austin Powers. I did not get any sort of transphobic vibes from this at all. Not at all. But I was a woman to start with. Yeah, It was a woman, and when he punches, they do the cut. I want to throw to Ethan, because I think Ethan might have gone that way. No, I just, I was just like, oh, okay. I don't know. It was just weird. Like, this is is nothing like Ace Ventura, which I, I detest Ace Ventura for that unnecessary joke this was just here's a a kooky disguise would you believe i've never seen the first ace ventura you're not missing anything as a canadian of all things yeah but it's jim carrey i I like the first movie but really yeah i i never cared for jim carrey i only like certain movies of jim carrey Uh, truman show eternal sunshine sonic batman forever i've never seen 13 numbers is that what he did the number 13 number 13 yeah yeah. no i've never seen either or cable guy Oh, I didn't like Cable Guy. Cable Guy's oh. weird. Yeah. Um, so, uh, where was I at here? It's a man, he punches, man. Oh, it's a man, man. And rips uh, off his wig. They chase Dr. Evil. And he goes, there's the bastard. <laughs> which made you go, oh, I can't believe I said this. Yeah, that did make me, it did make me laugh. Um, because it's, you know, you thought that word was a bit too strong. Yeah, it's a bit of a swear For word. Uh, what we do here. Yeah. That's what I think, anyway. I'm trying to find out what happened to the car. Oh, okay. okay. Apparently, one of the, they used two. One of them is in a museum in Texas, but the other one, I can't figure out where it is at the oh, moment. Oh, okay. hang on. Ownership. It's on auction in eBay, apparently, so it's owned by someone privately. One's We'd one like one. to once one. again uh, plug our Patreon at this time. PFE. <laughs> uh, I want that car. <laughs> it was listed, I think, in um, one of the... What did it say? It was listed as like one of the most beautiful cars ever. No, oh, hang on. I'd have to learn how to drive a stick. Yeah, you you would. would. You'd love it, though. I'll take the summer. I'll take the summer and do it, yeah. <laughs> you should. All you right. should. I'll have, to, I'll have to add another tier to the Patreon. <laughs> Once I get <laughs> my car back. The Shagwars here. Uh, where are we at here? So, um, Dr. Evil. Dr. Just- Evil, there's the bastard. He runs into this cryogenically frozen, like, egg sealment thing. And then he gets fired off into space. In a big boil. In a big boil. We'll talk about that in just one second. And they'll return to the time where free love no longer reigned and a more cynical time. A big boy. I want to know what that is. A big boy is an actual restaurant chain. Oh, okay. So, I've, I've and it would have. That before. It would have, like, a big boy. That. On like, on like, the, for those who can't burger. see, obviously, I'm doing like like a visual of the big boy here. Um, it's like the oh, was it that, the Simpsons donut guy. Was it Lard Lard? It just it, is it like the big boy? What that was parody? He's uh, I don't know. Maybe he's the parody was wasted on me because yeah. obviously that wasn't. I, I think seen that I now. think that one's more of a Canadian centric thing. Oh, okay. Uh, it is a restaurant chain, but there was a big boy in Scarborough, which I believe that one is directly taken from. And Scarborough is a suburb of Toronto. Oh, okay. So it's like a southern Ontario, maybe northern U.S. Let me know out there if uh, you in the states if there's a big boy in your area. But I think it was a. <laughs> <laughs> Last week we had a bad boy and a very bad boy. This week we've got a big boy and a very a big boy. <laughs> big boy. Uh, so he flies off and he's gonna come back at a time where uh, it will be 
uh, cynical. And then cue the Chiron, 1997. And Ron Howard's brother's there. Yeah, Clint. Clint Howard, that's right. Yeah. Uh, if you've seen Arrested Development, uh, he's the guy who goes and lives in the tree for a while. Uh, if you've seen Seinfeld. Wasn't he also in Apollo 13? He is in Apollo 13. Yeah. Manning a desk, very similar yeah. to what he's doing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we will have cut. You, you've seen a film with uh, Ron Howard's brother in it already. Have I? You have, Apollo 13. I didn't do Apollo 13. I didn't do Apollo 13. Yep. Well, he missed some good ones. Yeah. Uh, at which point, uh, Ron Howard's brother's talking to Commander Gilmore. Commander Gilmore, remember that name. Commander Gilmore says, big boy. He goes, oh, he's back. And Ron Howard's brother goes, in many ways, big boy never left. His affordable <laughs> prices. And it was nice. Uh, that was, that was it's like that bit in, was it Wayne's World, where they're like, we would never sell out. And then you just hold him like the, the uh, dominoes and the nightcap. Okay, you, I don't know how it was possible, but you got it wrong in both cases. <laughs> oh, no. It's Pizza Hut, and Garth is head to toe in Reebok. He's, uh, he's also I, drinking I, Pepsi. I, I fumbled. He's also drinking Pepsi and eating Doritos. I are. fumbled my, yeah. my, my brand references. Garth Forgive me, Red Overlords. Garth there sitting, man, whatever happens, I would never bow to any sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do Dan. Wayne's World at some point. Get old Dana Carvey. Love Dana Carvey. Me too. I didn't realize he was much older than... Yeah, he's a good decade, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Commander Gilmore says he's off to England. England. <laughs> Three syllables. Uh, Ministry of Defense, and we go into the celebrity ward of the cryogenically frozen. We see Gary Coleman... Someone oh, in the no. middle, who I forget. Robert Van Winkle. That, and we see Robert Van Winkle. Vanilla Ice is the third one. Yes, <laughs> yeah. that's right. Yeah. And so uh, then, we, of course, we get to uh, Austin Powers, and we get to the defrosting sort of sequence, which includes a warm liquid goo phase, which I guess the joke is it literally is what it literally is. Yeah. That's the parody of another movie, though. It's it? been done a few times, yeah, yeah. this kind of gimmick. Uh, stage three, the reanimation phase, and he's like a little baby, but then he like, gets up and he's like leading with his teeth oh, into the camera. Yeah. Um, there's a pee joke. I mean, it's 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 a pee joke. Yeah, he's, it's a long pee joke. It's a long pee joke. The joke is that it goes yeah. on for long, but I'm like, oh come on, better long pee joke. This or Tom Hanks in A League of Their Own. <laughs> Tom Hanks in League of the Road. Tom Hanks in League of the Road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of uh, I was listening to, I tried a couple of pods while I was doing some dishes today. And uh, I tried one and really wanted to like it. I try, I'm, not, I'm not trying to throw shade, but I'm guessing I'm going to. We Hate Movies was the name of it. It was a fairly big movie podcast. Okay. Who else is out there? So I was going to try How Did This Get Made, which, which I do love, but I couldn't find one they've done recently. I was like, because I think film, certain, you have to have seen the film to have as an a- access point. Yeah, yeah. So then I went to the rewatchables, which Reverend Bruce is always going on about. Okay. Uh, Bill Simmons, big sports writer in the States, does it with someone else. And um, and so I was, I've never actually given a listen because he said that we're really similar to it. And so I try oh. to stay away from it because I don't want to be influenced, in be influenced by yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I thought, okay, I'll go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and give this a listen. And the first option, bastard. Like he must... Must it make me feel better about our pod? But the one he just released was Austin Powers International Man of Mystery. Wow. Oh, no. <laughs> and then he did uh, something else we just done. He did just like two weeks ago as well. Oh, no. So obviously he's looking at the anniversaries just like I yeah, am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they did for one. It was uh, a league of their own. Yeah. And so I was listening to, to to that and sort of the pee joke and all that sort of stuff and going, hey, there we are. Oh, cool. So really, really enjoyed that. So the, if you're out there, the, if you want, you know. Yeah. If you want to help support a guy who's already a millionaire, the Rewatchables is out there. <laughs> it is very good. It is very good. Yeah, cool. 
Uh, but <laughs> you might want to, if you're a big BFE fan, you might be getting duplicates if you listen to both of them, but that's all. Uh, <laughs> but not with our personalities. Not with our personalities, and that's another yeah. thing. I, I turned that one off because I was like, I just couldn't deal with all like, the bro humor, even for, from like the girls. Yeah. It was just bro humor, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> we meet General Borshevsky and Commander Gilmore side by side. Gilmore and Borshevsky were both names of Toronto Maple Leaf players oh, in the early mid nineties. Again, wasted. So wait, oh, waste. I don't even think I picked up on it when I was watching. It was, it was, it was too quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was too quick. Um, in jokes, I guess. Yeah. Uh, then he goes, the Russians? Yes, the Cold War is over, Austin. <laughs> and he goes, finally, those communist pigs will pay for their crimes. Hey, comrades? <laughs> no, Basil, we won. This joke is like gone old again. Yeah, yeah. It's really, <laughs> be frozen. The Russians are here? Oh, it's okay. No, no, no. It's yeah. really not. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but I do love, one of my favorite jokes in this is the... Is the <laughs> Uh, yay capitalism the whole the whole bit where he pretends like i'm gonna steer into the safe bet which yeah, is yeah. you know bet on the russians yeah <laughs> uh and he'll be meeting with miss kensington and basil uh austin thinks mrs kensington no no miss kensington and we meet vanessa kensington played by elizabeth hurley now georgia oh. for your interest baby mm-hmm. uh when we did four weddings and a funeral Yep. Hugh Grant, right? Yeah. Believe in that. We talked about how he got picked up with a hooker when he was in the United States doing nine months. Mm-hmm. Okay. His girlfriend at the time, Liz, Liz Hurley. Hurley. Okay. So, what? Like 17 year old me's going, yeah. Huh? Me too. <laughs> like, I know you're away, but Dude. really? Because, yeah. you know, I didn't think Desiree, whatever her name was, Desiree no, Washington, Divine. Desiree Divine Washington, something like that. Something like that, wasn't it? I didn't think she was the most attractive woman in the world. No. Um, but, but still, I was like, especially when this is what you're used to, yeah. is like Elizabeth Hurley's, at the time, like people are like listing like, who are the most beautiful women on the planet? Like, she's winning these lists. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Just a thought. Maybe she wasn't Elizabeth very Hurley. nice. Maybe she wasn't very nice. Maybe. Maybe he's just not a very nice person. Who knows? Maybe. Yep. That's that floppy hair of his. Oh, I love that hair. <laughs> it's got a life of its own. It does. Um, and so Austin expresses his infatuation because he has no internal monologue. It's part of the freezing process. Uh, and so he goes, oh, Vanessa's got a great body. <laughs> and he talks about what he would like to do to her. And then he goes, how do I let them know that because of the unfreezing process, I've lost my internal monologue? That so was, <laughs> I hope I didn't say that out loud just now. <laughs> Everyone just kind of goes along with it. All right. Um, She's heard stories about him. And Vanessa's job is, I'm going to acclimatize Austin to the 90s, to which point we have a line off the top. But do you have it ready to go? I did say it was a QU. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as what, long as people are. What, no, what did she say? I'm here to acclimatize you to the 1990s, Austin. Yeah, baby. Uh, long as everybody's having unprotected promiscuous sex and taking mind-expanding drugs, I'll be sound as a pattern. <laughs> That's pretty close. <laughs> Something like that, wasn't as it? As long as people are still having promiscuous sex with many anonymous partners there while at the same time experimenting with mind-expanding <laughs> drugs in a consequence-free environment, well, I'll be sound, sound as, as a pound. Pound. <laughs> That always made me laugh. <laughs> and then, uh, obviously, the joke being none of these things are true No, anymore. no, 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 no. Uh, so he goes to collect his stuff. It's under danger powers, but no, no. Danger is his middle name. I'm just going to check in with Georgia for a bit now because we've done a bit. 
how is this stuff still landing or are you kind of done with it like at this point what was going on at this point i prefer the dr evil stuff but i've not i'm not offended at this point yet i don't think i ever get offended by the film not in like a okay 2022 oh i'm offended because i'm woke way no, it was just like a, what your thoughts were yeah at this point I, i'm still like i don't oh, think you're, I, I don't think you're alone there i think dr evil ends up being the bigger like the bigger breakout character dr evil is the stuff that like that was like has like hung on in the mainstream Do- far I longer said, the dr evil stuff is the stuff austin that I powers recognize. is so one note everything yeah. is everything is groovy baby yeah that's, all, that's all it is and if you and don't like that yeah. which i don't like you kind of every time he's on screen you're like oh you not put me off when i first watched these movies i found them funny i just didn't like his teeth and i didn't I realize can't get over the teeth man no i know right and i couldn't get over the teeth but you said yeah it's the, it's the, it's the american stereotype it's american, of of, yeah. of brits and again over my head yeah it was just like why it's just ugly, oh really it? yeah yeah it's just unnecessary it was. Like, oh. um there are some bits where again this is this is the hyper real version of what it means to be british yeah because this is what british is to an american audience yeah. so they can they which, can digest it which to a british audience oh it, it can turn like, you off oh yeah, yeah absolutely did you notice how how vanessa comes in very british yes and says her words pronounced all the time yes as the, the movie, movie slips <laughs> oh what, what vanessa yeah oh. Oh. what you mean the outstanding acting performance by oh. elizabeth early in this film no it's because it's the first time you see her she's obviously like trying really she's hard, so hard, and then it, so just, hard. it just slips vanessa never wore her glasses for more than 15 seconds i no. discovered no. she'd be introduced when the first she gets introduced she's like 15 seconds the glasses are off next yeah. scene the glass and then at it's one point they magically pop back on, pop back on on yeah. the plane yeah. on the plane yeah. she needs yeah. something to do with her hands or something because like she kept putting them on and off what's my character choice here you see too well all right i'm on it <laughs> i don't want to look at the teeth anymore i will take the glasses <laughs> off that, that would be me to be fair like mine are, mine are long uh, distance i would take them off yeah uh so uh dangerous is middle name and then there's a great uh, i like the joke with the swedish the swedish oh, made penis and larger, larger. pump because yeah. like one crushed velvet suit oh hello there <laughs> one a chain man symbol oh all that right is. and one swedish made penis and larger pump well that's not mine <laughs> one credit card receipt for swedish made penis and larger pump signed for by austin powers i'm telling you this isn't my bag baby one book swedish man penis and larger pumps than me this sort of thing is my bag baby by austin, austin Power. danger powers i love it it's funny that part the book is fantastic is. your the version guy... of that joke is better than the one in the film because there's a couple of other ones in there that make it drag your version is better really is that all well, is there more than that there was a there was a guarantee card there was oh there really was a few things before the no, pub- three and well. get out three and get yeah. out and we're not cutting and he's like it's not me it's not really mine vanessa no and he keeps cutting to her no i think that's a that's a yeah, that's your, a pacey your one. version of it was better no, i like the guy doing it though yeah he's good I yeah thought he was, I thought he was he's fun. all he's all right as the i don't believe you yeah, smug yeah. bastard behind the uh <laughs> behind the counter uh austin turns out he uh, oh he, he calls vanessa baby she says please don't call me baby he goes oh come on uh and he goes i think baby was in the common lexicon even in the 90s yeah like this don't call me but i think it was both genders i think women were calling their boyfriends baby and men were calling their i had i had girlfriends who called me baby or babe or things like that so it's my opening line there's a difference between you're in a relationship and just i'm gonna call everybody that but the same breath when i go to the bleeming shell petrol i get called love 
Yeah. I'm like, I'll need some, you know, I'm like, hey, easy Horatio, don't call, no, I'm joking. <laughs> but I'm like, easy lady, don't call me, I, I, I shouldn't have that. If it was a, I wouldn't go up to random, I wouldn't phone up parents, like, all right, love you, okay? <laughs> Although we do, if, I've worked with people who, at schools who have phoned home and been like, Oh, all right, love you. All right, usually, okay, usually women. I'm yeah, true, right? I'm usually not um, thrown by people talking to me in public places. And uh, I was at work, and this lady comes up to the till, and she goes, "All right, my lover, my lover." Oh, that one, oh, that, that one throws me every time. All right, my lover, yeah, that's very north. Okay, like, love it, love, love. I completely, I'm fine with because it, it's just a that's a, just a statement. My dad baby, did love. Baby is a little bit derogatory because yeah. it's obviously insinuating of a smaller person I, than you i so. wish i'd been paying more attention when my dad was do i was only like nine when my dad died no i was like 11 when my dad died i was nine when my dad basically we moved back to canada and then my dad was like a year behind us and so i was only back was sort of reunited with my dad for like a year before he died oh. but yeah, and the podcast got fucked <laughs> down <laughs> but no but, but when we were out he would call people love and i noticed that i wish i'd been paying more attention to how people were taking it yeah that's just the thing i think it's, i guess it speaks to someone who's got a bit of confidence yeah, yeah, love, yeah, love has never bothered me. But even like on, if I've, I don't do it anymore because there's no point in it. But even if I've been on like dating websites and those sorts of things, if their like opening statement is baby or babe, I either if I if they have been all right up until then, I'll say please don't don't like that one. So this is someone who's like trying it. to, you, you you know why they're doing it? Oh yeah, yeah, it's like a in thing, isn't it? Well, also because they don't like remember in the water, they, they don't remember your name. Oh god, yeah. No, no, no. This, is, no, this is like on messaging things where my yeah. name would be like up in the top uh, corner. It's, no, so but it's, it's, not it's, even it's, that, so but... co- it's so you can copy and paste existing sort of stuff you've made up. I don't. I don't it's going with like something nicer than that's. I don't know. Babe has always got me because yeah, it feels fine. like a you. You are smaller than me, kind of name for someone, and I don't like it's, it. Okay, that, babe is tarnished for me though because my mum used to call me babe. Oh really? Or yeah. So for me, that's. Tarnished it. Yeah, yeah. Were Mom you was always were you particularly one. good at herding sheep? Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to tell me that. I absolutely you knew that was coming. You made a right That'll do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> That'll do, yeah. <laughs> See how you lifted that? That was good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw it there. Like, I got to use it. <laughs> I thought you were going to do it five minutes ago. There we go. This conversation. Like and it turns out right that uh, they come to an accord that he'll call her Vanessa because she wants to be called Agent Kensington. They agree on Vanessa. And off she sort of goes. <laughs> Bottles. And and Austin's, and the guy behind the counter said, do you want your penis pump? And Austin's like, all right, quickly, quickly. Uh, and then we go to somewhere outside Las Vegas, because this is where Dr. Evil's going to have his lair. And we meet Mr. Bigglesworth after the fact. The name of Mr. Bigglesworth was Ted Nude Gent. Ted Nugent. Brilliant. That's funny. Because the cat is Nugent. So, and it's a reference to rock guitarist Ted Nugent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ted, the name of the Sphinx cat that played Mr. Bigglesworth, was very fond of Mike Myers and often delayed filming because he fell asleep on his lap. That's adorable. And at one point, I could see him. They cut to him and he's just like. And then Mustafa is sent into the pit because he he didn't take into account how the defreezing process would affect uh, Mr. Bigglesworth. They um, they aged him up badly. Oh, Will, 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 Will Ferrell? Ferrell yeah. yeah. I'd just like to point out, because you mentioned it just now, but until I was looking for the reviews about half an hour, well, what are we on now? 
Oh God, we've already been talking for an hour. Like before you we didn't started, realize it was I did not Ferrell? realize they were no no no. I did not realize that Doctor Evil was Mike Myers. <laughs> oh, oh no. You literally just mentioned like in passing. You then, did but not I, know I, that? I did not know that until I looked at the reviews, until after I'd watched the film. Wow. That's wow. really interesting. We even because paused they, her at one point and I said Doctor Evil, Evil, Mike Myers. Myers. I didn't I didn't, I didn't I didn't see it, but like it was because he just like because of the new thing he's released where he's playing multiple parts again, they referenced this and so I went yeah, he kind of becomes oh, shit, yeah. he kind of becomes the white Eddie Murphy. He does because Eddie Murphy does this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, though Eddie Murphy will do it like he does like come into America, but then he'll do it with like um, the Nutty Professor, where like he'll be like four or five people in the same scene. Yeah, and that becomes really. I'll tell you what the scenes uh, <laughs> later on were actually like they do stuff face to face and they're like around the table. Yeah, I didn't even clue in. Like, because I'm so, inv- as weird You're as it sounds, invested. I'm so invested. Are, yeah. I don't even think that it's Austin Powers in, t- sorry, Austin Powers, Mike Myers in two places. No, no, I mean, no, I didn't even crazy. know it was Mike Myers in two places. So I might have been more appreciative wait, of it if I'd had a day. Wait till you get to the third one or the second one. Yeah. I thought you were talking you about the Night Professor for a second. <laughs> well, what do you think we're doing next week? And <laughs> 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 I'm sick. <laughs> Boo you. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Dr. Evil. Let's talk about him. Played by Mike Myers. Did you realize that it was Will Ferrell, though, as Mustafa? I have no idea who Will Ferrell is. Oh, really? Elf. Elf. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I am. No, I didn't even pay attention to He's all right in something like this, though. Yeah, small role. So he gets sent down, and all of a sudden it's, I'm burned. Oh, it's I'm burned really very badly. Could you get help? Ow. And then he keeps trying to talk, and it's kind of like when Pip starts barking. I'm trying to do the podcast. And then you eventually. shot me in the arm. They shoot me, he goes, You shot me in the arm. How? Why would you do that? You hear bang again. And they don't overplay it. It was just that one, and then he's dead, mm. which is a shame because I would have got one more. See, I like. I would have waited one more again. You shot me again. See, that's, that's funny. <laughs> bang, bang, that's, bang, 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 bang. That's very Monty Python humor, isn't it? It is very like, Monty Python, actually, yeah. yeah. Like that, I think that's why I quite like that bit, is because it's not. It's not over the top. Yeah, like Will Ferrell was, was given a setup, and the setup is very Monty Python. Now, how he delivered it was probably left to Ferrell's improvisational skills because he's from yeah. SNL as well. And he yeah, didn't yeah. overact. He didn't overact it, and nor no. is he on screen for it. No, it's just it's just all like yeah. you know radio humor in a sense. I just don't like him. I don't. He's like Adam Sandler. I don't like him when he's the lead. Yeah, I can find room for him in other capacities. Although I, I, I do like, I do like Talladega Nights. Is he the I same do. in everything as he is in Elf? Yeah, that's Riley, isn't it? He's not the same in everything as he is in Elf, no. I was going to say, because... He is very over the top in everything. Com- but that makes sense Elf for Elf, to- so like, I guess, but this is the only one I've seen him in. Will so. Ferrell's a poor man's Jim Carrey. A uh, very poor man's right, Jim okay. Carrey. I don't even like Com- Jim Carrey, but... Uh, yeah. Compare Elf to what was the, really the, uh, the writing one. Uh, it's Stranger not than three. Fiction. Stranger than Fiction. No, Stranger yeah. than Fiction's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there are there's always exceptions for the yeah. most part within an actor's CV. Of course, of course. But you know, this one was uh, was all right. But it's exactly. like when Adam Sandler was doing like Airheads, and you're like, I really like Adam Sandler in a side role. Yeah. He's really really funny. Um, so Doctor Evil's uh, sorry, Mike Myers did not want to do uh, Doctor Evil. His original sometimes the universe gives you these. His yeah. original plan was to get Jim Carrey to play Doctor Evil. <laughs> oh God, no, no, um, Carrey. No. It's, it's okay. It's, it doesn't you can, happen. You can say no it did, once. It didn't and happen. We understand. I would, no, I'm, I'm being tormented already. I it, it didn't have to have seen that. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing seeing the takes. I would like to see yeah. the take. Yeah. I don't know how many Jim Carrey films I've actually seen. I think I've seen The Grinch. 
Liar Liar. Truman Truman Show. You've seen Truman Show. Oh, yeah. Evan is Evan Almighty. Bruce right. Almighty. Uh, oh, I've seen Evan Almighty. Uh, no, he's Bruce. No, he's Bruce. 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 Yeah. I've seen Bruce Almighty and Evan Almighty, but no. Eternal Sunshine. No. Uh, Sonic. <laughs> Ah, oh, you watched, like you watched him in. Uh, no, you watched Batman and Robin, didn't you? Yeah, I should yeah. watch Batman Forever. The week yeah. we do Truman Show, because I know it'll happen at some point. I am. I'm not watching it. it really? It Why? Makes me that upset. Do you not remember when we watched it before? No, but I think I think that's a really interesting conversation to have, though. Yeah, yeah. it's a bit like if we I do want to watch it again. <laughs> no, because I think we need that voice. Yeah. In the same way that, you know, when when Ellie was here for uh, Empire Strikes Back, it was great to have the conversation with the person who didn't like Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't just didn't just not like it. Like it got me. All right, well, I, maybe a second viewing would make you just look at the other elements maybe, instead. If you go, maybe. look, I, I reject the story, but what are they doing with other stuff? Maybe looking at the performances, maybe looking at the camera work. I don't know. Well, it's up to you. It's just I'm just Depends saying what headspace I'm in because otherwise it just on, turns into a bunch of a bunch of Truman Show fans giving it ratings. Well, Actually, yeah. To be fair, no, I'll, I'll be interested to bring the ratings. It'll be down interesting then. to see a second viewing oh. of the pianist, wouldn't it? Yeah, when you're not because that was that's a hard first watch. Yeah, that's a very hard first watch. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, Jim Carrey, uh, he was interested in the part, but he had to turn it down because he had scheduling conflicts with Liar Liar. Okay. I can't lie. <laughs> Do you know why I pulled you over? Yes, I read through that. I'm speeding. <laughs> I did find it funny. Terrible film. I liked it. Doctor Evil's appearance is blazed of uh, blazed is based, of course, on uh, Bond's arch nemesis Ernst Blofield. Yeah. Uh, played by Donald Pleasance, and you only live twice. Played most recently in. Uh, yeah. Oh, the new one. You only... No Time to Die. That was yeah. it. No Time to Die by Christoph Waltz. I still can't yes. get over the name of that film based on what happens. <laughs> Donald Pleasance is great. Um, Dana Carvey, Meyer's longtime collaborator on SNL and the Wayne's World movies, felt the character of Dr. Evil was copied from Dana Carvey's impression of longtime SNL executive producer Lorne Michaels and was unhappy <laughs> feeling that Mike Myers basically plagiarized his work. And from what I understand, I don't know if this is true or not, um, I just remember... This coming up at the time, from what I understand, uh, he 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 didn't care. Mike Myers didn't care. He was just like, well, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. Uh, apparently, none of the SNL crew, like if you look at the ones who hang out with each other, yeah, Myers is never with the rest of them. No, Myers is a separate thing unto himself. So it seems like Myers, great on stage, but it was never part of the, the Not team a spirit. Scene, yeah. So um, he's been very successful, and you know he's. He's very funny, and I, we won't know what happened in those rooms. But if you ask, I, I was a huge Dana Carvey fan. Yeah, like Dana Carvey. Carvey. Like I watched SNL because of you know I thought I was in Canada and I was a younger man. You know, I watched SNL like every week, and but Dana Carvey was like always my favorite because he was so he was so versatile. It's was, really weird because I look back at some of them old SNL things on YouTube, yeah. and a, a lot of them don't hit with me. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't really see it. But then again, I don't understand the history of that American genre at the time. Do you know what I mean? Well, I it's, know, just, it's just sketch comedy. No, I know, but it's just slapstick to me. Some of it will be, yeah, yeah. There's no... There's no um, I guess if they're parodying something and you don't know what it is that There's also the SNL rule, which is very similar to the... the, the, the I've watched a lot of South Park lately. And it's kind of the same idea where one in every three South Park episodes are going to be good. Yeah. Two are going to be an absolute train wreck. <laughs> but one in three are going to be so good, it makes up for the two crap ones you watch. Because in the same breath, like SNL, like you're going to get, if you get two really good sketches out of the six or seven they'll do, yeah. that's a win. Yeah. Because I, would. I never liked Chris Farley 
Oh, much. I'm not a big Chris Farley guy. I never liked, the older I get, I do like Matt Foley, motivational speaker, the first time. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. But I didn't really like him so much in the SNL, but I liked him more in his own movie. Oh, really? Do you know what I mean? I preferred that more than I did. I didn't like Chris sketch. Farley at all. He was a bit shouting. Is he the dude that did the, like, shouting with the family on He's the just sofa? The fa- yeah. Yeah. My name is Matt Foley. Yeah, was- I hear you've been smoking doobies. Like he lives in a caravan or something. There'll be a lot of time for you to be smoking doobies when you're living with me the in a van down by the river. Down by the river. <laughs> I've only seen that, like, twice. Yeah. Like, yeah I think it's David's, one of your favourites. My favourite part is that, that nobody else can keep, like, everybody's breaking. Yeah. yeah. Or as you would say in this country, corpsing. Yeah. yeah. Everybody, like, David Spade's, like, Hiding his face. <laughs> Everyone's just trying not to laugh. But isn't that more endearing to watch when you see things like that? Yeah, oh, definitely. Is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, it was it live, though, because it was one take, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? If the other actors kept it straight, it wouldn't be as funny. That and going back to Data Carvey, there was a great one where he was playing this terrible character called Head Wound Harry. Oh, and the, yeah. his whole gimmick I mean something out of Little Britain yeah. where it was a joke but the joke is the whole character yeah. and so his joke is he's always got a massive head wound I didn't like and that. so he's at this like party and so he's like not feeling well and like no one can talk to him because they keep screaming so he's like I feel a little bit woozy so he lays down on the white couch and he gets crap all over it from his head wound <laughs> but then there's a dog in the sketch yeah. and the dog comes over and un- you could like, unbe- like not planned the dog starts like pulling and eating the wound <laughs> and Garvey's <laughs> Carvey's trying to hang on to. He's going, he's going, oh, oh no, that doesn't feel good. <laughs> he's just, he's just losing it. They're having like corral the dog. But it's live. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's, it's so great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Back to this. Um, talked about Ted Nugent, uh, Blowfield. Uh, oh yeah. So Dana Carvey and SNL. We meet Frau Farbissina, played by Mindy Sterling. She's good, not first choice. That's the only thing I know her from. I don't think I know her really from too much else. Um, she did a lot of kids shows. The first choice up. did some kids movies, but also was from a little bar where everybody knows your name. Rhea yeah. Perlman. Rhea Perlman, very good. Wow. Yeah. Oh. I can see that. Yeah. I can see Rhea Perlman in that. So Rhea, Carly, yeah. Yeah, Carla Tortelli uh, was first choice, but had scheduling conflicts and said she always regretted turning the movie down. Oh, uh. She'd have been great. She's got great comic timing. Yeah, now whether you would have gone Eastern European with her or if you would have just had her go just her own version of mean, her own Italian version. mean, yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Um, there could have been a way about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a random note on Random Task. Uh, random Task is a parody of the James Bond villain Odd Job. He's the uh, yeah. Japanese man, I think, who throws a shoe, whereas in Odd the Bond Job. movies, Odd Job threw a hat. Yeah. Uh, this is going to bring the tone down. Joe Sun, the actor who played Random Task, is now serving a lifetime prison sentence for the torture of a 19 year old woman in 1990. Wow. He went uncaptured until 2008 when DNA matched him with the crime according to the victim she unknowingly had a copy of the movie in her home until her attacker's identity was revealed in 2017 just for an update he was sentenced to an additional 27 years for murdering his cellmate wow i cannot confirm or deny if a shoe was involved (laughs) he is an odd job though isn't he (laughs) like out of all the things that you thought you would have seen I know. And to think that, you know, the the actual film got him caught, didn't it? Because she was there and saw it and... um, Well, it was DNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she saw him and went, that's him. 
I, I take it from the no. It was, it was just DNA. So they matched his DNA. They found so they had some DNA on on the scene, and then it wasn't until afterwards. I'm guessing they must have been like oh, someone went over her house and went, "Hey, you got a video with the guy who captured you." Oh, okay. she didn't see it and then go, "That's the guy." Oh, okay. no, it was oh, DNA. No, oh, okay. I'm, if you if you've done something like that, mm-hmm. why on earth do you take acting? You don't, no, no. It's a career. You don't, you don't. I know you don't expect to be caught. Time. So from 1990 to 1997, I guess time, right? You build up this fake security that, you know. Yeah, I guess so. I I haven't been caught. It's not going to go badly. Yeah. Um, Also, how how are you going to prove it's me? Yeah, true. You know, things like DNA in 1990, that's science fiction. Yeah. You know what I mean? But let me get to 1997, we're starting to see the first sort of people get their trials overturned because of DNA. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just sort of beginning. I, I, that yeah, that's me thinking as a as a yeah, relatively you thinking sane right person now. and not as well, a... Relatively sane, just as you think as someone in 2022. No, 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 no. I mean, like, if you're... If I... Even today, like, if you if you are going to commit a crime like torture, you're probably not thinking entirely straight. So you're probably not thinking, if you're not thinking you're going to get caught, you're going to go off and do it. Whereas someone completely outside of it can go, why on earth would you do that? There's lots of, unfortunately, there's lots of stories of people who are involved in the entertainment industry who have done terrible things. Mm. Some of them before they became famous, but some of them while they were famous. So, yeah, yeah. It, just seems, it, it just seems like strange. Like, if you're going to try and get away with something, maybe don't put your face all over TV. But there we go. I, well, guess, I guess he didn't think I was going to be such a big hit. I didn't get, I didn't get the idea. Yeah. Uh, let's get the actor. I don't get the actor's name here, but uh, meet Patty O'Brien and his Lucky Charms. Uh, F- Mindy Sterling uh, improvised Frau Farbison's line about the Lucky Charms commercial. Oh, Mr. Leprechaun Man, Mr. Leprechaun Man. <laughs> and, oh, there's little, there's little itty bitty marshmallows and the serious the children eat and they go, oh, this is like candy. I'm having fun. <laughs> Why did you do her bit in the Irish accent? Because she's doing an Irish is accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, trying. She's trying. I, I, I can't do two layers. I can't do her accent <laughs> with the Irish on top of it. Uh, my thought is that Dr. Evil laughs about the Lucky Charms. Dr. Evil shouldn't know about lucky charms <laughs> now lucky charms do i did a little bit of research for the film was on lucky okay. charms do debut in 64 okay i'm still not sure how much dr evil would know about in two years how come he knows more about lucky charms than patty o'brien yeah, yeah it's yeah. just a thought yeah also, that was the one patty bit of O'Brien. knowledge he was given yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we meet number two played by robert wagner who's you might recognize from a brief run on two and a half men i'm not seeing it yeah i'm yeah. just i'm just Sometimes it's for the people on the other side of the microphone, you Georgia. At, you were looking at me when you no, said it. You know, my microphone is lined up with you. So when I look at the microphone, that's where the people live. No, you weren't looking at the microphone. You were looking that's where the, the people live. That's where the people live. They live in the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> there's another people in the room right now, Ian. Yeah, there's, well, there's, there's a couple. There's a, there's a, <laughs> and a dog. Uh, there's a bit of a shadow h- hanging under Robert Wagner, isn't there? With the whole thing about um, Natalie Wood, who he's married to. And Natalie Wood was the one who was in Rebel That Cause with James Dean. Okay. Them two were married. Okay. And uh, they were on a boat one night and she fell off the boat and drowned. Oh. And he was there that night on the boat with Christopher Walken. One of those situations where it's like, what really happened? Yeah, no one really knows. And we're just calling it an accident, I'm guessing, huh? Yeah. Yeah. But they were fighting at the time and... Oh, jeez. You know, stuff like that. So, yeah. It's never really come to light, so... Uh, yeah, Myers also cast Wagner as another influence in the 60s on his uh, childhood, and this also revived Wagner's career as well. I, can I mentioned Two and a Half Men and things like that. That doesn't happen. Well. Like, he becomes like, like, 
he's he's a household name again after this. Is he heart to heart? Or I don't know. Some American Probably. thing? I can't remember. Yeah, he I I think he's Mr. Hart and Hart to Hart. Is he? Okay. Uh, yeah. Myers referred to Wagner as the coolest guy. I know. So oh, there we are. York is the classiest. Yeah. Wagner's the coolest. He is pretty cool, actually, in this. He's pretty suave. Uh, they own cable companies. There's a nice little, it brings up this little map. <laughs> these little models on it. And he goes, we own 38 cable factories. We own some this and that. There was a factory that made mini factories. We own a factory that makes miniature models of factories. Which <laughs> 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 so that was a nice joke. I like yeah. that one, yeah. And then this is where Dr. Evil gives his first plan. We're going to blackmail Prince Charles, say he's had an affair, and this will help <laughs> extort all the money. Um, and he's told, oh, unfortunately, this has already happened. In the UK cinema release, they had to remove this. Because Diana had recently died. Yes. Yeah, oh, I yeah. I remember. Because ninety seven, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, I think because it, I don't, I don't, I didn't remember seeing that. That's this, why that, I was, that first played in the UK for the first time in twenty twenty on Sony Pictures Classics. I was going to say I hadn't seen that before. Yeah, you hadn't seen that joke. No, no, no. So you, you at least had one new thing yourself. From yeah, this. yeah. Um, so at 2020, the Charles and Diana intact was, was re- remained. And they said, second plan, we will deplete the ozone layer. <laughs> and that was a nice bit when Dr. Evil kept naming things that he thought were really neat. Yeah, yeah. And for us, we're like, this is just the natural lexicon of society. Yeah. And it's like, the ozone layer is, and uh, number two is always really respectful. Uh, we, we are using lasers. Uh, it is depleting the ozone. <laughs> Skin cancer is on the rise. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> Let's just do what we always do and hijack some nuclear warheads and take the world hostage. Okay. Oh, and I was like, yeah, okay, that works. So, okay, cool. It's very old school Batman villain in that kind of like, in that bit there. And he decides he's going to hold the world hostage for, and the camera does great, you know, like, you know, zoom. tight zoom. Yeah. You know, dun, dun, da, 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 One million dollars. And number two's like, do you think maybe we should ask for some more? <laughs> million dollars isn't a great deal of money i'm like million dollars like, hey i'll take a million right now yeah but apparently their company made seven billion legit last year yeah he's like, oh so he wants a hundred billion and the whole time he said a hundred billion he's like uh he's he's sort of going is that, is that right no like, yeah it's right like, oh, okay, <laughs> clarifying it let me cut to austin's jumbo jet uh liz hurley seems to have a rule about taking her glasses off i've said here and she's like tell me about yourself and i said well i went to oxford and she's smug where i excelled in several subjects <laughs> but languages are what i really am passionate about that's great should we go in the back and shag <laughs> uh i <sighs> it don't land well it's today. not great it's not it's not great but he's asking yeah yeah <laughs> he's asking he yeah. asks now granted then, they are colleagues though yeah he asks and then when she does eventually come to the bed he then keeps throwing him, himself on top of her should this movie do more with the fact that this is his friend's daughter yes yeah now, he never knew her as a baby no but it does feel like like the movie basically tells us you couldn't marry mrs kensington this'll do yeah here's a daughter instead yeah Hey, it's look, like um, it's, it's like we made a clone. <laughs> it's not it's like, like Twilight weird bit in Captain America. Okay, is good. Like, I'll do the oh, niece. It is like it is like yeah. uh, what's her name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peggy's niece. Yeah, mm. at least that's like a niece, and is at least slightly removed from. Well, it's very similar. They both have frozen. <laughs> just, just let it go. In many ways, Austin Powers is the what if. They were the symbols of their country. Yeah, he's got during he's, times of war. He's got the flag everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Are we fighting the Russians? 
Um, now, here's my th- problem. So he gets on the bed, and he's like, come on, Vanessa, sit down here. Now, after he's gone, should we shag now? Yeah. Or do you want to shag later? Maybe you don't get on the bed. Now, I'm not saying this is her fault necessarily, but I am saying don't put yourself in a bad situation. Yeah, no, I mean, that's why I don't like this. Because, like, you can have Austin Powers be this sex crazed whatever and from a different time that's one thing but then at least make the woman opposite him don't just be pseudo against it be actually against it don't pretend and then go okay then because that just empowers the male fantasy that if you ask enough they'll say yes eventually because she gets not healthy because she gets in the bed and he goes uh do i uh he goes can i ask you a question vanessa do I make you horny? Do I? Do I make you randy? And then the bed starts spinning. And this is the part of, oh, I fell over. over. Oh, I fell over, over again. again. Now, when I thought and said last week, this won't have aged that well, um, I, I was going, this is the scene I was thinking of. Yeah. Because I'm like, yeah. this makes light of, oh, casual sexual harassment. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because he's properly on top of it. Yeah, her. this is the whole, like, you know, don't go in the room with that person. They're a bit handsy. Yeah. This yeah. is that thing where it's, like, made light of. And so she gets mad and storms off. And I think justified well, by storms off, I mean, she gets up and walks, like, four feet to the nearest chair. Yeah. And turns her back. But Austin keeps posing. Oh, lighten up, Vanessa. And as he keeps posing these sexual ways, she looks over and, like, can't control her smile. And I'm like, okay, that's no, no, the, that, that's, that's the, the bad wor- part. That's the that's worst the bit of this is because you can have your sex craze 60s, whatever. Like, I married, I just said it. Like, that's that's okay. That's one thing. But then don't normalize and okay the fact that eventually someone gives in when they've already said categorically no. Yeah, she said, I would never have sex with you. Even if it was just for the sake of po- yeah. population to keep the human species alive, I would never have sex with you. At least if you're going to have your storyline be that they end up together, give it half an hour yeah. like before you come back to that, not literally 30 seconds. Yeah. It's just, I, I know it was a different time, but it's like, oh, come on. I think you can have the storyline they have with the sexual interference in the middle of the other woman. Yeah. That gets you your conflict. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to have this scene. This no, scene felt like it was a bit fine. much. You don't need the rest of it in the middle, though. Yeah. Uh, meet Scott Evil, uh, played by Seth Green. So we get the setup here being that, you know how you told, and this was fine as far as exposition oh, yeah, goes. It's a silly movie. Do you remember when you told us? <laughs> which is true. He's been away for 30 years. Do you remember when you told us that if you yeah, didn't come back? His memory worked in that yeah. time. It could be like, did you didn't come like back. We should, or? we should make, we should make, you know, a, a child out of you, clone out of you. That way you, you would live forever. He was right. Well, we grew a little impatient. And then every time that the door opens and Scott Evil comes in, there's like, like some Nirvana ripoff, <laughs> like, <laughs> like riff in the background because he's the angsty teenager which i thought was brilliant and this is looks about 30 i'm not gonna and this is oh i'm very curious the age game this This is seth green seth green who was in without a paddle seth green who was in buffy the vampire slayer seth green the guy with the spiky hair yeah seth green who you probably might know as uh chris griffin from family guy i've not seen family guy oh really he's he's velma's love interest in scooby-doo too oh that dude (laughs) <laughs> oh geez, that's the thing you know him from yep. uh robot wow. chicken as well yeah but robot chicken's very niche buddy what yeah, you know of me know. do you really think i've been an avid family guy watcher i thought you would have i thought you would know <laughs> who the characters not, were not oh yeah totally. that's me oh, really? I'm okay. a family guy no, he said, of course i knew you knew i was just trying to get yeah. to it before you did um <laughs> as far as telling but no i thought you for sure you'd know but God, so, no 
Okay. Seth Green was in everything back in the nineties. Seth Green yeah. was Mister was Mister nineteen nineties. Yeah. Was he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, not literally. He didn't have like a sash or anything. Like <laughs> <laughs> Be careful with these claims. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's get uh, going. Everybody, if you're out there, I want you to tweet. Let's see if people do this. <laughs> tweet Seth Green and call him Mister nineteen nineties. He'll probably take it as an insult because <laughs> it, it sort of suggests his career is over. <laughs> I would love to be blocked by by. There you yeah. go. That's my claim to fame. Hashtag, okay, so uh, uh, let him know he's, he's Mr. 1990s. Yeah. And then hashtag Seth Green for BFE. Let's see if we can <laughs> yes, get him on here. Cool, <laughs> uh, hopefully, if, if, if he's gotten mad enough to come here and listen to it, hey, we think you're great. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I good. love Seth Green. I think Seth Green's great. Uh, I liked him in Buffy. That was my first real uh, introduction to him. Buffy, yeah. Um, so Seth Green, uh, Colin Quinn from Saturday Night Live turned down the role of Scott Evil. Uh, probably only American viewers would know, say, who know who that is. He was an SNL guy and he, oh, okay. he definitely regrets this, this decision. I'm not surprised. Uh, Scott's wearing a Kurt Cobain shirt. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Again, very 90s. <laughs> uh, Dr. Evil wants a hug and says, I'm with it. I'm he's hip. got a little tear coming down his <laughs> yeah. face. <laughs> yeah, yes. I'd like to think he had lipped this. And he does this like purposely out of time Macarena, whether so they can't, don't have to, maybe they don't have to pay for pay, pay, pay for the rights because <laughs> yeah. it's not four four. He's like it's no. four then like seven is, and then. Where is the Macarena from? Is it from the night? Macarena's from about this time. Yeah, uh, it was just the two old guys, wasn't it? Ethan, can you look up when the Macarena came out, buddy? But yeah, I just, sure. I just like the idea of Doctor Evil. Like in the three days he's been alive, again. Macarena. He's Macarena, Macarena. Lucky Charms. <laughs> <laughs> he's all over that. I can um, do the Macarena at four times speed. Is that right? Nineteen ninety three. Nineteen ninety three. Lois Del Mar. Yeah, something. Uh, I. If you ever actually listen to the lyrics see. of the Macarena, it's hilarious. Yeah, uh, Lost El Rio, L- even. Lost El Rio? Okay. Yeah. Um, and he, he wants a hug, and I think a lot of this must have been improv. It must have yeah, been, because that was so funny. Get away from me, you lazy-eyed psycho. <laughs> 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 um, they unpack uh, their suitcases in Vegas, and by they, I mean Vanessa and Austin, and Austin's packing uh, Walter PPK, which is the same gun used by... Um, James Bond. James Bond. Uh, which is an anachronism because it doesn't come out until 1968, which means that Austin couldn't have had the, his model for 1967. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's, of course, what's what else is he packing? A Swedish-made penis, penis and larger pup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a joke. It's not mine. Uh, we go to Blackjack and uh, Ethan. Are you familiar with Seinfeld? Uh, somewhat. Yeah. Did you recognize the dealer of the Blackjack oh, table? Sh- I should, shouldn't I? I? I can't say I did. The soup Nazi. No! The soup Nazi. No soup for you. I recommend oh, you hit, sir. Nope. <laughs> so uh, we see um, number two's there playing some blackjack, and his patch gives him 3D vision. But that's going to. Yeah, x ray, sorry. Everyone's Actually, if anything, it probably takes away some of his 3D vision. Say, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you've got 3D vision. I don't yes. want to, like, blow your mind. No, I know. That's going to be a really useful skill that'll totally come up later in the movie. Not nope, this will be it. Nope. Also, like we learn on the plane that she's like excelled in languages, languages? and li- linguistics. Doesn't like, matter. Does it? Does no. nothing. Um, and so he sees seventeen. He sees a four. He hits. His odds of hitting are just under one third, like one in three times. So yeah, there's thirteen yeah, yeah, cards that could bad. kill him. Oh, okay. 
Well, no, but you want to play the greatest number. So if, if oh, you yeah, had a situation, yeah, yeah. I said more than two thirds of the time, you will lose your money if you make this play. Oh yeah, you don't. No, want to I do know, that. but it's not like it's it's not like he had twenty already and then hit, is it? I mean, he can see. So no, general rule is even at, at casinos that uh, dealers will hit on sixteen and they stay on seventeen. Um. But anyway, he's gonna. X-ray vision. X-ray vision. Not to be confused with 3D vision. (laughs) Um, Austin, however, has uh, two cards that add up to five. It's a two and a three, yeah. And uh, he says, I stay. And he goes, in the soup knots, he goes, I suggest you hit, sir. He goes, I too like to live dangerously. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, he loses his money and says, well, cards aren't my thing. This clip I originally had planned for the start. And he goes, that's why I worked into the introduction. He says, allow myself to introduce myself my name is richie cunningham and this is my wife oprah <laughs> now richie cunningham is played by ron howard yeah it is on the andy griffith show or was richie cunningham happy days happy, happy days. days yeah and he started off on the andy griffith show yes he was opie he was opie on andy griffith not oh, richie okay. cunningham yeah and this is my wife oprah which is just great yeah it's good and then we meet a lot of <laughs> a lot of vagina with an f vagina. Uh, if you go on an airplane it's a lot of cleavage Really? I knew this from back in the day. I had to look okay. it up to verify because it wasn't any of the research. I went, no, I know this is a fact. And oh. so when I was looking up the differences between the American and other versions, yeah, yeah. it popped up that, yes, it was still a fact. And I was like, good. Yeah, because on a plane, I guess the word, don't say vagina on a plane because, oh, my God, the plane might crash. It's a really strange thing. Yeah. Film, the word vagina, even not like I'm not sure. Like, I, don't think it's the, I don't think it's the only cut they did. For the well, plane. I'm, sure <laughs> I'm sure it's not. But like the word vagina. I'm Make you a deal. <laughs> they no. should have called it a lot. But it was a word that would never pop up in pop culture. That's, Every see, that's, time. I guess that's changing now as well. Because yeah. yeah. it's more, no, much more acceptable now, isn't it? Yeah, it said back then. That's why yeah, that yeah. plane cut must be like twenty minutes long because every time Austin opens his mouth, you need to like censor it if you're going <laughs> to censor the word vagina. Uh, I reckon on the plane version, they should have called it a lot of phalange. <laughs> Uh, yes, to, a to make up to make up a for reference. the missing on on a TV episode that won't air for seven years. Two thousand four called it needs a joke. Uh, Austin then follows. Uh, what'd you say? A lot of phalange. Yeah. Just said it again. Austin yeah. then follows number two to the That's toilets. Uh, in the toilets, uh, just a cameo by Tom Arnold. Yes, Tom Arnold is the cowboy. Do you know, he's actually, I don't mind Tom Arnold as a guest. Tom Arnold, I don't mind him at all. I don't like him when I see his own driven. Tom Arnold is probably most famous for being Roseanne's husband. Yeah. Roseanne Barr was a comedian who had her own sitcom from a very successful sitcom, number one show on television for a while in the yeah. in the early 1990s yeah uh, they tried to do one of those uh legacy reboots mm-hmm. really and then work. she she went on twitter and did like a whole bunch of like pro donald trump stuff which wasn't helping and then she flat out uh called like uh, some member of uh i think it was obama's cabinet yeah uh i think it was something like called them a monkey or something like that ah. and that was yeah. it was like a black woman right so yeah, obviously yeah. that was it yeah and she was fired from the show and uh, which what, was, is, what was the and show and she hasn't come back since it was, it was called roseanne originally yeah. and then they uh. renamed it the arnold's after she was fired which is funny because back in the day they almost fired roseanne legit when it was first starting <laughs> oh did they i made the family just about uh the woman who plays sheldon cooper's mom on oh, Big Bang Theory, yeah. plays Roseanne's sister. 
Yes. Aunt Jackie on yeah, Roseanne, yeah, yeah. which uh, actually Leonard is like one of a daughter's boyfriend, husbands. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of crossover between there those is two a lot shows. Of crossover, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Tom Arnold, though, was the husband of Roseanne uh, for a while, not on the show, but in real life. Uh, he had a run. He was kind of like a B-level celebrity yeah. for a while. But only through her, wasn't it? Only through... Yeah, he kept showing up in her projects. And then eventually, he had a run on ESPN by himself on like a sports talk show and stuff like that. But yeah. nothing huge. Yeah. Uh, but they go... So they have this greeting. I've never made eye contact with a dude and was like, all right, let's give him hell. <laughs> As we both go in to drop deuces. It's never really been a thing that I've done in my life. Um, <laughs> drop deuces. <laughs> you, mean, you mean you guys don't do that in men's We toilets? don't? No. Uh, no. You, don't, you don't talk? No, you don't. No. Oh, oh it's a chatty environment. In oh, no, it's toilet. not. It's no, not no, at no. all. We, we, there's toilet etiquette. You know, yeah. you go to the furthest ends of the... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm aware of like, the men, male toilet yeah, etiquette. Your space things. Yeah, both, but... both with urinals and with stalls. Yeah. I actually had a guy not so long ago come and stand right beside me. Like, what, uh, at urinal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, there'll be like a roll of like seven. Yeah. And generally the rule day, is yeah. you take, if you think about it in terms of like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, where one's on the left and seven's on the right. Yeah. Generally, if you take one, four, or seven, you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. You could probably get away with two or six because you still have a buffer on each side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you're on two, you can't walk up and just take three. <laughs> no. no, you balance him out. You at least go to five, but probably you want to mirror him with six. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The only time that ever comes a problem is when you go into a live gig or something, and you know you have to. Well, then you just take what. You, then yeah. it's just you. Just, you're just happy to it's have a free one. for yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but if there's the option for for like a yeah. buffer, you have to create the buffer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's there's a handbook they give you when you start secondary school with all these rules. Oh, if this you, guy obviously didn't get the memo. No, he didn't. If Jeez. you're in a toilet by yourself and you're at a urinal and someone like goes next to you when you have a whole thing through, you're not making it to the end of that. Your life flashes before your eyes. It's awful. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. Our toilets are always so full that you take what there is yeah. and like <laughs> maybe say a quick hi to someone and leave. <laughs> um, tell you what, Paddy O'Brien, though, he knew exactly which stall Austin was going to go to because <laughs> there's like a whole bit that's cut out of the wall above it and he comes on down with his he's a very underdeveloped character and I me wrong very underdeveloped. he's just a leprechaun joke i get that yeah. but he goes ahead and he uses his 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 charms but austin feels it in the force and he gets his thumbs up and blocks it and then he starts struggling and of course we get to see a lot of this from tom arnold's perspective and this is kind of funny yeah literal toilet humor yep. but you look over and like austin's feet are like kicking all over the place and he's grunting and groaning and then i i don't know if they planned this when they numbered him. i think the thing was my number two's name is number two but they stumbled into who does number two work for <laughs> brilliant joke for this yeah. tom arnold's like you right all right buddy you yeah. tell that dirty boss <laughs> and then like patty's head starts flushing like i don't know how there's room for austin's lap and patty's head but he manages he like stood on, he stood up isn't he austin, is he now yeah well, he's yeah. dunked him down at which point tom arnold wants a courtesy flush because it sounds a little a little rough um and then it's all over and they come on out and then of course tom arnold and i hate this joke come he goes something like oh my god son what did you eat because it's just patty's yeah, head and legs yeah, yeah. and i'm like it's a stupid joke it is yeah, up yeah. until it doesn't now make sense. up until now i'm okay with the whole setup because he doesn't know and he doesn't see yeah 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 Oh, so I oh. thought it was just a way of him, like, not acknowledging the fact that he's just killed someone in the toilet. 
Yeah, it's it, there's, there's, there's other jokes. Uh, you have to get out of the scene. They yeah. clearly wanted the scene for the Who Does Number Two work for. It's a funny joke, but how do you get out of it? And I don't know if you're talking about the joke being something about being occupied or. It'd been better if he had, the door was just shut when he came out. Yeah, and they got and Tom Arnold didn't see it. Or maybe after he leaves, he looks in there and goes, "Ooh, <laughs> yeah, that's unlucky." <laughs> See, it's not that hard. He, he, he didn't live a charmed life. No. <laughs> um, then we go to Doctor Evil's secret plan, and it, they he he hijacks into the United Nations. I guess they're just gonna they're just always meeting. I guess uh, I think so. And they meet in a black box. <laughs> yeah. like there's no like door. It's just like one giant black box. Like we do this in the like this is the lowest rent. United Nations ever. Oh, this is the first time we see him, isn't it? Because it's, the, it's the, all of the stereotypes in one room. It's a second um, link to Seinfeld, this movie. Oh, okay. Because we see the head of the UN seems to be Babu from uh, from the You're a Very, Very Bad Man sort of episode where he wags his finger. It's also uh, Raj Kutrapali's father. On Oh, that's where I know him from. From uh, Big Bang Theory. So these are all names I just don't have. He asks for a million dollars. They <laughs> laugh at him. See if they just gone. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. We will get you the money. Like, ah, damn it. That would have worked. Yeah. But then he goes. I said I want one hundred billion. The whole time he's looking for number two. Like I'm doing this right, right? And number two's like, oh yeah, you're right. Dollars and this. They go. Okay, we'll get you your money. No, so they they won't. They don't negotiate with. Terrorists. Oh, they won't negotiate with terrorists. That's later. Sorry. Yes. Uh, Vanessa phones Mrs. Kensington. Mrs. Kensington says you can't judge Austin by modern standards. I thought that was a nice bit of thing to sort of take into our own lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vanessa is, that would and the whole time Austin's in the background getting naked. And if there's one criticism of the Austin Powers franchise is they came up with a good idea for a sketch, and they'd go, "Let's use that in every movie." Yeah, they love that that gag. Th- this. This is very British. Yeah. This, like, we're going to move the object so you're not really naked. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they do it quite well. You can see Liz Hurley Ash. is staring so hard at monitors off st- off camera to make sure that she's lined up correctly. And I swear to God, he really is naked. Oh, I'm sure he is. Because when she turned that thingy, yeah. I swear I saw his thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, no, it's, it's just a load of, it's a load more hair is what you do see. Because there is a, there, when she's got the magnifying glass up because obviously that's see-through to a certain extent like you can that it's just more it's just more black hair oh, okay. is at least is what i saw uh, i wasn't looking as carefully as you guys well, were. So I, there we go. I wasn't looking um you know <laughs> so what if they've shown us this much i might as well know uh secret agenting uh they go from uh, they actually do a bit of secret agenting for the first time in the movie <laughs> they take pictures for like two seconds and then austin's like I'm going to take pictures of Vanessa. His giant camera lens has disappeared. Yep. He's taking it off, isn't he? <laughs> Don't need it now. But he's replaced it with another lens. Yeah, he didn't need the zoom lens. Very quickly. <laughs> but he's like, come on. He's like, take, you know, undo a button. He's like, oh, okay. Like, worst Ugh. secret agent ever, Vanessa. <laughs> yes, come Worst on. agent ever. <laughs> I mean, Austin Powers know better. No, but Austin Powers is the guy who doesn't know any better. Yes. Yeah. This was the 60s to him, right? <laughs> oh, and then, and secondly, he's like, he's taking pictures going, I'm going to take you out in the town. And then we cut to them out in the town. And I'm like, was it just go and get the one picture? <laughs> they just need to know where he was. That was the day. Hey, Basil, we got the picture. They <laughs> knew where he was because they were there to take pictures. So, <sighs> oh. And then Mr. Burt Bacharach. I mean, there was a terrible green screen bit, but it was like purposely bad. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah. goofy. What the world needs now. And Burt Bacharach shows up in the love, second one as well. Sweet love. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Burt Bacharach. And uh, he's great. 
He is. He's great. It's charming. But for everyone. Bow, bow, bow. Well, I love the callback because obviously he had a back rack record, didn't he? Yes. When he, when he, was, when he, was, when he was trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a montage later and they're playing Twister. And it's very <laughs> much that whole like, you know, we think we're walking on them having sex because they're making sex noises. Oh, just do it already. Do it. Go on. I'm trying. I'm trying. And then, of course, it's that. They fall down flat. Um, Austin, Mike Myers, decides to show what he can do all the fancy behind the couch gags. He can do uh, the stairs. He can do the escalator. I think that's funny. He can do the the canoe's funny. The canoe is funny, yeah, because I've not seen the canoe. He can take the elevator. (laughs) Cultural. uh, uh, A lift. He would have said lift. Yeah. yeah, he would have said lift. Moving on, she says that she hasn't had this much fun since college. <laughs> In the UK, they certainly do not refer to university as, as no. college. No, because college is something else. If you go to Oxford, you would not no. refer to that as going to college. Unless her life was that boring that the last time she felt joy was sixth form. No, but you wouldn't call that college. You'd say no. it's sixth. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, mine was was called a sixth form college. So we refer to yes. it as college. Where Vanessa went, it would not have been. Oh, Vanessa. yes, yeah, of course. Went, I, for, it I forgot. A, it would have been a sixth form, yeah. Apologies for what a Cambridge University student said. <laughs> but at Sorry, Oxford, I, I they forgot. say different things. Well done. <laughs> I forgot. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just not cultured enough. Um... <laughs> I feel like I'm probably supposed to correct you, but yeah. I'm just going to... We, we really need like, that Ethan's like, contribution Like button. Like Julene said, I'm just going to swerve. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, for sake, that bloody picture of him in his underpants is still on your TV. It is. <laughs> I was hoping it had like faded to black by now. Um, she says, you're a lot of fun, Austin. That's you in a nutshell. At which point Austin then goes, this is me in, in a, a nutshell. nutshell. Hey, I'm in a nutshell. This is a really big nutshell. What kind of <laughs> nut has a shell this size? It's like half Mike Myers, half William Shatner. Yeah. <laughs> it did make me laugh the first time I watched that. She is terrible at acting drunk. Yeah. She's not bad once the dialogue happens, but when it's just supposed to be her laughing... It's way too much. Yeah. She's tenning everywhere. She's tenning everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she wants to be kissed and he won't do it because she's drunk. I do like that little bit of scene though because he you, does. You have to have this. Yeah, you yeah. need this. That's you do. Really After everything. This is the redemption of Austin. Yes. He could have everything that he wants, but not under these conditions. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious why he's not drunk. Mm. Just saying. Because he's still working. No. As much as he ever does. Apparently, she's she, a ter- worst agent. Yeah. Vanessa, worst agent. Uh, she wants to know what her mother was like in the 60s. I thought he was going to say in the sackling. <laughs> and he's like, well, she was really groovy. I'm like, okay, so far, pretty good. Yeah. And, you know, your dad really loved her. Okay, also good. And if there's one guy who ever could have loved her one as cat. much as one cat, that would have been, I'm like, no. No, you don't tell the daughter how you oh. wish to. She, she's probably quite happy your parents stayed together. Don't, especially if you've got romantic sexual in, intentions. Yeah. This, yeah, is don't re- do that. this is really weird. It is. Uh, but then the. Uh, it doesn't matter anyway because she's asleep. The phone goes off. You've got mail. At which point then it like. I don't know why it rings if he's got mail. It shouldn't be a phone yeah. call sound. 
and apparently British intelligence send their stuff through America online. Yeah, uh, that's weird. Uh, I, I tell you what, if you lived in the States or Canada, but especially the States around this time, like you were getting like free America online CDs and like every magazine and you'd go to the grocery store. We had a stack of them when we lived in Phoenix. We, we put one up on the wall because the light reflected off it really well. And so <laughs> it was just a CD. I mean, I remember at one point someone took it off thinking it was like, like it was an altar. We put like a satanic record. It was just America Online. <laughs> but yeah, it's all, it's all it was. And, um, Jay Roach, the director says he did the product placement to get a free year of service from them. I'm like, guy, I think you could have put the bar a little higher. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lifetime. I don't think, I don't think AOL exists anymore. No, I don't. No. Oh, is that what the American equivalent of um, American online, AOL? Yeah. American Online is AOL, yeah. Okay, so we had that was the first computer network we had oh, at home was AOL. Back home, like it wasn't us in Canada, but everybody, everybody in the in the states, a lot of them, I, I saw on Company Guy. It's a great or Company Man. It's a great YouTube channel, but they did one on American Online. So like sixty three percent or something like that of wow. of Americans at one point were on AOL. Like I had no idea that that's what it was called. <laughs> huh? Because well, it was just AOL to hear. No, at least it yeah. was. I had no idea that it was a... It, America it Online, was, yeah. No. Uh, he has to go Basil Exposition. Uh, says he has to go <laughs> Can to... Can we just talk about that name for a second? Great. That's hilarious. Uh, he has to go to a lot of vaginas penthouse immediately. Where <laughs> a lot of phalange. I've just got in my notes here, she seduces him. That's she really does. about... There's not really a whole lot more to it. Um, there's a very seductive, Bond-esque, like... Like, like as far as a low-rent... Like, you know those heavily stylized Bond introductions where it's all sis, yeah I'm gonna stumble over my word it's all silhouettes and sexuality yeah. yeah like that's basically what this actress is doing through the use of just a backlit screen yeah yeah and it's all about shapes and she's got a very nice silhouette she does she does um and then they go into the hot tub and uh, <laughs> I like how he struggles yeah he struggles <laughs> um and she just. just says let's have sex and it's the it's interesting because it's the opposite of everything that vanessa's been giving him to this point yeah we're not giving him to this point yeah um so it still goes through though it's his, it's his job isn't it yeah, yeah. Uh, which is he, so, she's saying he'll give him all the, she'll give him all the information yeah. if they have sex yeah yeah and so uh yeah which really doesn't make sense if you consider her arc no. in the whole movie because she doesn't no. turn on her no. nor is it a trap it's weird <laughs> it just <laughs> happens she's just I guess she's like, he's here. Might as well. May as well. Yeah. She's fallen for the charms, I guess. I suppose so, yeah. Um, and so, meanwhile, we go back to Frau. Frau's done some uh, development, some R&D, as they would say. Uh, bring in the fembots and a bunch of girls in beehive hairdos and baby dolls. I feel like they are from the 60s. Like Their only, yeah. their only function yeah. would be to take out Austin Powers. Yeah. yeah, that's why they're designed Just to look like they're from the sixties. Yeah. yeah, like they've been the regular security guards, and like they're all like, oh. and they from their nipples uh, or nipular regions um, appear <laughs> appear. I've never heard that before. Appear from gun barrels, gun barrels. No, yeah. but specifically from like where their nipples would be. Yeah, but appear like gun barrels, and yeah. they like fire. In, 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 yeah. in tune in tune left right left right and you guys can't the, see but ian's doing the moves i'm doing the moves yeah <laughs> these boots are, these boobs oh, are made for walking nancy sinatra great song yeah, and great something song. we haven't talked about yet in this film this film soundtrack overall the use of licensed music great really this good. Is, it's gonna be in my short list yeah, for like yeah, best yeah. soundtrack of the year yep because how could it not the, the, the songs are all great they are good so um they shoot and all the security guards are dead and uh dr evil says 
it's refreshing to see girls of that caliber. <laughs> Which, when he explains by explains caliber, I both yeah. meant the size of the barrels and also their moral quality. It's a homonym. And the English teacher in me went, appreciate that grammar joke. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would. Nice. Yeah, I like that. Um, we go to Gadget Corner. Um, basically, there's a secret watch. Don't worry about it. It's not coming back. And, the, and then it's just a sudden. So, what was that? It's just so Austin just go, so let me guess, thing. the floss is a garrote rope, yeah. and the uh, toothpaste is, is like a explosive, and the something else is the, is the uh, detonator. The detonator, yeah, the toothbrush. Yeah, and it's like... Spies um, forever does that joke better. And it's like, well, they're probably building on this. They probably are, yeah. but they do the joke better. But it was like, no, there's been some great advancements in the sense of dentistry. That's great. So if Austin needs to be, if you want to have a conversation about Austin's teeth with him, you know what we should do? Let's have it in front of everybody at British HQ. Yeah. Let's not pull him aside. You've been alone with him all week. <laughs> Don't do it there. No, no, no. Let's do it in front of everybody. And so even when Basil comes over, he's like... He covers his lips. Hey, Austin. He covers his teeth. Mm. And he covers his teeth with his lips. I'm like, I felt a little bad for Austin. I'm like, he doesn't know any better. No. No. But he could start now, though, couldn't he? He could start now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want him to do? Just get the floss out and just start right then and there? Well, you know, not in front of me, but, you know, <laughs> I want to see the next scene. Pearly whites. We get told there's going to be some nuclear war potentially, and Austin says only two things scare me, <laughs> and one of them is <laughs> nuclear war. That properly got you, didn't it? When he said this next one. What's the other thing? What was everything that scares you besides nuclear war? Carnies, Carnies. <laughs> circus folk, oh, small so- people. They always smell like cabbage. Tiny hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way he says carnies. Because yeah. I never expected that the first time I heard it. No. Uh, uh, there's a great one. I don't think we'll ever get to it. But um, <laughs> when Michael Caine plays Austin Powers' father yeah. in the third one, and he goes, there's only two things I can't stand in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. That's <laughs> 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 really so part of me really hopes we get to th- I don't know how I justify it I really uh, hope there's a way to do it because I really like I don't remember three that well I've only seen it once three, three sucks because it's got Beyonce in it and she's not good is that the one with Fat Bastard in it two and three yes. both have Fat yeah. Bastard in it oh okay I thought he was only in three no uh, Minimi's in two and three Fat Bastard's in two and three Fred Savage is only in three uh yes yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but i think it's quite nice so i don't know if there's a i don't know if there's a austin powers themed week i can bring it back to but maybe maybe there's something we'll to do, find a way going back to this one has made me go oh i really appreciate two and three i'll say this was said to someone else earlier i was saying i think it comes up in the notes but um like between elizabeth hurley in one and foxy cleopatra beyonce in three like Heather, Heather Graham, Graham looks like Meryl Streep compared to the other two, yeah. and I don't think she's that great. But you know, but she's yeah, at least her acting's somewhat believable. Her, her acting's better than oh, very much so. You know, yeah. Um, they're gonna take a tour of Virtucon, and then Austin punches out Basil's mother. She's my mother, Austin. That's not your mother. It's a man, baby. And then, <laughs> why won't this, this wig come off? Because <laughs> Austin's my mother. Well, I'm not saying she's a man, but if she's not, she was hit by an ugly, ugly stick. stick. <laughs> He's like, but that's my mother. mother well, you have to admit, she is awfully maddish. It's <laughs> like she fell out of the... <laughs> tree and hit an ugly tree and hit every branch yeah. all the way down uh then we go to group therapy in georgia i want to ask you i asked you at the start did you recognize the therapist yes 
No. Would you recognize her more if she wore a gold bikini and was sat in front of a giant slug? Ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see it now. Yeah. yeah I, see I can it. hear it in the voice. Yeah. First, At first mm. visual, because I think I stumbled upon it doing the research. I went, oh, yeah, right. I would have got there with the voice, but it would have been a, it would have taken me a couple seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to have her. Um, Actually, I saw a photo recently because of May the 4th. Um, of her and Warwick Davis on set. Georgia, yeah, message that to us all. I sent it to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she put it up in the in the BFE Patreon oh, chat. There we are. It looks, you know, there was genuine like. Oh, she really cared she looked, for him. Yeah, looked after him, didn't she? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks, <Lord George>. He <laughs> says, <laughs> "Doctor Evil says I was partially frozen his whole life," and uh, of course, Carrie Fisher thinks he's being metaphorical isn't, yeah. that, isn't that a great way to put it partially frozen his whole life <laughs> he uh, scott says I, I, I really think he wants to kill me and carrie Fisher's like oh, he, doesn't, he doesn't want to kill, kill you he says actually oh, the boy's quite astute <laughs> i really am trying to kill him he's quite wily like his old man <laughs> that did make me laugh. and they talk to him about well tell us about your life he's like well the details of my life are quite inconsequential and like this was like a poster this speech was a t-shirt yeah about you know his upbringing and it's you know a great little speech when he was bad he the was the worst of the worst it was like a burlap sack and beaten <laughs> with reeds spent my summers in i forget oh con con compoor compoor uh, um you know yeah. luge lessons <laughs> <laughs> his mother was a 15 year old prostitute with webbed feet <laughs> <laughs> i'd like um, to think he made that up on the spot oh i think i think it was yeah I, every time he went up there i think he tried something new yeah um and so uh we cut and vanessa wants a word she's no she's paranoid about a lot of vagina now here's my question at, of at any point have they said they're a couple yet no, no. did i miss this no no and this no. is really annoying me because i'm like hang on a second Last he knows, you're telling him never, ever, never, and okay. now you're upset that he's gone and had sex with someone else. You That's know, not okay. You know the photograph that he took, and then we went to them going yep. out. Yep. Are we supposed to assume they slept together? No, they didn't sleep together. No, it's that really boring trope. Because she goes to kiss him, and he goes, "Not like this." I think if you'd no, already no, no, no. no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I think yeah. if you don't, yeah. here's the deal: if you were out with your girlfriend, yeah. right, and she'd been drinking, and was like, "Kiss me, Liam." Would you be like, no, it's not right? No. No, because you're in a, you're in a relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. where these behaviors are normalized yeah, and expected. Yeah, yeah. Not the fact that she's drunk, the fact that you guys would <laughs> yeah. show affection, yeah. right? No, that only happens if it's the first time that you're kissing someone. You'd go, no, not like this. Yeah, that's not yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, that's my thought there. So then, no. No, no exactly. So uh, she goes, well, what happened? Oh, I shagged her. I shagged her on. <laughs> he goes, well, at least tell me you have protection. And of course, it's the joke. I had my Walter 9 millimeter. Yeah. No, I meant condoms. He goes, only sailors wear condoms. <laughs> she goes, well, not in the 90s. He goes, well, they should, those filthy beggars. They go from port to port. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the you're, you're so much better <laughs> than the film is. And it's really annoying me because going through this, I'm enjoying it more than I did watching it. She then yells at him and goes, welcome to the 90s, Austin. You're going to be very lonely. First off, how dare she? Yeah, exactly. You can still be promiscuous and swingers and stuff. That's still a thing, just because it's not with I her. I think 90s, there was some... Rep- I think in the 90s, there was some repression. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay. But like, um, even so, like, even just because it's but not But still, her how thing. dare you? Secondly, I'd like to remind everybody, this is Vanessa. 
She goes, hello, Austin. I'm here to acclimatize you to the 90s. <laughs> Welcome to the 90s. You're going to be very lonely. It was your job. Yeah. Like he knows what's expected of his behavior in the 90s. If he's not living up to the 90s, that's on you. And she also <laughs> said that he would, she would never touch him yeah. ever if he was the last man and she was the last woman. So, so what? How was, dare you listen yeah. to the things that came out of my mouth? <laughs> you take the words out of my mouth, out of your damn mouth. <laughs> like she's allowed to change her mind. That's completely fine. Of course she but is. It's so, but it's so sudden. It just happens on a, without any but any she, of our knowledge. And I don't like the word shames because it gets way overused today. But she like just goes off on him for what? For acting like he's going to. And I got sprayed by a skunk. I didn't go. Oh, how dare you, skunk, for behaving exactly as skunk should behave. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and he sprayed her. I direct from time to time, right? And I've always gone, it doesn't make any sense to get angry at someone who behaves just like you know those people are going to behave. Yeah. Right? We've got people who you know are going to behave in a certain way, and you go, I, I, it's stupid for me to go into a room and go, I can't believe so-and-so just did this. That's who they are. <laughs> and when I cast them, I know who they are. Yeah. So you can ask. So how upset can, can I get? You can ask and you can hope to try and yes. change someone's behaviors, but if they are like ingrained behaviors, yes. you can't expect it to happen overnight. Is Austin Powers acted in any way that's inconsistent with his whole presentation of his no. character from the moment he was defrosted? No. <laughs> or from the moment when she phoned and was like, oh, I'm surprised. Mum wasn't surprised you were able to out to, you know, to, to, to resist his charms. Because that's who he is. That is who he is. Oh. Okay. Uh, Austin's hanging out in Vegas, and he's trying to be cool. Um, he's got a whole bunch of Tab sodas behind him. Yeah. The Tab was like a I think Tab was like a Diet Coke. Was it? Yeah, I thought it was done by now, though, because we didn't have Tab. In, not at that frame in Canada. I don't remember ever having Tab. I can remember Tab being a, a fad. Like, that was come and went. Because well, like they the- rebranded it as Diet Coke. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Wasn't know that. that the whole gag in um, in Back to the Future that he says like, "Can I get a tab?" And they're like, "What do you mean?" Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 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 George, go ahead. Tab was a diet cola soft drink created and produced by the Coca Cola Company, introduced in 1963 and discontinued in 2020. Wow. Oh, how he it dates him by having all those. So he's clearly not cool. Yeah. Originally, he wanted something called a Zima. And I don't know what a Zima is. Uh, Coors, it's an alcoholic beverage. Uh, they want him to be drinking a Zima to show him trying to be cool and failing. In the movie, he drinks a Tab Cola instead. Coors, the owner of Zima, were really keen on the idea until they realized they were being mocked and then quickly changed their mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, uh, are you looking up Zima? I'm looking at, still looking at Tab at the moment. Okay. Um, he goes, people, I, he makes up a list. People I know who are dead. And uh, I don't know. There's Janis Joplin. Oh, drugs. Janis yeah. Joplin. Alcohol. Mama, Mama Cass. Cass. Ham sandwich. <laughs> Bless her. Um, Austin then goes over things he's missed, and like, like if you for him to do this today, easy. Yep. You've got YouTube. Yeah. He's got yeah. one little video. How he manages? He found the one video cassette with every major event of the 20th Everything. century. Thing. Yeah. yeah. At which point, then Vanessa comes out and goes, "Oh, Austin." Sometimes I forget that you've missed out on the last 30 years. I'm going to say this again. It's your job to catch him up on what he's like. That's like me going to work going, I sometimes forget you guys don't know much about English or film studies. And why don't you give me this video to start with? <laughs> okay, so the tab that's a good point day one orientation yeah. things you need to know <laughs> the tab that he is drinking is the can from the 1960s in the 90s it would have been um 
tab uh, clear or tab energy. So he's dating himself by drinking the original can. But they shouldn't, they shouldn't have it, probably. They shouldn't have the original cans yeah. there, no. Interesting. Um, he was cryogenically frozen. Unless you had them with him. <laughs> <laughs> that was his um, one request. They go to Virtucon. Um, they do a tour, because every factory does a tour. Um, and so he looks like the love guru. Yeah, he does. A later character, which he would... I never saw that movie. Oh, I never saw that either. Uh, and she looks like Dolly Parton. She does. Because she's got a cowgirl hat. This and doesn't see her at all. No, not really. No. Um, and so they stop, and they break into the restricted area. And then there's a scene about Christian Slater needing to see ID, at which point I went... I remember this. I don't remember this. And Liam's like, oh, it's a great scene. I'm like, what are you on about? And Christian Slater's cross-eyed, and they sort of, he does like a Jedi mind trick on him. Yeah, Jedi mind trick. And he's like, I need some sherbet. I need... I'll go across the road and get me some... You'll you'll clear us some some sherbet, and you'll go across the street to do whatever. Get some orange sherbet. And that works. And I'm sitting there going, what is going on? The American version cut this. Why? I don't know. That's the only bit with Christian Slater in it. With a I don't think after that, I don't think it's very funny. <laughs> now, whether that's because I don't know it and therefore rejected it because it wasn't. Am I having an experience of going? This is like George Lucas changing things. What is this it doing in my movie? Too long. I liked it. It I liked went on way too long. Way way yeah, too long. I liked it because I, I like Christian the, Slater. I, I like Christian Slater too, but I think this I think this destroyed the pacing. So instead, if you go right from they go into the they go because then all of a sudden after that's over, they cut back to the little ginger guy on the tour call and saying we got a problem. Yeah, he did. it's been three minutes. Yeah, so they sneak in and then we have the guy going we've got a problem and then we're on the uh, steamroller. Steam yeah, that's the next scene. Yeah. And I skip everything with him, but it's bang, bang, bang. Okay. So, I do like that scene, though. I don't know what it was. No one seems to know. People are theorizing that the uh, American version is the like original like, theatrical, theatrical cut, yeah. and everyone else got the additional stuff, but no one seems to know the yeah. actual reason. Um, they get into a gunfight while on board a steamroller, and the joke is, watch out for him. I'm watching out. And then we cut to a long, wide shot, and it's moving so slowly, and, so and they're far so away. far away. It's like, yeah. no! no! And we keep cutting back, move, 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 no! Well, sure enough, they squish the guy on the steamroller. Now, in the American version, they just get off the steamroller and run to the next scene. In this version we saw I like today, this again. it cuts to the home of the, the steamroller's henchmen. Henchmen, uh, the henchmen's the home. The henchmen's home, mm. where um, all of a sudden the mom has to it's tell the fence. boy <laughs> about it and go, well, yes, he is one of Mr. Dr. Evil's henchmen. Oh, no. Yes, yes, I will tell him. And so to explain, oh, he was like a real dad to me. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and they transition from like the steamroller to a rolling pin doing. Uh, oh yes, bread. to yeah. pastry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought. It was oh, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was just jarring for me. I'm it going, was weird. What, what are all these things doing here? But I there's know. another scene that was exactly like that later on for me as well, and I just didn't understand it. it um, we go to. Uh, Dr. Evil's threatening the UN. Scott comes in and shares about his day. And basically, he's, they went to a mall and started causing problems and picking on foreigners because <laughs> we don't talk in their Paris talk. And then I'm going to go home and stay home because there's a good... Um, oh, a movie with... He's basically going to stay home and watch softcore porn tonight yes. is what he's going to do. <laughs> there's a movie on Skinamax he wants to watch. Skinamax. 
which I think is a slang term for Cinemax. And I yeah, think yeah. they said Skinemax because it would show a lot of blue movies. Yep. Um, we, had a, we had a TV station like that in Canada called City TV. And City TV was all right. But then when you got to like one in the morning, <laughs> it would just throw on anything. Wow. <laughs> it was like, what's on at one in the morning? Oh, it's some of the worst content you can imagine. I think that was the same thing with Channel 4 over here. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, oh, but of course, um, oh, so Dr. Evil goes to push the button on Scott <laughs> and Frau slaps him with like a fly him. swatter or like a yeah. riding crop or something. Um, and then, um, how come he never pushes the button for her? And yet she's the one who's got dominance over him. Don't know. Weird, isn't it? Yep. Um, Scott wants to know why Dr. Evil's feeding his nemesis, which is great. It's like all the questions. Why are you feeding him? Yeah. Let's shoot him together. It'll be fun. I can go to my bedroom, grab like, a gun, and shoot him. Well, he comes back with that in a minute. Yeah. He goes, Scott, you just, you, you just don't get it. <laughs> We're like, no, he makes a valid point, doesn't he? Um, and so uh, he what, he opens up a thing. He goes, and you're going to die because you've got sharks with laser beams put on their heads. And he goes, we couldn't get the sharks. <laughs> All I have sharks. is some sharks with some freaking laser beams attached. They're, they were endangered while you were away. So what do we have? We have sea bass. <laughs> sea bass. Right. No, they are mutated. Are they ill-tempered? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and that's good enough. And then we cut to Van- Vanessa and Austin. And there's just these sea bass just like flying by them uh, in the scene. Um, meanwhile, they close the doors. Everybody goes back to their dinner. And Scott's like, what? We're not going to watch it? He goes, no, we're just going to sit here and eat dinner, assuming everything's gone to plan. <laughs> I wish this was where Scott's like, I have a gun in my room. <laughs> Let's shoot him. And he goes, shush. <laughs> and the whole shushing scene zip it. was imp- well, not zip it. That's later. That's oh, a different movie. Oh, uh, the shushing mo- scene was improvised by Mike Myers and Seth Green. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it feels like the kind of thing they could do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Georgia. So I found out some stuff. So basically, it wasn't the only. So that scene that we've, I know we've spoken about a couple of bits that were different in the scene, but there's all more of to come. The, but yeah, but yeah. all of the shots are different as well. Not all of the shots, but a lot of the shots are different. So if it's something like like the shot we've got on the screen at the moment, where he's not got many clothes on. A lot of the times, those sequences are shortened or pulled back, so that or pulled in, so you can't see as much of his skin. In which country? In the US version. Oh, okay. So a lot of the like UK and international release has got a lot more of him and her, like uh, and vagina on show. Okay. Like, a lot of the. I would have seen. I don't know. I would have seen the American version. I imagine because it's yeah. domestic as can of the US. So. Apparently, it's about five minutes of footage. Oh, uh, about yeah. Because yeah, yeah. the steamroller bit was about a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the Christian Slater bits about a minute, mm-hmm. so I got some more. Um, how they escaped? It's kind of lame. Uh, there's a judo chop and a judo. Oh, he goes. She gives him the floss. He goes. I get it. I have bad teeth because <laughs> she's. I always have this on me. Sure you do. And they like they hit their Luke and Leia, and they swing across <laughs> to the other side, and uh, they take they judo trip the guard and put his head underneath the water, and it gets eat all the head, the head gets eaten oh, off by the ill tempered sea bass, and gross. it starts a series of head related uh, puns, which I'm going to skip past. They're not very good. No. Uh, and then we cut to Rob Lowe hosting yeah. a. Uh, a goodbye scene or a it's a stag night isn't it stag night, yeah. at hooters yeah something like that i've been to a hooters once uh really really uncomfortable i've been to hooters i can imagine too. the waitress because we weren't like basically it was my buddy's it was weird it's what he wanted to do for stag night we ate chicken wings we watched the mike tyson fight 
Oh, yeah. Tyson was having one of his many comebacks. <laughs> and uh, so we were really, it was just like, it was a small dude. Cause my buddy was just kind of, he has a very tight circle of friends. And uh, so it was his brother, who was a bit more worldly than the rest of us, I think. Uh, myself, the groom, and my buddy Jason, who was actually just in England last week, and we just couldn't make our schedules line up, unfortunately. Oh. Um, and Jason was the youngest, and he's like, I don't know where to look. <laughs> and we, I think we tried to explain to him, the girls are aware they work in a place called Hooters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas we, weren't just, we just weren't overtly sexualizing our waitress, and I think she was worried she wasn't going to get a tip. Because, like, we look at whatever tables. They're, like, sitting on the guy's laps. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we ain't doing that here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we don't need to be. My experience in a Hooters was in Vegas. Okay. And I went with my ex-wife. Okay. And uh, she got asked ID for alcohol. <laughs> really? <laughs> and she was in her early 40s. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was quite funny. There you go. But, yeah. Um, well, they don't have, like, Think 25 over there, do they? Like, they're, like, they're allowed to, like... ID anyone, no matter what they look, what age they look like. A bit. Yeah, I mean the age of drinking a, is twenty one. It States. was a weird experience yeah. uh, going in there because I, well, I guess it was by choice, but it was just uh, somewhere we were passing, and we thought, oh, who is? Well, made that joke, you know, you should do. Go, well, let's have a look in, see what's going on, you know, because you hear about it all the time. Yeah, and I weren't really what I thought it was going to be. I've never gone to a Hooters besides that one time. Yeah, that's me. And I love chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> there was a bit of an uproar like, like, last year with Hooters, wasn't there? Because they decided that they were going to change the outfits that the girls wear in Hooters, um, like mid-contract with people. And so there was an uproar. Okay. So they wanted to take the shorts from being shorts yeah. to being like, you know how when female athletes wear like the very tight bikini like cut? briefs. Briefs. Yeah. Yeah. So they wanted to change that. And there was enough of an uproar, but they, they then got given the option. In what world do you look at a Hooters going? They're wearing too much. Not- not not sexualized enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so luckily there was enough of an uproar. The women that wanted hooters. to wear the bikini ver- version could. Yeah. But if they didn't want to, they could stick with a with the short version as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, because these are the kind of things that happen. Yeah, you have your choice, and then we'll see what the schedule's for next week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we see who's been booked and who hasn't. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully it didn't go like that. But Hopefully, but I'm also thinking, and I, but if you go on to sign up for, to work for a place called Hooters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is. Oh, there is a difference between a bikini cut. No, there is. Brief there is and a short because I would happily wear the. There is, and nor am I suggesting anybody but, should be forced to, or like you yeah. signed up for Hooters. But I think the fact that it was made. You got, you got to consider well, these people. aren't people who these people who are making money off the objectification of their waitresses. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So to be, I can't. I can't believe they're doing this to us. I'm like, no. I think, why are we not I think wearing from overalls? What, from what I can tell, <laughs> most women that work at Hooters are okay with what they yeah, do. they're generally quite body positive about yeah, it yeah and i think to be and i think that one of the other issues was that they weren't stocking sizes bigger than a certain size yeah which obviously meant that anyone who put on some weight whilst they were working at hooters was then in even smaller clothing yep. and those sorts of things but yeah so no i'm i mean i'm so no chicken wings people working at hooters like i think let's go for it but like the fact that i think they changed it between with no no warning it was just like now this is what you're wearing that was there's, the, the issue. There's a television program called Undercover Boss mm-hmm. yeah, in the States. Yeah. One of them was Hooters. Oh, I bet that's so interesting. And it was like the worst. Hooters. I can oh, imagine. Yeah, yeah. Like he would like, who wants to go home early? And he'd like get out like, like, like I forget what it was. I don't want to. So I'll say this is a foggy memory just in yeah. case anybody from Undercover Boss or Hooters are listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think he'd like put like trays of beans out and put them in front of the girls and they had to like hands behind their back and just eat the beans. And if you got to the bottom of your thing of beans first, you could go home. Wow. Like 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 really degenerating behavior. Wow. And you know oh. how I know that show's a setup? Dude wasn't fired. Yeah. 
Because if I found out, if I was the CEO of Hooters and one of my managers is doing this, you're out the door. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. There's a difference between if you're making a business based on the fact that the, your waitresses are predominantly women in very, very skimpy clothing. That's one thing. Like you, yeah. They know what they're signing up for when they take the job. And typically of a certain body type. Yeah. People know what they're signing up for. But like if you're then going further and taking that as like a power thing within oh, yeah, yeah. the system, that's completely wrong. Yeah. And I also think, call me crazy on this. If you're gonna, if this is gonna be your business model. I think your manager has to be a woman. Yeah, yeah. You know if, what I'm saying? It was really skeezy. Like the minute it's so. a man, it's it's so skeezy. Like, yeah. what do you do? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it has to be a woman. Yeah, you're right. That yeah, becomes and, someone, and ideally someone who has been a who's someone no, absolutely someone who's, yeah. who's 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 progressed through that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Someone who's familiar with that kind because yeah. then it becomes very the business uh, model. What's expected of the of the associates? Cool. I can imagine actually it could predatory potentially be a very positive work team sure. that you're working with if it's done right if it's done right yep. but yeah all right what interesting conversations we've had with awesome powers today <laughs> nationalism we have sexual liberation it's yeah. fantastic um where are we at here uh so rob Lowe, yeah so this was a scene and uh i don't know how it see in, in the british version it doesn't make sense it, no yeah. because we have rob Lowe play there's there's a there's a time travel element in, yeah. the, in, in the yeah return. right okay and so as a result rob Lowe plays the guy with the eye patch yeah uh, the younger version <laughs> okay so like and, and he does it because when he was uh, doing this his scene gets cut as far as it's told in the american version mm-hmm. so the scene with him and the hooters going oh he yeah, can't oh he's yeah. dead um, that gets cut but during the thing he did a spot on impression of robert wagner mm. the guy with the eye patch who can you know see things in 3d <laughs> <laughs> so uh and he remembered it and so when they did the time travel with him and he sent rob Lowe a uh, copy of the script with rob Lowe's name already is number two. Oh, okay and it's just, it's a spot on it's so see i just mm. want to do all three of them yeah yeah because no, we need more so conversations fun. like this maybe that's yeah. why they get cut in the in the Release. no i think i i, I don't it, think because they know you, that you don't cut things up? from because you don't know how the audience is going to take to it so you don't cut scenes banking on number two this was not no no, no one no. thought this was going to be a hit no no way uh, okay no well, that, the scene I mean, is so long the what the, oh, the scene is, is so the, the scene long. is way too long yeah yeah and, and it, it is funny the idea because we never think about because the joke is that henchmen there i used to teach it when i taught media studies the henchmen are, are interchangeable right each stormtrooper yeah, yeah, each psychic yeah, they yeah, die yeah. and you forget about them so they give you three sort of pictures of home life of these of these people yeah. you're like oh they're they're, they're, they're that's people quite, that's quite funny yeah. it is quite funny but it just ruins the pacing because it rips me away if you had given me like the lives of these three sprinkled throughout yeah, yeah. and then austin powers comes in and then you just get the reaction or i see them and i'm just like who are these characters and then you run on them you go oh shoot they're henchmen that could have been funny, but mm-hmm. as it was, it just slows the pace because all I really care about is I don't care because I, I still don't care about the henchmen. I care about Austin and Vanessa, and you've just taken me away from it for a minute and a half, two minutes. So it makes sense that the argument is that the ver- the US version is the theatrical cut because it's the shorter, yeah. more snappier version. But then the but well, mm. then the question is why do they put it back in for the international release? I don't know. So mm. you know, get a hold of Jay Roach and Mike Myers and be like, "What up, guys?" What? <laughs> I'm guessing that Mike Myers and Rob Lowe had been friends. Rob Lowe, Since Rob Lowe is in Wayne's, Wayne's World. World yeah. yeah, so there's obviously an existing relationship, and he does do SNL, doesn't he? Rob Lowe? I, I don't think Rob Lowe was a cast member. No, I no, think he guests. Member, but I think he guests. Oh, he? Rob, Rob Lowe's probably been a host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, he was like, was he like the '80s Rat Pack? Because he was at St. Elmo's yeah, yeah. Fire. So, like, yeah. Rob, Rob Lowe oh, yeah, had tons yeah. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had so, that video, didn't he? That went 
the the sex tape something, didn't he? Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I think that went a bit. His career went a bit down for a bit. For a bit, yeah. And I think that's why he's he, had so much. Lo- he's got a, he's got a hit show on CBS right now. Oh, okay. Every five years, he just goes. Is my show ending? Yeah, I need to find a new one, and he's successful. I just he had a really good movie recently about religion. It was so so good. I think in Austin Powers, I think the reason why that was such a, a low budget movie was because they got people that has beens or weren't successful anymore. Yeah, people who are available too. And yeah, yeah. brought their, a new yeah. wave to their career, didn't it? It sounds like it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Austin and Vanessa, uh, they have a moment where they get to, there's some, what do you call those <laughs> things? You have them in Lynn. What are those things? They block traffic from going up. They're like steel poles that bollards. come up out of the ground. Bollards. bollards thank you. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, and so they arrive at some bollards and they're like, oh, we, we can't go any further. So Vanessa's like, I'll go up through this ladder. I like the idea that they can't just get off the bike and walk through the you, That's a good point. <laughs> I you, her you turn it around. Oh, because we're in this futuristic sort of gear. Yeah. Yeah. Which, is, which is another Bond parody. Um, silver 60s. He gets out though it. and goes, hey, can I just, uh, I really do feel badly for the, about the Italian burden. If you want me to be a one woman man, well that's fine by me, baby. She goes, oh, behave. And she climbs on up and Austin sneaks a peek. He does. He does sneak a peek. And as the audience we go, tee hee hee, but she's then we cut to a wide shot of her and she's smiling as she climbs up so i guess mm. yeah i don't know I, i'm guessing she's aware yeah, yeah, yeah. let me know uh, as, as someone who's who might wear skirts it might be yes. i think are, are you aware of sight lines uh yeah most of the time okay yeah so she would be aware that austin would be, have access to look up her skirt that he'd have access whether you'd realize that he was doing Hang it on. or is a different this situation. is austin uh, to be fair, since becoming kind of an adult and more those sorts of things, I don't wear skirts as much because you become, at a certain point in your life, you become aware of the male gaze and sight lines that skirts give. I haven't worn a skirt like that for a long time now because you just don't. Oh, it makes me feel a little bit sad in my soul. Yeah. Yeah, me. Not because you or I are doing anything. No, 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 not because of my immediate friendship group, because no. you wouldn't, but like because of yeah. just societal, like whatever. It's like in the summer it's really difficult to go out in I, so a lot of the dresses summer dresses i wear are like midi length like calf length because it's a lot harder to look up a calf length yeah. dress when i was doing spam a lot uh you were in spam a lot i was um I, I, apparently the reputation was very famous because you'd go backstage and all the women would be like in like various states of undress because the changes were quick super quick and the joke <laughs> became you know it was that i would walk in and my head would just go straight up to the <laughs> ceiling because i wouldn't i couldn't be accused of looking at anybody if that was the case not never not, not everybody's going it's not far from no, it no, no, but no. i'm just always trying to make the girls feel comfortable yeah, and yeah. i figure if i'm doing that that's it's, just it is, and from that the girl side of it is massively appreciated and apparently i didn't know what the girls were talking but i found out eventually the girls did what we're talking about we, we always know that ian does this oh, nice. so i was like that's nice to know looking away respect massively appreciated because especially in like amdram world yeah you don't it's not separate changing rooms you, you're lucky if you get a curtain between men and women sometimes time doesn't allow us as time much privacy as you would like doesn't yeah you, you're changing the wings sometimes and you yeah. have to just be careful that you can't you're not in the sight line of the stage let alone anything else but yeah Okay, so then he tries to turn around his vehicle. We're to come back to that. Scott Evil's invited to see what Doctor Evil does for a living. He says, "Blow me." Doctor Evil, what? He says, "Show me." And then he's like, "All happy." I'm like, "Oh, it's sad." Um, Austin does turn. This is a joke where he's still trying to turn this thing around with like a million point turn. 
All right. Which is funny to start with. It's all right. Yeah. It does overstay its welcome. It does. Um, but he runs into the fembots, who for some reason, if you have the fembots remain with their machine guns... Yeah. He's dead. He's dead. He is. As opposed to knock him out and just give him a chance to revive. Like, what was the plan with this? <laughs> I have no idea. Is that, did that work? Yes. Now make it only 10% as lethal. <laughs> but also, he refers to them as fembots, like having never heard the name. He does call oh, yeah. them I want to bring these back later on. Okay. Because I swear I saw something in this that I hadn't seen before. Okay. Um, so they have him knocked out, and we have... Uh, you know, the same, these boots are made for oh, walking. Because apparently you have to have that song. They've got that worked into it. That's how they work. But it's great because they come, they have that slow, they love turning the doors around in the lair. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It's great. Oh, I like it. Um, and so we get this shot of uh, Austin. He's surrounded by all the fembots. You can't resist us, Mr. Powers. You can't resist us. And you get a oh, shot of a fembot baby. who like stands like one leg on either side of him. And we're looking actually through the legs kind of sort of. Yeah. Yeah. At Austin, not a not yeah, at her, so- but the he, legs are framing. Shoulders, yeah. No, no, not this one. He's laying down. She stands over oh, him. Okay. And he goes, like Margaret a- Thatcher naked on a cold day. <laughs> Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day. To which Georgia said. He's literally only just found out that the UK had had a female prime minister. Female prime minister. And at this point, would wouldn't have. At this point, it, at this point, it wouldn't have been him. So he'd have other cultural references yeah. that wouldn't have been Margaret Thatcher. So that's a joke for us, not a joke for him. So yeah. well, well, well spotted yeah. there. Uh, she goes, you can't resist us, Mr. Powers. He goes, oh, contraire. contraire. You're the ones who can't resist me. And we switch to the Divinals. I touch I myself. myself. I hate that song. I don't need oh, anybody sorry. else. When it gets thrown in the pit, it puts the <laughs> lotion on itself. Oh. That's, that's, a little, that's, a, that's a little throwback to yeah. uh, Hermes. I'll get that. He's, he's, he likes a deep cut. That's a throwback winter to Silence of the Lambs, the winter of discontent. Very good. Yeah. Um, except for I, I, I hit the proper key on this one, so like, well done. I, I was also halfway through singing it, going, I don't know if I really want myself singing the proper song, so I'm like, I need to change the lyrics back to. I like, I like the song. That reminds um, me of a time. Um, they blow like up. That. They it blow up. The times they blow, and Vanessa catches him dancing in his underwear. And I Austin's doing a nice little boogie. He is. He's got his Union Jack underpants on, which are kind <laughs> of like a Hooters bikini brief. Cool. It is that scene. Yeah. They are, yeah. Yeah, I think the I think they were higher cut, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then Vanessa comes upon him in his underwear, and he gives his explanation. Like, I don't know how she could be mad. They all have their heads blown off. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do with this? He's done something. He's done something. Uh, Mike Myers' wife suggested he dance around in the movie during the credits, since he dances around his old house in the buff. This has become <laughs> a continuing trademark of the franchise. Uh, Vanessa's in a black bodysuit. I just want to mention this because she went back when she goes up the ladder. Somehow she gets out of the middle of the desert, which is where this factory is. Yeah. Back to HQ. Goes, hang on, I want to change. Not only my Can outfit, someone do my, my hair, hair, please? Yeah. So she does the cowboy girl, uh, and then she does the futuristic. Outfit, How long is he turning that the, yeah. that vehicle around yeah. for? Her? <laughs> That's weird. But also, it's it's the same. I think it's the same as what her mum and him are wearing in that opening that scene is. when they go to the, the club. Is, yeah. And yeah. so she's wearing the exact same black leather outfit yep. and he's in the same blue yep. suit. Because uh, they bring him a suit to go with uh, and then we get, he get, they get into the proper lair itself and we get secret agent man, secret Johnny Rivers? I guess Johnny oh, Rivers. I don't know. Pretty sure it's Johnny Rivers. Uh, and then this great bit where it's like five, four, 
three and he goes no and he just jumps up and hits a button says abort on the sidewall <laughs> yeah. i love it it's so anticlimactic it it's is. brilliant it's so the good. best bit about it though he's watching it count down from like seven till two before he does anything oh, it's, on, it's, it's on one before he moves like there's yeah. no way he actually but which is uh, which is the cliche it is. in itself yeah, isn't it it is um dr evil already ran away open the freaking door and uh he's sitting there going i want chicken i want liver meow mix meow mix please deliver <laughs> which is which was like there was a cat food at the time called meow mix and that was, was that was their jingle <laughs> <laughs> wait in the 60s or the 90s, no, in the 90s. How, would, how would he know that he loves his cat uh mr bigglesworth uh after a brief monologue to dr evil about free love because he goes ah because austin finds him and goes we've got freedom and responsibility it really is a groovy time because he goes freedom failed uh dr evil says there's nothing more (laughs) pathetic than an aging hipster that is an homage to a classic lenny bruce joke oh lenny bruce of course being a main character but a real life person but a a character referenced on marvelous mrs mazel yeah yeah i love lenny bruce Love me some Lenny Bruce. He's, he's the best in that. Uh, I don't know. I like Lenny Bruce. I mean, in a different world, I could totally do like a Mrs. Maisel, like, like watch Long Pod. Oh, yeah. I'd be well, I'd be, I'd be fine Mrs. with Maisel. that. Love yeah, it. definitely. I got plans for 2023 Ooh. For, for, for a series to pick, which will let our Patreon backers select. I'm going to, I'm going to dangle that as like a carrot, oh. like seven months in advance. <laughs> wow. Cause I've got a plan. I got a plan. I got a plan. <laughs> plan for a man. Plan for a man. It's the kind of plan I need you helping coming true. I got I a plan. I'm the show I'm thinking <laughs> of. Um, then out of nowhere, did you forget about a lot of vagina? I did. I forgot she was in this movie anymore. A lot of But there's a lot of her because here she is holding Vanessa hostage. And then Austin finds Scott and holds him hostage. And he goes, what are you going to do now, <laughs> Dr. Evil? And he goes, shoot the little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Your voice is, again, it's funnier than his. Is I don't know how you're managing it. And he goes, uh, he goes, uh, but dad, we just had a breakthrough in group. I had the group liquidated, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> they were insolent. That's funny. Uh, number two rebels against De- Dr. Evil, and he sits down to have a meeting with uh, Austin. Now, Austin's like, like, like oozy now. He's have like somebody with like, a shoulder strap. I'm like, you, what do you have? Did you notice when number two came in, he had a bag? Yeah. And he had like a fembot in it or something. Did he really? It's a dead fembot. Oh, is yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Is he, that's funny. I never saw that before. Yeah. Um, there's a, so all of a sudden, Dr. Evil sits down. Not Dr. Evil. Dr. Number two sits down. He's got a business proposition. And then, of course, he hits the button for, uh, Dr. Evil hits the button for number two and he flies over and that's it. He's dead. Oh. Which was a funny joke, I it thought, was. in the grand yeah, scheme yeah. of things. He should have sat down. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Evil then runs away, recryogenically frees himself because Vanessa's done the judo chop and you have to say judo chop as you do it. You do. But not only for judo chop, it was for like a judo kick and all And in judo, you have well. to say it. Judo <laughs> chop. And, um, as that's happening, um, he locks himself back in. The place is going to blow up. They go to run out. Christian Slater, in this version stops them and gives them sherbet that he was sent off to get which is a nice touch but in the next scene like two seconds later no sherbet no it was a big old big old bucket of sherbet they were given yeah is sherbet something different in america sherbet is probably just because i've never seen sherbet in that big of a probably like an iced sherbet yeah you can do it what's iced sherbet oh if it's sherbet it's probably iced it's probably like 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 a cousin of ice cream Oh. oh 
Sherbet See, over here is Sherbet more over like, here is like, you know, the powdery stuff you dip like lollipops No, no, sherbet's like, like sherbet, sherbet, sherbet's like an ice cream, I think. Uh, oh, okay. That explains the big term. So that, I mean, but that's, yeah, that's another... That's thing. like an that's ice cream-sized container, yeah. So. That's why that's something else I've got wrong then, because over here that's not sherbet. No. Austin yeah. really loves dip dabs. I dip thought he was dabs, going to give man. me a dip dab. Yeah. That would be more funnier. In North yeah. America, sherbet, often referred to as sherbet, Sherbert, <laughs> uh, is a frozen dessert made from sugar, sweet, and water, a dairy product is cream and milk, and a flavoring. So, yeah, so it's not quite ice cream because it's not, it's not oh, okay. creamy enough. It's more water-based. Uh. Yeah, I, I, know, yeah, yeah. I, I know what that is because we have that too. I don't know. Sherbert, what, what would you call that then? Probably Sherbert as well, but you'd probably refer to that by the product name it was. Uh, okay. Do you know what I mean? It'd be like Hoover. Yeah. yeah. As a product? As a product name. Um... They escape from getting the sherbet. Uh, the, Austin does a somersault into the shagwar where he lands on the gear stick. Um, <laughs> Valer blows up, and I got my notes. Shouldn't Scott be dead? Yes. Yep. Uh, three months later, they play the naked game again. Uh, this time, Vanessa's also naked. Uh, there's melons. There's a spice rack. There's a picture of boobs. That was funny. I like um, the picture of boobs one. Uh, there's some milk. Uh, two, jugs like a milk, milk. two jugs of milk or cream or whatever it is. Yeah. That's a funny enough joke. Apparently during this, there was a piece of tape on Liz Hurley's right breast because there were photographers on set and they wanted to prevent them from being able to sell topless pictures of Liz Hurley. Yeah. Oh, good. Why don't you just kick the photographers off yeah. the set? Yeah. Seems like a much simpler. It does. I mean, I'm not saying she has to be naked, but I'm saying if you have to go to those extremes because you're worried about the, the protocol of your, yeah. of your photographers, get rid of the photographers. So no, maybe get different photographers. Yeah. I never thought they were naked though. I mean, like, when they're filming it, I always thought they are always covered anyway. Uh, I don't it's know. usually an actor's choice. Yeah, really? probably your choice. If you're like, yeah, I'm okay with just letting it fly. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I did enjoy a couple of them because obviously jugs and melons are yep. slang, yeah. terms slang terms for boobs. So. Uh, I was watching this um, interview. It was from someone. Oh, she's she's Irish. Um, she's been on Taskmaster. That's all I know. But she was doing a love. Oh, Saoirse. Is it Saoirse? What it wasn't Saoirse Ronan, no. It's Ailing this- B? I, I, you, you can say the name. I wouldn't. I would. If, if I don't know what the name is, you could say it. I'm not gonna have a clue. Uh, <laughs> but she was saying about how she did a love scene with Paul Rudd. Yeah. And so she's got these like she currently was like almost like little like chicken tenders over her nipples. Yeah. That are like taped and glued on there. Yeah, yeah. And then as they started, as soon as it said action, it was like magic. They both fell off. To which the cinematographer went, "Oh no!" And she went, "Not really great for my self esteem when uh, <laughs> the sight of my my bare breasts are making me go, oh no." So they put them on again made sure they were like you know they're not getting off or anything that's going to happen this time action they get started and they fall off and paul rudd's like oh no <laughs> and so they spent the rest of the uh shoot trying to Im- improvise and look sexy but also like cover up oh, and well, from different up. different angles yeah. and, she said, and she was always trying to like figure out uh yeah that's her uh trying to figure out what the deal was with uh you know, wh- where do these two chicken cutlets basically disappear to? And they were one on each butt cheek. <laughs> but it was over and done with. So uh, it was it, it was a funny story. Um, the uh, Oh, there was a balloon joke that, uh, you know, Austin saying how first time he saw Vanessa, he thought she looked so oh, sexy. Yeah. And, the, uh, and, the and Vanessa, of course, says, let's blow up a balloon right now. Yeah. And said, what do you think about, did you think the same thing about me? And he's like, actually, I just couldn't stop looking at your teeth. At which point he goes, oh, and then the they pop the balloon or the balloon flies away. Flies away. And um, the room service shows up and it's random task. And this felt really weird because it had been three months. 
Yeah. Like, it's so anticlimactic, the big hero's already gone. Like yeah. he, he obviously knows that his boss is... Yeah. Yeah. We'd all forgotten about him, so he hits Austin with a shoe. <laughs> I do it just like confuses Austin. He goes, who throws a shoe? <laughs> when, he, <laughs> when he does it as the example, yeah. it hits as, like a bus knocks it right off. It yeah. Breaks. Yeah. And he goes, you know, you fight like a woman. And I'm like, I don't know a lot of girls who throw shoes like this. <laughs> no. We're um, more inclined to throw like handbags, not so shoes. They start fighting, at which point, oh, we also find out in the phone call with Basil that Austin's going to be knighted, but now Vanessa's going to be made a full agent. She goes, oh, gee, Basil, thanks. We were told at the start she was one of their best yeah. top agents. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is going on here? No idea. You can't trust Basil Expedition. That guy's shady. <laughs> that guy's shady. I bet you it wasn't his mother. I trust with the story. I bet you it wasn't his mother. No. Um, and then... Um, he, he's fighting odd job and odd job strangling him and then the penis enlarger pump comes out and he goes i promise it's not mine she goes no no use it and as he uses it uh, you know, and he pumps it at which point this is all just a distraction so vanessa can hit him on the head with a bottle of champagne or something or like that yeah so why not just smash him over the head rather than give him the penis enlarger pump to begin with <laughs> Because that's not funny, it's so is it? It's not, like it's not, it's not a call. But what do we need? We need a callback for a joke. Uh, Austin, I really wanted to ask you about this. Was too was too nervous before. Now, okay, now we've dealt with that smash. And then just he puts him on a. He, don't kill him. He's just been knocked out. They just roll him into the into the corridor. And, just <laughs> and then assume, there's a big crash. And much like Doctor Evil, just assume everything went according to plan. Yep. Yep. He's gone, never to come back. And then they start looking at the stars, and one of them looks a bit different. And, of course, it's a big boy. It's uh, Dr. Evil again. He goes, I'm going to get you, Austin Powers. And that's the end of our movie. A small note, Liz Hurley and Mimi Rogers both asked, and both were allowed to keep their leather cat suits. Nice. So, two well, post- I'd rather the futuristic one. Two post-credit scenes. Uh, one with modeling, which I think was just Liz Hurley wanting to show she was a model. Mm-hmm. A bit weird. And then Ming T doing BBC, which is a great little tune. That is a good one. Down, 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 Mishers to the well, BBC. Yeah. To the BBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BBC One, BBC Two, BBC Three, BBC Four, BBC Five, BBC Six, BBC Seven. BBC Heaven. Do, 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 do. BBC Peace. <laughs> yeah. What did they get up to? I think it's only ever been BBC Four, hasn't there? I don't think there's ever been a BBC Five. No. No, it's just, it's just a bit of fun. Just a bit yeah, of fun. I'm just, I'm, I, I think there was probably only one and two when they made it. Uh, probably. That's, yeah, that's when I was a kid, we had BBC One, BBC Two, ITV One, and Channel Four. Yeah, and we Sounds when right. I was was young we had channel five i remember well. channel five hearing about it yeah. i was like oh i'm do channel five yeah Ooh. um all right so that is our movies oh man we're way long today yep. i thought it was gonna be a nice short recording yeah. session Me too. we're in the end game now. hey we are in the end game now georgia what you got georgia liam what you got um space dress space dress <laughs> there you go folks have fun with that space dress that's our gift of the week challenge for you space dress at best film ever pod uh let's talk about the money 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 budget of 16.7 million dollars wow. not very much not, not very much, much what does it make uh ethan 60 60 georgia 120 and liam 135. Uh, Ethan Slows, 67.7. Oh, wow. Nice. Uh, a modest thing. Uh, I'm surprised it did that well. It was a huge hit on video. 
Yeah, oh, I can't Austin yeah, Powers yeah. was one that almost nobody I know saw in the cinema. Okay. Everybody That's went, you got to see this. And we just pass it around. Yeah. And all of a sudden it became this giant hit. Now, number two, massive money. Yeah. yeah. Because you're expecting it now. Yeah. But the first one, not, not that, not that strong really in the grand scheme of things. Uh, awards. I've got my notes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so who would you cast as who? Hmm. Can I be Dr. Evil? I just don't um, want to be Liz Hurley because she's a bit of a rubbish character. No. No. You'd be Austin. Would I really? Okay, it's fine. <laughs> I want to be Scott. You probably would be Scott, actually. Yeah. Uh, see, I thought you were going to name me as number two, so I'll take Austin. That's fine by me. <laughs> uh, Liam would be... Liam would be Basil Exposition. <laughs> <laughs> That's my mother. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Uh, Georgia. Or Fembot. You want me Dr. Evil? You want me Dr. Evil? I'll be Dr. Evil. Yeah, right. Pip can be your Bigglesworth. Yeah. There you go. Whose story is it? Mr. Bigglesworth. This one's Austin's story. Austin Powers, yeah. Austin. It's Austin changing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I think later on we get, I mean, it gets really cartoony. <laughs> Keep that in mind. I'm saying it gets it gets cartoony. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what's the story here? Oh, good question. Uh, the story is: it's two men coming to terms with the fact that the life they left behind 30 years ago isn't where they live anymore. <laughs> it's the wrestler. It's the same yeah. as the wrestler. <laughs> Nostalgia. The world moves on. Do you know? Just realise, right? Demolition Man. That cry gently frozen, aren't they? Are they? Come back years oh, I, later. Think, I think there's nothing that he was. Pre- I think that the scene and was that, supposed to parody it. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I, I haven't seen Demolition Man. Oh, okay. No, I was just, it wasn't my kind of film. Oh, I like nah. that. I know. <laughs> it's exactly the kind of thing you'd like. Uh, Georgia, let's start with you on this one. Roll of women. It's not great. It's my mother, Austin. Is it? Is it bad? I mean, I don't think the, be- the beginning of it, it upsets me how she shifts. Because if you're going to tell someone, no, never again, never ever. Never ever, yeah. That's one thing. But then the, the fact that the film, and that you can have the switch, but the fact yeah. that the switch happens literally 30 seconds later, if that, that she starts smiling at him and take going, oh, he's so endearing. Like, that's really infuriating. Because like, as a as a woman, I have had the whole like the drunken men in the pub who do the yeah. oh come here love we'll show you a good time yeah. and then you say if you if you're brave enough you say no if you're not if you're by yourself you can just walk away and ignore him yeah. but like it, they go again and then they go oh come on love we'll have this we'll do this i'll buy you a drink and like to see someone then instantly turning around and going all right then it's like, yeah. it's like oh, really I hear, I hear. and that's frustrating okay is she the only female character in the? F- uh, she's the main female character in the film. So you, you, you've got plus it tells us that the ones went up together. So there's there's something in that. You yeah, got Mimi I mean, Rogers at the beginning. We got yeah. Mimi Rogers. We got Frau Farbissina. We yeah. got a lot of vagina. We got oh, we didn't and even the, talk about a lot of vagina being, of course, a parody of pussy galore. Pussy galore. galore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot and, of phalange. Yeah, no, she's she's all right because she knows what she is and yeah. she's completely unmistakable. But I think it's because she, the others are completely. You, f- you do forget about them because she's the main woman and she ends up with Austin. So the thing she says she's never, ever going to do. Okay. But then again, Frau... Frau Farbissena? Yeah, that one. I always struggle saying that. Um, she's in control of what she's doing. 
she's um she's not overpowered by um, she's one dimensional yeah, yeah she is but she's yeah. she's a strong character to be fair I'll, most of dr evil's henchmen are one dimensional yeah yeah, yeah. but but I, they're, they're the other people um even number two he's not he knows where his, his place yeah where frau what's the last bit farbissena farbissena yeah she she's always um in there and um his level if not more yeah. sometimes you know because she she slaps him about a bit and you know and gets away with it oh she is from the we didn't mention it the militant wig of the salvation army <laughs> what yeah. a great joke that is a good joke but I, I think it's because like the a lot of the theme that the thematic part of austin powers as the film and as the character is the sexualized bit like that is a massive part of the film yeah. the fact that then she's okay with it it kind of sets your tone yeah for women throughout it i'm not saying it's not awful it's not the worst i've seen but it's not it's not great i think it's also she's introduced in the film to be the barometer for what austin sees as like the modern age and because she sort of backpedals on how i'm you're supposed to react like be within a changing society it's also i don't know it's just it is weird. it's not well written yeah. The, 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 the idea I'm okay with. I'm okay with her going, I'll never ever end up with you as an obstacle that makes them go eventually they'll end up together. I'm okay with that. That scene, you can even have that scene exactly as it was. Don't give me the smile two seconds later. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, all yeah. I'm saying. Cut the scene. He can even be posing and I don't even know, I don't even care if he gets it or doesn't get it that she's mad at them. But yeah. she needs to be resolute and she go, needs no. To be mad at him for that entire And just scene. walk out of the scene and just have him kind of, oh. and then you can have the rest of the movie exactly as is. Yeah. And also, she's not a damsel in distress. She's someone who fights back and keeps up with Austin. If anything, she gets him out of trouble most of the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. so... Yeah. I think the role of women in this isn't bad, bad. No, I was just going to say, it's not bad, bad. It's just not, it's just not, bad, it's just not, not great. No, back to my, it was more my question of going, yeah, because I was sitting there going, role of women, I don't know if it's terrible, but when your main character is liz hurley and liz hurley does this thing we do have to talk about this thing that she does because yeah. it ain't great no yeah um best character best character start with ethan best character dr evil is so fun whenever he's on screen like the writing feels better it's more punchy it's more funny like i just have a better time if it was just a if it was like a megamind-esque film about like a, an, an evil villain who just can't do anything oh i i, w- I would i would lap that up dr evil's great Georgia. Yeah, Doctor Evil's the better the better character, and especially considering they're played by the same person. Like the amount of more depth and just jokes and everything that goes into Doctor Evil than Austin Powers. And like, yeah, I'm with Ethan. If it was a if it was a Doctor Evil film coming back from thirty years later, that's a much better film. Uh oh, isn't it? Well, it is, but if it was more centric to him, then All right. William. I do like Dr. Evil's um, punchlines and his sayings and stuff like that. But um, I'm going to go for Vanessa only because I had a crush on her as a kid. Yeah. And my my focus was always on her when I watched this movie. And I know she's not the greatest actress and everything else, but, you know, she has presence on screen. So I'm going to go for Vanessa. I mean, if, if you're looking to parody a Bond girl... It's yeah. a pretty good choice. She's really, yeah. Because those Bond girls in the classic Bond movies don't really have much going for no. them either. <laughs> no, they don't. Um, my, my, my answer is Dr. Evil as well. Uh, I think when you look at Dr. Evil, he gets to play in scenes opposite Frau Farbissina, opposite number two, opposite Mustafa, opposite Scott Evil, some really good scenes with Scott Evil, opposite yeah. the group. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? The uh, the self-help group. Well, not self-help group. The, <laughs> the support group. And whereas Austin has to spend almost all his time playing opposite Vanessa. Yeah. And I think it's limiting. Uh, you know, he's far... What are the best Austin moments? When he's playing opposite the guy giving him the Swedish-made penis and larger <laughs> pump? And when he's playing opposite Basil after he punches his mother? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, these other people who can sort of return fire a little bit. Yeah. Because Vanessa's just a straight person in that she regard. Is. She is. Yeah. And she's just like, what well, has to be done with the plot? And that's mm-hmm. really it. Some so, of Austin's funniest scenes are characters reacting to him. Like the cowboy. It's funny, not because of Austin, but because of the actor. Even up to Tom Arnold, he actually has a, a decent yeah. time to. Mm-hmm. So, no, but Doctor Evil is the stuff. I mean, the the well, yeah, the certain bits. Everything with Scott Evil, and, and that includes the group, just fantastic. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about best moment or element, Ethan. Oh, um, I really like this stuff with the uh, with the group, um, with the therapy group. I think the the dynamic between uh scotty and evil is so funny and i like because they're just they just hate each other and it's it's so well well performed because it's two comedians just riffing the entire time essentially and seeing what sticks and it it works it's really engaging and it's really funny and i think you gotta give carrie fisher some love on that scene yeah. as well yeah i think yeah. she's great at going you hear that take over the world it feels like that doesn't it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> georgia um, I like the opening montage at the beginning, the music bit. The stylized the credits. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah, that's that. good. Uh, I think for reasons you probably said, but yeah, yeah. it's been seven and a half hours since then. So, <laughs> <laughs> Liam. Can I give a shout out to um, Vanessa's um, futuristic dress? Because I love that. No. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> cut that. We'll cut that. I'll go through all the bother of finding that clip. And... <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I still like it. I don't care. Um... <laughs> My favourite element or moment is the bit where she's drunk and he's been trying to get his leg over her. And when he finally has that moment... Very literal term, isn't it? Well, he is, isn't he? I just no, think it's a term is, I've heard. A, have you not heard get your leg over? Not really, no. Oh, it's a very oh, okay. English one, I think. Yeah. Is, is, it, is it for that purpose? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. But it's also used as like a... like a As a metaphorical thing. Uh, yeah, but okay. winning at anything. But yeah, to get your leg over is... yeah. Is a, so he spent most of the movie getting his leg over with her, or trying to. And uh, when he finally gets that moment and she's drunk, there's that bit where he's like, no, it doesn't feel right. And that's the only genuine moment in the whole movie with Austin Powers. That's the bit I like. And the irony is she's not, she's not even sober enough to, to appreciate it. No. Or even be, even if she was angry about it the next day, I, I take that. Yeah. I, I threw myself at you and you said no. Yeah. But she just went, la di da di da but it's a genuine. It's not, even, it's not like referenced. It's not again. registered. It's it's a genuine moment with him. Yeah, you know no, I, mean? I agree. I agree. Um, me, I'm going to go with. I uh, for me, I'll go, I'll go with a scene. I'll go with an element, and it's all the little winks and nods to classic Bond movies. Yeah. Good. I mm. think you know everything from the. Wait, are we not going to shoot? Well, we, I'll get a gun. We can. Sh- it's in my room. We'll go. <laughs> or what? Not going to watch? No, I'm just going to remember they went according to plan. What? what what's, what's going on? <laughs> Even <laughs> you know. the obvious Blofeld thing. Yeah, all, you know, those, those references. Yeah. Um, the idea about the futuristic dr- everything where you went ah, I've seen the I've seen this yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. this even the steamroller no kind of kind of an idea and even, I appreciate what they were trying to do with the cutaways to the people's homes yeah, yeah I appreciate yeah. that it didn't work but I appreciated it even the the legs that you were saying yep. um that was a Bond poster wasn't it looking, yes looking through the yeah, legs. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so, so these are these are all classic sort of callbacks, like, yeah. and yeah, I appreciate that. And it doesn't mean you can you can you can appreciate Austin Powers if you haven't seen all these Bond movies, yeah. and you'll still enjoy it for that reason. But if you've seen these, it does give you an extra level where you go, <laughs> I see what you're doing. So here. does it make it a parody then? Because um, it's a montage of everything. It's a par a parody is when you it's make more a pastiche. Pastiche is when you reference it to celebrate it. Parodies when you reference it to make fun of the source material. I think at times it's both. Yeah, it's like a homage and also a parody. <laughs> you, just, you just say things. You just say things and then stop. You don't give an explanation. You just. I say, wish you could have seen his It's face. a homage and a parody. Full stop. I was agreeing. Don't just don't do improv because that you know was, the rule. Yes, and I do think you it's what just, I just said. Just, yeah, no, I was you agreeing. Just stop My goodness, things. they just agree. I agree. I think it's not much. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny because you because you want. I agree. I think here. Here's just the thing. Especially when two of them can't see you. Yeah, we can't see you. If you went, I agree, I think it's an homage and a parody. We go, okay, that's a, that's a complete yes, thought. It is. Yeah. As opposed to, I think it's an homage and a, par- and a parody. At which point, that feels like a topic sentence that you're then going to launch it's off yeah. of. And so we just all sort of sat there waiting for <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else came. came. All right. Uh, oh, let's dear. go with uh, anybody's best role. Oh, Grumble. Oh, Grumble. Grumble first. Grumble. George's. Have you said yours? It's, yeah. the, it's the Vanessa thing. Yeah. Uh, Liam? My grumble is the Americanisms. The, um, for instance, the teeth. Uh, that lost, it got lost on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and other bits like uh, Sherbet. Elevator. Elevator. You know, I kind of knew what an elevator was, but I kind of let that slide. It's things I didn't understand. This is the hard part where it's, it's not an idea of Britain meant for you. No. It's a British representation meant for a different audience. Now, I'm going to twist your melon here and go, even the way they represent America isn't legitimate. They represent America in the way that Americans want to think America is for an American audience. Yeah, true. Yeah. Not in this movie, in all movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, that's called hyper-reality. Like, what is America really like? Who knows? Because we never see it on film. Yeah, we, true. We see an imaginary idea of what America is constructed to be. Yeah. Woo-hoo! Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> but no, so I hear. So it's all those things so, where you're like, "This yeah, isn't what Britain is." No, 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 no. Because that got lost on me because yep. you know I didn't understand it. And the worst thing I hate about this movie was his teeth. Okay, you know, from day one. On the bright side, you don't have to worry. Oh, hang on, I was going to say you don't have to worry about it in two and three, but that's not true. No, because <laughs> he takes the time machine, and when he goes back in time, his teeth get worse. <laughs> that's <laughs> a great. That's a great joke. Yeah. I'm sure it is a good joke, but like then fix them after again. Oh so no, you know, when he comes to the future it's okay again yeah uh, okay yeah. yeah uh ethan grubble there are so many segments in this which just go on for so long and i get bored the um the, the film not the, the podcast yeah the ethan segment <laughs> we, oh. we, we are double the length of the film right now so we don't have a right to talk about this at all go ahead buddy <laughs> uh, the, like the rob lowe stuff uh just one i just didn't find it and the like it's all that kind of stuff they just let's see how long we can do and i, I like jokes where they where they sort of extend their their run and it makes it funny again but they do that so many times and it gets boring and it just it's this is a feature this is like 90 minutes and it doesn't need to be and it's extended for these unnecessary gags that keep happening i just don't find it entertaining i turn on it okay um my grumbles going to be just a bit disjointed in places and i think part of it is the stuff that uh i guess ethan's sort of referring to there but the stuff that i saw here it's weird i'm gonna kind of judge it on as opposed to georgia who went i can only judge it on what i've seen 
Mm-hmm. I've seen the version without this stuff, so I'm sort of going more to that side of it there. Yeah. Um, Vanessa as a character is just really so hard to get behind. Yeah. Because there's so much consistent about who she is, what her motivations are, why she's been chosen to do this. Is she really a good spy? If she's not a full agent, why does she have gun and a gun shooting people? And, and like, there's like whole soldiers taking like orders from her as they run in. I'm like, what is she? How is she? And her character is so inconsistent. And there's a way you can write, and I don't think I like you. Yes, I want to end up with you. Yeah. In a way, it doesn't feel nearly as jarring as this one ends up doing. Yeah. And it's not that far. I don't think the writing's that bad. In some cases, it is. But I think some, a lot of it's also just the way it's performed. Yeah. So, small directions. Here's my. Here's what I'm saying. Ready for this? Go for it. The problem here is not Mike Myers' writing. The problem here is Jay Roach's directing of Liz Hurley's acting. Okay. So, I'm going to put the blame on both of those two and not on Mike Myers. I think Mike Myers' script, for the most part, gives us a chance of places to go. Yeah. So there we go. Because you see it in other characters. Indeed. Um, is this anybody's best role ever? I mean, Mike Myers. I'm going to go Mike Shrek. Myers. Yeah. Because- I'm going to go this over Shrek. Because uh, Shrek like- is big. For five years, Austin Powers was mainstream. Huge. Mainstream. It was the Halloween costume of that year. Like, it was Captain Jack's. This was Captain Jack Sparrow. Right. I still see it. This like, was so that often. big. And the fact that it parodies James Bond. I like him better in Wayne's World. But. And they keep talking about an Austin Powers 4. I said, you've got to make it now. You've got to make it now or else you're never going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because what would he be now? Stuff, he must be good. what? 60s? 60s, yeah. yeah. So you could do Old Man. I mean, that could be, be kind of fun. And then you, you could make Scott Evil a much bigger part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Bring back Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Seth Green. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new Seth. The new Seth. <laughs> the 2000 Seth. Um... I think it's that time, Ethan. Let's hit the numbers. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? And I haven't done this for a while, but thank you so much to Moonlight Social for our Age Game Diddy. Much appreciated, folks. Pip has just looked up and woken up because he's heard the Age Game Diddy and he knows we're almost done. Go check out out Moonlight Social on the YouTube. All right, what do we got, Ethan? Uh, We've got Mike Myers as Austin Powers. 30 32 oh. oh i was gonna go 40 so i'll stay there georgia and liam were really close to 33 wow, wow. so probably filming at 32 yeah wow good job guys wow he was really young when he came off snl yeah yeah because when you said about wayne's one i i had to double check and make sure all my stuff was yeah cool. wow and then next up we've got mike myers as dr evil um, <laughs> hang on I want to go first uh, <laughs> 33. 33. Uh, we have elizabeth hurley Oh, 27. Oh, it's going to go 27. 28 then. 26. Around about there, uh, 31. Oh. oh. Woo, I take that. <laughs> yeah. Talks pretty good. We've, yeah, she does. <laughs> We've got Seth Green. Ooh. Oh. 25. Which one's Seth Green? The son, Scott Evil. 24. Oh, okay. I'll go 23. 22. Ooh. He, man, he's done a lot really young too then. He did. Yeah. yeah. I thought he always played... I thought he played younger. Younger, yeah. yeah. Mm. And then finally, we have Robert Wagner. Robert Wagner. Mm. Which one? Sorry. The eye patch. Okay. Uh, 37. You're very low. <laughs> I thought he's got an eye patch on. It takes away half his face. I can't 57. tell. 57. What'd you say? 
He's got an eye patch on. No, what did you say for your age? 37? 37. If I double at 74, I'm going to take both half of his face. I'm not going to say 74. What did you say? 57. Okay, I'm going to go. I'll go 62. You were so close. 66. Oh, oh wow. 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 Yeah. I you might have gone 67. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> No, it's good. It's good. I think it's kind of a, kind of a split today. Thank you very much, Ethan. Um, next up, you. we've got uh, the critics. The critics. So you know what? Rotten Tomatoes on this higher than Return of the Jedi. No, no way. Return of the Jedi seventy three percent. Yeah, this seventy four percent. Wow, this did feel fresh when it came out. It did. Like James Bond was like rarefied. Like, do not touch this holy kind of treatment yeah like pierce brosnan and goldeneye had just sort of hit in 95 yeah so that's really kind of about it so interesting choice there what do the critics have to say georgia uh, so i've got trevor johnson from Time Out. who says it would take a stone face not to crumble at austin's dodgy catchphrases and irrepressible sexual t- desperation apparently i've got a stone face then uh we've got uh mick lasell from uh san francisco chronicle who says spy movie parodies are common but myers is observant enough to notice things that others others haven't uh, and then i went with i found a couple of bad ones before we go to um our friend roger ebert so we've got uh, rick rowan from globe and mail she says that's oh, it's in canada's national newspaper oh okay it says uh, mike myers may be a connoisseur of the old spy and sex genre but the result is a is less a screenplay than a manic quote machine then a few quick ones laura miller from salon.com uh said the movie fails to live up to its promise sean p means from film.com said tasteless and humorless uh jeff miller from houston chronicle says even at its best it's not very funny uh, so then in, you know I only ask you to come up with one good one, one bad one. No, I always do three, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just bouncing. Well, then, yeah, one good one, one bad one, and Ebert. Okay. <laughs> uh, then finally, we've got Roger Ebert, who in direct contrast to the last one says, a funny movie that only gets funnier. Yeah. There we are. Uh, yeah, I think it goes a bit further. It only goes funnier if you know. if you can. It's not funnier if you watch it more. It's funny, it's funnier if you understand the references that they're making, yeah, yeah, that they're yeah. tearing down. I, yeah. I think I read... A, a portion of that actually that came out of so thank you very much i put out a fleece as i'm known to do as george is looking up her uh her patreon and goes we're recording uh, 46 people got their votes in today is wow. it a great film good film okay film or poor film we have, we have a tie 32.6 percent oh. think it's great 32.6 percent think it's okay wow <laughs> yeah that's about right that 28.3 saying it's good it's a really even spread it'd be interesting to know to done this way back when and seen oh i think it would have been much higher much much higher much higher i think people it's up it's time and i think as a result people kind of go oh oh no yeah. no it'd be interesting to see kind of what the thought process is. let's exactly. start with our patreon backers george uh, so first one is from uh, Dwayne smith Dwayne smith i used to watch the austin powers films all the time in my 20s the spy who shagged me is my favorite of the trilogy but i do love them all i gave this a rewatch yesterday and it still made me laugh a lot mike myers created a great spoof touching on a lot of the james bond tropes and sending them up brilliantly in his own unique style the later films build on this but you can definitely see the origins here he also created a great group of characters with Austin and Dr. Evil driving the scenes and generally being the funniest. Watching it this time, I thought about the one sketch. Sorry. Watching it this time, I thought this one sketch had a feel about it with each scene almost being a skit. The film is so quotable and it has so many great one-liners. The improvised scenes with Seth Green are so good and you can tell Liz Hurley is trying not to corpse in most of her scenes. <laughs> she can't act, but it kind of works in this. Fun fact, I used to have a friend whose band did the BBC song at the end of the part of their set. Anyway, this film cool. holds up for me. And that was Dwayne Smith, yeah? That was Dwayne Smith. Thanks, Dwayne. Yep. 
Uh, then we've got that. I was only asking because that song holds up a lot better for a British audience than it would for an American audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, then we've got Chris Peterson, who says Austin Powers had a massive impact on pop culture when it was released. It's colorful, vibrant, lots of silly jokes and just very groovy. Many memorable quotes and a great parody spy film, mainly from the 60s James Bond era. Mike Myers did a good job playing both roles of the antagonist and protagonist, and Dr. Evil was the better of the two for me. Great supporting cast, as well as the many cameos. I love the dance scene where we first got introduced to Austin Powers. It has to be one of the best character intros ever. I do really enjoy this movie. It still makes me laugh with visual gags, clever lines, really stupid funny lines, and some good sex jokes. I didn't think that it would have aged well, but it did. I loved the movie when I was a teenager, and I still love it now. Now to rewatch the sequels. Yeah, baby. Groovy. I think Chris has pretty much captured a lot of what I'm thinking about this film. Yeah. Somehow not what Ethan thought about this film. I'm no. guessing, but we'll, uh, we'll 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 let Georgia queue up the next one here. How yeah, are we doing? Sorry, I accidentally swiped backwards and I've lost it. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna. So there are two more sequels. There are. There are. Spy Shag Me. Yeah. Um, Gold member. Spy Shag Me is like if you gave this and you like pumped money into it. See, yeah, I remember having I mean, very good memories on steroids. Second. That one. Wasn't two it? is my favorite. Yeah. I need to rewatch it. Watch it again. All right, let's see. Let's see what we got now. Uh, next up, we've got Enz and Ian Davies. Who says, "Haven't seen this one for years, but loved it when it came out." I'll be interested to hear how badly it's aged, if at all. Uh, it was everyone's. It was. It was all everyone in school was talking about at the time. Definitely a fun film, and extra points for any film with time travel in it. So he's got the wrong one there because he does have the wrong one there. The time travel one. Well, hang on. It's time travel in the sense that he, he goes forward in time 30 years. Yeah. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Cryogenically frozen. He skips 30 years. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so no. in a sense, it is time travel. Yeah, I guess so. No, excuse my uh, doubting. They don't all have to have a DeLorean in it, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we have got Nate, who says, haven't seen it in years, but it's still pretty funny. Some of the material definitely doesn't hold up nowadays. It's a fun spoof on James Bond whilst making up its own thing. Mini Me and Austin Powers are iconic characters, and Mike Myers killed it in all three movies. Okay, that's more of a review of the trilogy, yeah. but yeah. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> Mini Me, we noticed there weren't any Mini Me in this nope. one. Nope. <laughs> uh, Katie McRae says, I know a lot of people find this movie hilarious and a classic, but I now know why I never watched it. Not my kind of humor at all. Turned it off before it was over. I loved Mark Myers as Shrek, but I dislike him as Austin Powers. P.S. I'm not a fan of Will Ferrell either. Neither. Uh, I'm more of a Robin Williams, Billy Crystal, and then she names quite a few other people, kind, okay. of, uh, kind of fan at heart. So Mrs. Williams... Not your cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> she turned off the telly. <laughs> and we've got Katie McRae's husband, Reverend Bruce, hey. who says, I had not seen this before. To the Billy C. I'm sitting going, how can I finish this? <laughs> <laughs> For me, this simply wasn't funny. It was 90 minutes of boredom with many cringeworthy Wait, who's moments. This? Reverend to the Bruce. Reverend B. Oh, Rev- to the Reverend B. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Reverend get- Brewer, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, we're running way long. I did get a laugh at the cameo of Burt Bacharach. Having looked at him up, I thought, so this is the guy who wrote those horrible songs my older siblings used to listen to. I love a good spy spoof. Get smart with Steve Carell is hilarious. Oh my word, sir! Like no, Reverend Bruce, <laughs> I, I don't mind Get Smart. I've never seen this. It. Is so much more clever than Get. I know it's gonna be like, would it be clever? It's so much more clever than Get Smart. It says at least it led to Mike Myers and Shrek. Was his closing uh, statement. I don't think it leads to it. No, he kind of just jumped in after Chris, Chris Farley. Chris Farley's death leads to yeah. it. <laughs> but there we go. And Chris Farley was the motivational speaker, so it all comes full circle. Oh, there, there we are. Uh, then we've got Cheesy, 
with a fish, fish on, on a bike. bike. He says, uh, this film and the second one were probably the most quoted film between me and my friends at middle school, so straight away brought back fond memories. Austin Powers is a fun James Bond spoof that never takes itself seriously. I didn't think the humour would hold up in 2022, but there were some parts where I genuinely laughed out loud. I like how Myers plays a bumbling, average-looking and sometimes awkward British spy, yet still sleeps around just like Bond. The opening title titles are iconic and the BBC song bbc song at the end is just an absolute banger have you ever heard a more english statement (laughs) i enjoyed this film the bbc song at the end is an absolute banger banger. (laughs) i enjoyed this film but i think that's because i've seen it less than the other two all in all this film is groovy baby who was that ah that was cheesy cheesy with a fish on a bike nice shout (laughs) it's cheesy british Sounds awesome. it. Sounds it from that. Yeah. From it sounds BBC British. Song is yeah, a, was that everybody? That was everybody. Okay, excellent. Cheesy, what's your favourite Greg's if you're British? Like Greg's menu item or location? <laughs> Rather it sounds like it. It sounds <laughs> like <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> what's the best place to get a sausage roll? Which Greg's? There we are. Um, so we've got, uh, <laughs> we've got a few people here on the uh, fledgling fandom. Thanks to everybody who submitted uh, thoughts. We will begin with... Hey, your sister. Who says it's a fun flick, but it definitely didn't age well. All the sexual innuendos harassment was unsettling to watch, especially knowing I laughed about it 25 years ago. Enjoying the take on 60s fashion and the music. Wouldn't watch again. It's just not my bag, baby. Brackets anymore. Oh. Well written. Yeah. Uh... Resident Posty Russell says, rewatched it last night. Wow, it really hasn't aged very well for me. I used to love it, but I didn't find it very funny. I also found Austin as a character got irritating quite quickly. I did enjoy the opening credits. Will Ferrell seen the music and the lovely Liz Hurley, of course. She's great if you plug your ears, man. Uh, <laughs> Josh, my next favorite movie says, I remember seeing the second one in theaters, got home, walked to the video store, remember those, and rented this one, and I enjoyed it. But these are movies I actually revisit, one and done types of films for me. Chuck and Ruff go to the movie, said, decent comedy, always laugh, didn't age too well. Succinct. Mm-hmm. Saturday morning podcast say, instead of saying good or great, I would say underappreciated. When it came out, I knew people who didn't get it. I saw it and realized it was an homage to things like Our Man Flint and the 60s Casino Royale. This is someone's favorite movie, and I know they would defend it. Uh, pedestrian at best said i think it stood the test of time and it's definitely a career high for myers i don't know who you are but you're very clever uh i'd rather watch it rather than an actual bond or spy movie i'm not too inclined to disagree with that mm. i think i enjoy my time spent with this moment of bond movie do you i think so i enjoy the later bond an movies. average bond movie anyway if it was a new bond movie of this I'd probably watch this because i know what i'm gonna get with this yeah, yeah. But I do like my bonds. Uh, Carlo from the Movie Loot says, haven't seen it in a long time, but I've never heard a lot of fun with it. One of my past guests, stand-up comedian Steve Mazan, did have it as his number one comedy, so I've been meaning to go back to see it, see how it holds up. Uh, of course, you can catch Ethan on the Movie Loot if you go check yeah, that out, talking about Star Wars. Out, yeah, this this Wednesday, a little delayed, but I think oh. it should be out this Wednesday. No, so well we done. gave him like a week's worth of promo for him to show <laughs> yeah. up and not find it. Well, no, I, we thought it was going to come out on May the 4th, and then there was like a little a little delay. That's okay. We love Carl the Movie Loot. Um, yeah. So Marie says, it's the best from the franchise, in their opinion. Have you watched Patrick Willem's essay on how the Austin Powers trilogy predicted the future of movies? It's pretty amazing. I haven't, but I will retweet that out. Uh, I've Patrick done that Williams now. Patrick Willem's a very good YouTube essayist. He's did some very good uh, MCU stuff. 
Uh, Tom says, liked it enough when it came out. Recently watched on YouTube a reaction video. And while that, of course, is not the same and rewatched the entire film myself. But I saw enough to feel like it won't hold up to a rewatch for me. I would say this, Tom, with all respect, careful with that. Because when you do, when you watch someone doing a watch along um, or a reaction video, they are acting as the barometer for your sense of taste. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, much like listen to a podcast might be. But we're, we're sort of hoping we're a companion piece if you've seen it recently or something like yeah. that. So uh, it's interesting. It's just be careful what, you know, something like that could could lead you one way or the other. But uh, I'll say I rewatched it and didn't uh, and don't regret having done so. No, same. Cult Connection says me and Plantry from 100 Things Pod love this movie. Yeah, baby. Yeah. And then 100 Things We Learned from Film said it's Shagadelic, baby. <laughs> Uh, and film flogger said you must have missed our episode then liz hurley was extraordinarily terrible in the best possible way then foxy cleopatra came along brown ice cream emoji i don't think it's ice cream (laughs) (laughs) oh no all right so that is that so uh thank you very much uh one last critic Daniel Craig, who portrayed Daniel, Daniel, who portrayed James Bond on screen from 2006, 2021, credited the Austin Powers franchise with the relatively serious tone of later Bond films. Direct quote, we had to destroy the myth because Mike Myers fucked us, Craig said in a 2014 (laughs) interview, making it impossible to do the gags of earlier Bond films, which Austin Powers, of course, had satirized. True. So once he's poked out the holes, you can't go ahead and reinforce them then. So if you like this film, first off, check out the other Austin Powers spoofs. Check out spoofs in general. So, like uh, a Robin Hood Men in Tights, mm-hmm. Airplane, Airplane, um, Naked Gun, Naked Gun, yeah, Loaded Weapon, yeah, Loaded Weapon's good. Oh, yeah. Robin Hood Men in Tights, did I say that one, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, let me say it again, it's great. <laughs> Spaceballs, <laughs> that's good, yeah. Uh, Spaceballs is, is a Star a Wars reference, yeah, it's a yeah. second week in a row we've made that reference. Yeah. And then, if you like this episode, I don't know, check out some of our James Bond uh, reviews. We've done Goldeneye, we've done Casino Royale, so go ahead and check those out. See the more serious side, or check out our review of Shrek. That yeah. might be a nice kind of. George literally, per- literally perked up when I said Shrek. She raised <laughs> up in her you seat. Raise me up. Um, now it's time to talk about our ratings. Our ratings. Let's start with Georgia, shall we? Uh, I am going to go with five and a half once haired, now hairless cats. Wow, five and a half. Yeah. I, I had you a little bit higher after after hearing you talk through the episode. Mm. My problem was I liked your version of the film so much better than the film I watched. But I think that's why I perked up was because your retelling of it is better than I was thinking what I saw. today. Is there? What, I wonder what the co- is there a copyright incident? It probably is about us doing a table read of a movie. Yeah, it pro- oh, probably is. To. That probably is against copyright, isn't it? I think yeah. you can do it for a private audience. So I think you could do it for Patreon only. But you yeah, I think you can do it because that would be a really fun thing to do. Sit yeah, around with take, a script and just character. read it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, look, I'll look into that because that could be really fun. That would be okay. Uh, while you're looking into it, Ethan, what you got? Uh it's really weird. I, I do. I enjoy the Austin Powers things. And I last week, I think you remember, I was I was so excited. Yeah, you were really excited. I had about this. so much joy. When I was like, oh, yeah, we get to do some powers again. Because I always, I always remember the, the funny parts. And I forget, like, the little slogs in between. It's really it's really difficult because on paper, I find this really funny. And I love a parody. And I, I really do find the Austin Powers thing really entertaining. But there were just some parts in this which I really couldn't enjoy. And it wasn't. It was just pacing. Like, the, the, the structure of this film is so, so wonky. But it's really funny. And the humor sometimes outweighs it and it sometimes doesn't so i'm I'm gonna go a little bit higher than georgia i'm gonna go six 
uh, Swedish pumps for certain things out of 10. <laughs> Was that six you said? Yeah. You got the Swedish pumps in my memory just erased everything <laughs> you said before that. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one, actually. I'll have to see what I want to think about this. Um, Liam? I really went into this, because I haven't seen this in years. Yeah. I really went into this thinking, oh, I love this movie. It was so funny back in the day. Rewatching it, it's not as funny as I thought. I got confused in a few bits. Um, so I don't know if there's bits added or bits not taken out that I don't remember. Um, like the Charles thing, I I don't remember that, but... I wasn't there when you saw it. No, no, but you cleared that up. Um, I was going to go in with a higher number than I'm going to give it because, again, I did love this when it first came out, but it hasn't aged too well, but it's still funny. Um, So I'm going to give this seven Liz Hurley futuristic dress sizes too small. (laughs) Out of ten. Out of ten. All right, man. I shouldn't make these up on the spot. I should write these down. First. I, I, I still don't have one in my head yet, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see how mine works out, shall we? Oh, um, I am going to the, the film. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take out the extra scenes here, just because it's not the film I'm familiar with. Yeah. And unlike George, who when I can't, I haven't seen one of yours, so I have to go by this. I'm going to go by the one I sort of know a little bit better. Yeah. Because my reaction to that is like, oh, I don't like that. And I don't want to judge that. I thought I was going to be harsher on this than I have been. I thought it was going to have aged worse than it has. And so I'm curious with Kirsty and Russell, who when it hasn't aged well. And what does that mean? I mean, the tone of the jokes, does that mean? Because actually, the only thing I really have a problem, really have a problem with in this is the oh no i fell over oh no i fell over again but it's literally just that one scene yeah because that's the only scene where like consent isn't he just gets a bit a bit bit handsy one might say Mm. and that's not cool but again i think it's still a fish out of water story even if you go i like the fact that it's the sake but that's who he's been presented as that's the character this is the fish out of water story his behavior is inappropriate let's watch him change so you're allowed to not like that but it doesn't that doesn't make it something that's not aged well that's he's been like that the whole time whether you like that character or not is different. yeah it was inappropriate so, in the 90s it's still inappropriate now yeah. yeah yeah mrs kensington sort of acts as a guarantor to go he's not a bad man mm-hmm. yeah and he seemed to respect their marriage so as far not, not that that matters when you said i'm fell over i fell over again it's a bit creepy the way that the storyline set up that he's sort of into her his the woman he was sort of in love with his daughter true so it's like you'll do <laughs> uh the use of it licensed music is fantastic oh, it's we sat here even still all these years and quoted away as part of that nostalgia probably a part of that's still just really really funny stuff the yeah. fact that even when we were reciting it george is going this is funny and she might prefer my my, my line reading to the <laughs> prose and why not i'm excellent but <laughs> but you know it's it's that part's funny the, the problem where it falls down a little bit is the plot's really more just like a sequence of moments yeah than it is any sort of cohesive plan like it just sort of meanders its way and really what this is is just a good origin story for all the characters we can come back and have a better time i think in two and we can wrap it up in three because yeah. by three it becomes a parody of itself it does very so uh, i'm gonna go ahead and i saw the score of the imdb on the television and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to link as well with Liam. 
and I'm going to go seven condoms that the sailors should have because those filthy beggars go port to port out of ten. That's a, you always come up with better ones. I was scr- I was scrambling, going, "What can I do? I don't know what I got." My Ethan, brain, Ethan took the good one. So. My, my brain just sounds. I like, apologize. You know, you no, know, you're fine. I would done the same. Th- well, if I thought of it, I would have taken it. I wish you could get inside my brain because my brain just goes, "Oh, think of something," <laughs> and whatever that comes out with, that's what I literally it, think of. It usually that comes out with the attire of the female characters. <laughs> Oh, wow, yeah. uh, Georgia, what did our Patreon backers have? Who's the voice of reason this week? Who's the voice of the people? Uh, it's really quite interesting. So I believe... I imagine it's going to be a very diverse range of numbers. Yeah. It is, yeah. I, I'm the voice of the people. It comes out at five and a half. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, but that is because we have... Oh, who went nuts on it? Katie McRae went nuts on it, is my guess. Yeah. Katie McRae, and I'm going to say even Reverend Bruce. Yep. I'm expecting a two. They both give it two. Wow! Yep. I'm good at numbers. We get two eights, uh, li- two sevens, and a five. Reverend Bruce likes himself an extreme. Yeah, he likes a ten. <laughs> he likes a two. Yeah, five and a half. And who went highest? Sorry, twos and who went highest on that? Uh, the highest we had was eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah. All right. So there we go. So it comes out in the wash. Ooh, it's pretty low. It is. Ooh. It's pretty low. It's not Empire Records low, <laughs> but it's low. 6.2 is our overall rating on this, which puts it, I think, below train spotting, which actually I'm really okay with. I'm fine with that. Uh, I predicted it was going to be a low score when we started anyway. And so. Wow. Chris and Dwayne are a high mark at eight. Okay, eight. Yeah, those twos are hard to. Uh, so you put an eight and a two and you put them in a, in a washing machine, that's fives. Yeah. So yeah, then the rest of them kind of come just slightly above that. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say what we have for next week now. Ooh. First off, you're still listening. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. This has been a long three week. hours. Of if if you were going, there wasn't enough content. We just released the one episode this week. We're making it up in this one yeah, episode. Yeah. So um, we are doing next week. We have Juline on the show because it is our uh, BFF of the BFE episode for the month. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. So actually, we're going to do two of them in very short succession. We're actually going to have two weeks after that. We're going to celebrate June just a little early. A little Ooh. early. I think we're going we're to be like a day early releasing it for June, like May 31st. Oh, okay. And that'll be Hermes. So Hermes will be on the dock at two weeks after that. So just be nice. Unless someone jumps in and steals a spot. We'll see. But um, so I've not heard of this film. So uh, oh. I will read the film and I will read out what the uh, synopsis is that comes up on uh, Twitter on Wikipedia. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> So, or IMDb. You still looking, it's just the websites you're looking at and you're just reading them out. Yeah. So, the film is called The Hate You Give. Ooh! The Hate You Give. Uh, the, the write-up is, Star witnesses the fatal shooting of her childhood best friend Khalil at the hands of a, uh, of a police officer. Now facing pressure from all sides of the community, Star must find her voice and stand up for what is right. Uh, Star, I, I believe this has got to do with police violence within the black community. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and how it affects the black community. Sounds like it. So uh, it's going to be available for us on Prime Video here in the UK. I don't know where it's available uh, elsewhere. So giving you the whole week uh, to do that. Re- Regina. Oh, I was going to say Regina King's in it, but it's not. It's Regina Hall, isn't it? Anthony yeah, Mackie. Anthony, Anthony Mackie's in it though. So Falcon from yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, Common the rapper, isn't it? Uh, is there anybody? KJ Apper, who's in um, was it Riverdale? That awful show. Uh, for sure it's more than one awful show but we'll go ahead and we'll give you give you credit on that so it will be the hate you give this time next week and then 
<laughs> great time for the dog to start barking just oh, as we're no, trying no, to wrap like you're up. You're almost done by now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then I got a problem. Uh, so we got that, which is kind of a, a, a so one that definitely didn't hit over on this side of the Atlantic, no, uh, Julian. So if we're sounding a little puzzled, it's just because we didn't, it didn't get any any press over here. Looking I'm forward to it. Looking very much for like ninety-seven percent, I think, on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, that's yeah. good. So really highly rated, just over two hours. So it's not a. Uh, it's not an extremely long film, and then we've got uh, we got some big ones coming up this summer. It's 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 blockbuster summer this summer. Hot Ooh. film, hot film Ooh. summer two point Hell yeah! Uh, summer harder. Summer harder. <laughs> <laughs> so please join us next week and join Julene as we Ooh. tackle the uh, George Tillman Jr. film, The Hate You Give, for best film ever. Ah, uh, Benny. I've been Liam. I've been Ethan. And I've been Georgia. And we don't know what this week holds. We don't know what we're going to throw out to this week. We hope you got some ideas here. But as long as we got you guys listening to us still, we'll be sound as a pound. (laughs) (laughs) We'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flop.